Hey everybody, Jim here to let you know that this episode of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast is brought to you by the Hulu original series Hellstrom. Right in time for Halloween, Hellstrom is a mature, suspenseful, mysterious, scary, dark, thrilling, chilling, authentic, edgy, action-packed series. It's produced by Marvel Television and is more horror than hero and perfect for October, the scariest month of the year. The best thing is you don't have to wait until Halloween to get your treats because all the episodes of Hulu's Hellstrom are now streaming only on Hulu. I mean now. You go over now, you're going to be watching the Hellstrom. Hellstrom is essentially the story of a very complicated family, a woman who fell in love with a bad guy, discovered it much too late, and a horrible, traumatic family incident that tore everyone apart. I mean, that is crazy enough. It's a story of two broken children who were estranged and raised separately, becoming two very different people. And this is not a story about kids discovering their powers and being all happy and all about that. They're adults who have grown up apart and now have to learn to deal with the emotional baggage they've acquired throughout the years. And most families have skeletons in their closet, demons, stuff like that. I know my family's crazy enough. Nothing like the Hellstroms. And again, the best thing is you can go over right this instant, go over to Hulu and start streaming the Hulu original series Hellstrom right now. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, a show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 324. Give me everything. Give me it, Eric. 324. That's a lot too many. Right? Here we are. We're going to have a bunch of lot too many books tonight. We ended up having to work Friday and Saturday. What's going on? Two days a week? This is nonsense. But if you want to go and see us all around town, you can find Eric probably at any local bar, wherever you're listening to this. Yes. The, The problem is you'd also have to order food. And while you do enjoy that you don't like to mix and match right you don't like no. to do that for some reason you don't I'm like here to, to binge you don't like to eat drinking. where you crap as they say and you can go over to twitter at weird science dc if you follow us we'll follow you on back a policy that i ended up convincing eric after a couple years that was the right policy i ended up telling I him guess. yeah you go with it though and you kind of get upset when people don't follow the america's sweetheart back i mean really <laughs> who could dare do that and we also have a website weird science dccomics.com where we review most of the books each week and we have a patreon account where you can go and support us for all this nonsense but get a ton of nonsense back and i have been putting up some Little sneak peeks of some shows that we do on the Patreon every Thursday night so people can get a taste, a little dip in the pool of stuff. Those are the ones that I do with people in the Get Fresh group. Beep, boop, boop. And do a first or a best podcast. And I think sometime I'm going to have to get Eric Shea on that so we can talk about his first comic book. I you heard. Want to talk about some Superman Robin fighting vampires? Damn right. I also heard it made first, your fingers, but, you know but it made your fingers bleed, I hear, <laughs> in a song. 
I don't know why, except that it was Braille. But if you go over to the Patreon and you want to check it out, see what else we have, we end up having a ton of things, including a weekly spotlight. Me and Eric get uh, you know get together on a Thursday very night, very, and we do two books that are picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Be- 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 and the Giffers crew, sometimes they pick books that they know that will be driven nuts by and they want to hear us lose our minds. Sometimes they pick the huge books of the week. Sometimes they pick the best books. It's all kind of a grab bag of how the wind goes with these Get Fresh crew badasses. You never know, Eric. They're almost like the chaos theory of Joker in the Batman Superman book this week because you don't know which way they're going to go. This week, they went with the big ones. They, they just basically yeah. said, we're going to take the big ones. That Batman 3 Jokers number 3 and Dark Knight's Death Metal Rise of the New God number 1 are both on our Patreon spotlight. If you get done listening to this podcast and say, man, Jim and Eric, they didn't like much this week. Well, it's because we liked both of those books <laughs> on the Patreon spotlight. So as a little bit of a, you know, wink, wink, if you want to hear some positivity from us, you could go over to the Patreon and listen to that spotlight as well as during it, Eric Shea suggested, why don't we do something where we gather the three reviews of the three Jokers and put it in a supercut, all three of them together? I realized then that we indeed did all three on the Patreon spotlight. We never ended up doing uh, one actually being an annuals week, which makes sense once Patreon I saw that. Show. Yeah. So all three were Patreon only. So if you want to ever go and listen to those, you go to the Patreon and it is right there in a condensed form put together. It's about what, two and a half hours for about the that. three books, something like that. So you can go and do that. But we're not here to just talk about that because we already mentioned the guys and gals that picked the books. They are the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, Eric Beep Boop, and this is their badass roll call. Roll call. Beep, boop, doo, boop, doo. <laughs> Do you like that? Oh, God. No. We got like that. Jay Jennings, Josh Murray. He's not a robot. He's from the Not a Robot podcast, though. Eric Ted Probst, Lawrence Lee, Forrest Polly, Cam, Joseph Watch, Sick Matt Razor, Dement 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Niels T. Wart, David Fink, Joey Bercosco, Stephen Baum. He's a left winger, he is there. Tony Walton, Michael G. He likes the movies. He does. Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Araki has a YouTube channel and did this week's Legion review on the site. Seller Dweller, Mark Jager, Eric G, Aldrin Stoja, Ulysses Jones, Nick Adams, Bill Beer, who does the Batman Pod, and he ended up telling me they're going to have a new host on that, so that's pretty cool, too. Yeah. You have Ruben. Ruben has a headset. And Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, T-Funk, Luke, Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship. Manship said he has an injury with his arm. He's doing too much disc golf like an idiot. Andrew, <laughs> Swanee, Anthony, G, Josh Vermillion, Bobby Bain, Dalton Edom, my man Pete from NYC, who was listening to Silver Chair in the air. What happened? What happened what to happened. that? What happened? Let me tell you all about uh, these people's uh, lives. Uh, uh, we got Batman Beyond Mark. He's probably eating some sort of TV dinner tonight on the Halloweens, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to make up stuff about people. Up there in Albany, we got uh, our man Rob Lewis. He's probably not. I don't take Rob Lewis as a guy who really enjoys Halloween much. I think he's, he like thinks it's nonsense. I, I try, He don't like the baloney. <laughs> just what he's right. telling. We got Brandy Murray. You know what he's up to. Now I got a lot of time. Brandy Murray is up there in Buffalo right now, right? 
And the people in Buffalo, they have so much free time that all they're doing is there's a shutdown. They can't go to the Bills-Patriots game this weekend, so they're figuring out how they can get a drone to drop a dildo on the field during the game. This is the free time they have up there. And double A, Ron Eric. See, I knew I could do it. I knew it. People like to hear updates on their favorite members of the Get Fresh group. Be dope, right? The badasses. That's why they're badasses. I'm sure we're getting messages left and right about that. Yeah. You know it. I I ended up getting three right as I was doing this, Eric, that said, stop it, you idiot. But there we go. Those are the badasses. And thank you. And also, shout out to Reggie, Ultimate Badass, and... Thank everybody for being part of our Patreon as we end the spooky month of October, going into the Thanksgiving month of November, right? It's the month for giving and taking and all of that, right? We got all of that going well, why on. Why are we taking? Well, because you take your serving of the potatoes and you get the corn and the turkey. Eric. Yeah, I don't do any get. of that in my house. We are actually going, and, and just as an aside, that means nothing to anybody but you. We got a Bolton's turkey this year. It's going to be you know high times in this house. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Zach ended up buying it. That thing was like 170 bucks. It is crazy, but it's fresh, Eric. It's fresh and exciting, like the song used to say. What is your favorite part of Thanksgiving? I'm saying meal-wise. I'm sitting there. I, I don't have meals for Thanksgiving. I don't have a family. I, I didn't ask what you're eating this year. I'm just asking you what you think. I mean, really, I could say what my favorite gravy. souped-up car is. I, I don't have it. I'm a poor man. You like the gravy, do you? Come over. I'll give you some gravy. I like the potatoes. Mashed potatoes, Eric, with gravy and corn. Damn, right with those gravy. are my favorite. You, you shove those together and you eat it all down. That is my favorite. That's Happy why Halloween, when, everybody. When, when KFC came Idiot. out, I, this, <laughs> here's the deal. Is it really Halloween, Eric? Yes. Is it? When they listen to this, it's November 1st. Now you're just stealing candy is what you're doing on November 1st. So shut your mouth. And while we're doing this, my son, Logan, is going out trick-or-treating and maintaining a Let safe social distancing. Let me tell you about the end of next month. You know what I love? Arbor Day. I love it. When is Arbor Day, Eric? Do you know offhand? I want to say it's in April or March. I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Arbor Day, right? That's when people celebrate the Michigan and Ann Arbor. Isn't that what it is? Ann Arbor. That was a girl I once knew back in in junior high, back in my days in Cleveland. Ann Arbor, her name was, she did traffic reports on the uh, half hours, Eric. And that's it for the intro. You like that? What, medicine? Or, I don't know what you're what, doing. What? I, you keep blaming medicine throughout this entire show. I'm like, I have no idea. You're t- this is what you sound like with medicine and keep blaming the medicine if you go back and listen to old episodes. So how do you know what I blame during this podcast, Eric? What are you, a soothsayer? Yes. Uh, yes, so I am a soothsayer. you take a shower with a woman with your socks on. Is that what you do, Eric? Socks. I hate socks in the shower. Do you like you that? Hate socks in general. That is true. And I mean socks. That's my nickname for Jess. Oh, my socks, Eric. But we're going to – oh, that's disgusting. (laughs) You were going to make that a thing. We're going to go off right now I was talking about the baseball team. Oh, okay. I don't like the Red Sox either. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I don't even know what you were thinking, but okay. I don't know, Eric. But we're going to go off now to some books uh, where – yeah, we have a couple books we like this week, but we have a lot more that maybe we don't. But we'll go off to the books right now.
All right, and here we are, Eric. It's time for reviews, and it kind of goes well with the whole deal because all three of these books have my blurbs. I was going to try to trick you into Action Comics again this week. You don't uh, have to trick me, man. You can say, hey, you want to do this. You don't want to do it. I you don't, don't want to do the it. The answer's no, but you could yeah. ask. Oh, thank you. I could ask and just receive the no. What? What is no. this? Me and Tanya in the sack. Why are you used to it? Uh, no means no, Eric. And with that, we have three books in this section. But silence I, means yes. I, I'd like to call it. A, yeah, <laughs> you better watch yourself. <laughs> you better watch yourself, buddy. That girl's going to be on your case. Wait, wait, toilet face. We're going to end up doing uh, books that I'd like to call. The, the shitty section until it's not. That's what I'm going to christen this. Eric. And that's no, kind of the, the you're whole saying the shitty section until it's not. Like, that's the thing is, like, which one of these sections that we have tonight is the shitty section? Well, that's what I'm saying. This one, at least until it, it isn't. Uh, but then later, they're all shitty. This week, I see people trumpeting it and maybe even celloing it oh, as fancy. the greatest week in DC Comics history. I kind well, of I think I can that. remember I think some of those some good weeks. You know, you know when my favorite weeks are the the weeks around the holiday where they don't have any books, Eric. <laughs> those are the best, right? You always love it. And what's even better, most of those times, you somehow end up getting a book or two. That I makes know. it that makes it even more fun for me, Eric. You want to do action comics next time? No, we're, we're almost done with it. So it would have been funny too. I would have loved if we would have had that deal where action comics was the only one. That ended up getting, you know, can not cancel, but bend us off at not getting it because of the idea where we switched up things and then we always get pissed if you switch something up and then it becomes not a book anymore. Way. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, with well, all this, good again. he's back. He's right? back. He is back, back. He's back in the saddle again, Eric, as they sing uh, back in the day. I think that was done by The Who, right? You You're end up with these books. And like I said, a lot of times, me and you, we read our own books that we review, but you don't read the Hopefully. whole scope of books. Yeah, sometimes. But you end up by the end of the week, you've had people talk and you see comments on Twitter. People even ask, hey, what would you think of this, that, and the other thing? And really for this week, I thought, boy, we're, we're going to have a grand old time. We have a lot of books, but everybody seems to love everything. And uh, I don't know what they're talking about because I didn't love much well, of the, what we the, had. The thing is, a lot of what the, the Patreon spotlight where we take, they pick two books. We do that yeah. early for the Patreon. We got rid of two of our bigger books for that. We could have been on the podcast. We could be positive about it. On top of that, yeah. another book that I really enjoyed this week, Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond, Mark takes care He'll of that. You ain't going to read today. it. We ain't going to yeah. talk about it. So that's off the table as well. Is that still coming out? I didn't even know. So, so yeah. An issue or so two left. With that, you get this week where already I will give you a spoiler alert. Eric. Spoiler alert. Eric got. is going to give you one of the lowest scores you've ever heard him give on a podcast ever. I mean, really, I have not remembered a I'm score so angry. <laughs> that low. With that also, I'm going to give two of my lowest scores ever on this podcast as Pretty well. Low, Jim. Yeah, so with the idea that people did like some of the books, some of the time, you can't fool people all the time when you do with the time. 
is what I, I just say. imagine that people are coming out and saying, you know, I had a really good week with DC Comics this week. The thing is, they're not reading all the books. That's true. And that, that does end up happening when you talk to people and they're like, oh, man, it was such a great week. I'm like, what did you read? Well, I read I three some Jokers. Stuff here and if, I, if I read – if I just had my favorite books this week, I'm like, yeah, it was a positive yeah. week. I'm like, what? You think it's great? What did you read? Three Jokers and Suicide Squad? Okay. <laughs> it's right. good for you. You didn't read that Batgirl Action Comics, you jerk. That's what I say, Eric, and that was God, to that you. God, that is just weighing this week down to the bottom it of the is. ocean in my mind. The Action Comics and Batgirl are just such pieces of dog shit that it makes everything else stink. Don't hold back, Eric. Please, don't, don't, <laughs> don't hold back. Yeah! Tell me how you really yes. feel. Yes. Uh, but it is true, and that's what happens. And sometimes I worry because when we're reviewing things and you get Really bad. And, and just think, Eric, the two you mentioned are my reviews. So oh, I yeah. read these and then Look you at start, negative Nancy Jim over here. Yeah. And you start to worry if you're going to get tagged, which I think we have been tagged a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, we have been tagged so often that nobody cares anymore. It's true. We're always it. We've been tagged so much. And I do, I do want to point out the fact that we try to be honest, not negative. It just sometimes you have to be honest and that ends up being negative. But I end People up don't where, like honesty, Jim. Well, you should know this. It doesn't seem like it anymore. People just want to be told what they want to hear and that everything's peaches and herb reunited. And while I'm reviewing these, one of the fears I have, and I'll say this to you a lot. I actually said it during our Patreon three jokers where you said well i like the three jokers a lot and it's better than what we get and i told you i'm not gonna rate and say something's a classic just because it's better than the other shit i start to worry when i'm reviewing books that i get to one and this has happened it's happened recently you get put in a Uh, good mood you you end up where okay well i wasn't angry at that and you tend to elevate that not really even thinking you still think you're being honest it's just Things start you review three books in a row that are like four out of tens. You get to one book that's a six. All of a sudden, that's a nine because it's, it's readable. I'll tell you, and you'll know. There's a wink, wink, Eric. By the end of the section, there is a book that I was so worried that you were going to tell me I was bullshit for liking. <laughs> but it was one of the last books I reviewed. And I had shit after shit. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, mm, I'm not that angry. I'm not so angry with this, so we'll what see. Nice we'll night. see how we'll jive up. But at least I did end on a positive note. But we're going to start with Detective Comics number 1029. Me nor you reviewed this. It is Joey Costco's book. So this didn't the skew Costco anything. Kid. This is the Costco kid. I got my card to you. You end no. up where I, you never do. <laughs> you don't like that. Uh, you end up with a book that I was told was pretty darn good people were excited and i was excited too because we did like you know some of the ideas coming out of joker war with nakano running for mayor things like that and so we get in this book i'm expecting it to really wow me really be something that i was glad that we get to talk about tonight because i don't really like the second book at all i I really didn't like it as much as some people it's kind of middle of the road to me and we'll see what you think as well written by peter j tomasi art by kenneth rochefort uh, Daniel Brown and Rob Lee. I am intrigued by the idea of Nakano running for mayor on the anti-capes uh, pro pirate platform. Eric, is that what he's going? He's yeah, sure. Pirate, pirate. But it seems that Tomasi needs to get some sort of group or cult in as well. Affection. Yeah, it's he's always got to get some sort of group with slogans and maybe uniforms and stuff. And you know, they're taking the street. Here Works we for get WWE now. Why not yeah, DC Comics? Yeah. Here we get the mirror. The mirror who is taking it to the streets with his unmasked slogan. 
Uh, you, you like mirrors, dear, because they don't like you is the problem. <laughs> it feels like too much already, and we shall see how it pans out because this you don't really get that much. And I am a K-Rock fan. Not so much of the situation. Kenneth I Rockerford, like. I am not a fan of. A lot of people are, and I can understand yeah, why. Yeah. If you have like a certain style, I'm not going to like you know argue about it. I just personally don't like it. I get in this book where I'm like, all right, people like detective comics, and right away when I see K Rock on this, I'm like, well, I'm not going to like it as much as everybody else yeah, just from just the way it looks. It just it doesn't feel finished as much as sometimes his art does there's a lot of empty background just look when the mirror is giving his whole spiel to these people in this freaking underground yeah. warehouse and I'm like look at the faces on the people they, I, they're against anti-mask they should be pro-mask because none of them have faces well this is the problem he says you, you need to have a mirror look at your ugly asses you know stop it get out of town Yo, no no get out of here what he did was he, invited. Got, he got these all out of a line at a modeling agency he's just trying to prove his point eric as the mirror and you, you get this i'm i'm half expecting it to just be the up the ante of the first victim just getting a mirror type look over the first victim deal at first when i open i'm like, what's up with shiny dude and well that's like, the problem right away we're in town we're introducing our new antagonist for detective comics the mirror a guy who was trying to get together people and talking about taking gotham back against the mask but he wears a mask but it's a reflective mask and we're like you know that's i'm so like showing the face of everybody with this but the thing is he looks just like looking glass from the like the watchman tv series on hbo so i'm like right away i'm like that's all i can see when i look at it it's looking glass and you're saying it's somebody else yeah and i uh, i didn't you. watch that eric but joey cusco said right away he ended up sending me the deal. He's like, it looks like look at glass is yeah. in the, de- uh, oh, it's, he's called the mirror. And I love that idea that he has a clear mask and jacket and gloves. I mean, this guy, he has a he look going. Out he has a look going for him. And somehow I, I hear a parody being made right now. And you end up though that he's got to say, listen, I'm against the masks. Anybody who hides behind a mask is bullshit. Now, you guys may wonder why I'm wearing a mask. That's the best. Oh. Like, and, and I'm sure some of you are thinking, why is he wearing some, a mask? They're all thinking I'm not it. hiding who I am. I'm showing everyone who they really yeah. are. And, and I'm then, in the background. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. You, me and you are both together, right? You're yelling bullshit. And I'm like, who are you? I'm, That's I'm all I want to know. I'm going to leave very soon. Yes, really. I'm, I'm the guy in the front. I'm just drinking a coffee. I'm like. What happened? I thought I was in line at the soup Did kitchen. somebody say there was going to be free donuts here? Yeah, really. That's all I'd be there for. And you know he does have that, Eric. Because when I look into him, I see my soul. And it's just a bunch of dumb. I, I just feel like, well, if that's the case, tell us who you are. Well, because- that's the thing. It's right away from this whole spiel that he's giving about what he wants from the people at the anti-mass and stuff like that. There's a line that really just jumped I out don't, at me. I don't think, I think it jumps out for at- me. It jumps out for me where I'm just watching this guy, the mirror, and he's talking about this whole thing. He's hiding who he is. He's anti-mask. And the thing is, I don't want one face to represent this. And one this. face is in bold. I'll give it's you that. It's in bold. So I think underneath the mask is Two-Face, and this is just really spelling out there. I don't want one face to represent this. And then at the end, I want two but faces. But he wants all the faces, Eric. And also, Revolution is in bold, so it might be John Lennon. He ends up Obviously. there you know, with this and – 
if it is Two-Face at the end, I will slap you silly because we already had the cold of Two-Face and that fizzled out. And so well, he goes, the thing is, well, it, became, it became a prologue to the Joker War where he had the bullet taken out. So this is the well, next face of Two-Face without having that bullet nah. in his noggin. And, and really, he's like a shiny coin. We're going to see. He's going to start doing his own goddamn flips. He's going to be like, let's see what we're going to do. He goes to flip and lands on his ass. That's tails. <laughs> let's go right. Uh, if he does that, it'd be hilarious. But he, he this guy's, you know, we had taken that bullet. It could really cause, like we saw in the, you know, the Batman animated yeah, series. Yeah, but he where- was helping people in jail. He would have had to have gotten out of jail. Or he's working as a jailhouse lawyer. And maybe a, a small town pizza lawyer it's as true. well. The thing is, I didn't think about the idea of where he wound up at the end of that whole thing because I was just <laughs> really? up thinking about like that matters anymore. Yeah, seriously, right? but no, I, I was Vertigo. just thinking about the idea in Batman the animated series when yeah. the Two Face gained another personality to contend with the bad personality they had and became the judge, a costume vigilante. Well, I so like, like that. And that's it's a really good episode. And the thing is, Mike, this is I'll just another persona now that they've taken the bullet out and his brain is kind of like, you know, adjusting. Yeah. And so we had this week and we talked about it on the Patreon uh, spotlight. We end up having the new man, the Chronicler, Eric. He's a, you know, a big to do. He's the, an omniverse historian. Chronicler. Well, we find out here the mirror. He's a collector. Eric, he's collecting masks. He doesn't like the masks, but he certainly likes to collect them. Is he collecting or is he just making these at home? Because they look like shit. They do look awful. And if they aren't replicas, I want to know where he got, like, say, a Batman cow. I mean, this is over the top. That's the thing. It's like, here, we're against the masks. And, oh, you guys don't know what masks are? Let me go to my whiteboard where I have all these masks, like, taped up to the wall. Here's a Batman one. Here's a Nightwing. Here's a Red Hood. Here's a Batgirl. Here's a Huntress. Here's a Batwoman. And he, for some reason, a Geoforce, maybe. Geoforce, we can't figure, because the idea looks like it's focusing on the recent outsiders that were there. It well, has a katana and a black lightning mask as well. Geoforce was not there. Geoforce no, is not no, in not. that. And I but want I him dare to, you to tell me whose mask that is if it's not well, Geoforce. Well, I know. And really, what it looks like is just somebody with a real damn big mouth. You, you end up where he's like, hey, everybody, we hate the masks, right? You hate them. Well, here they are. Gonna get you. I thought that he was trying to scare people with this. Like, they're going to sit everybody there. with me. Raise your middle fingers to these masks. Yeah, really. Wouldn't it have been more of a presentation to show, like, Batman punching an old lady? Like, even if you have to Photoshop. Oh God, I'm photos. Photoshop shit in. Why not have Katana slicing some teacher in the middle of a class? I want to go know, back and like see that. if he ever punched my gun in the mouth. That'd be awesome. Just Batman. Or just get it when he was punching Harper Rowe. Look at him. He's punching a girl. Look at these guys down with the mask. You could easily get a Nightwing type deal of when he was Dickie boy. You you can work these things out, but you're just showing a, a shitty billboard like this billboard doesn't even have all the things that was on it before taken completely off. It looks like on the bottom right corner, there was like a sign that he ripped off. He didn't even take the tax out. I mean, this guy is that was double sided tape. That's going to be there forever. He I think it's actually off. nailed in. It looks like that was some permanent deal. He's like, I can't get these off. Shit, we're going to have this big presentation. I invited all those people from the modeling agency. Plus, look, I end up having this whole thing. Again, he's not inviting people from modeling. 
it. He's inviting no. people who want to be models who have no right to be a model. Uh, well, I'm saying they were in line. They, they're never going to get there. That's why they're in line. They've been in line for three months. Nobody's answering. And also, he's like, I had this whole setup where I pulled down a chain and we got like spokes and shit on the other side. This is high tech stuff. Hey, everybody, look. The, yeah. it's, this is it's a chain and spokes this, but just it's not even it's like some weird presentation here in an old warehouse where he looks like you know gi joe meets the silver surfer here and so he's talking to them and like it this is like the idea when they created for you know snake eyes for the yeah. first on a gi joe where the idea is we've got to save money so here's just a a guy with no paint so he's just a black figure it's like all right here's a reflective guy yeah but he reflects all of us, Eric. That's why we're all that taking is it. going to peel we're off that action figure when you play it with it. to the streets here with the mirror. Can you imagine the mirror figure? Nonsense. Yes. But yeah. So with this going they're, they're on. They're making freaking dark multiverse Batman figures. I can imagine a lot of things anymore. I, I just get it where there's Tomasi is on the side there. He's like, man, I was doing pretty well. Now I have this detective comics. But everybody's centering on the Batman book with this punchline and the clown hunter and the ghost killers and all these things. I got to make something. Yeah, I'll just make the mirror. I, I just well, watched. I just on ended top up of watching the the, uh, the Watchmen. The it was Watchmen. Good. Yeah, I, like I don't know where I got this idea for this, but I just got done watching the show, and it came to me. The mirror, but yeah. even on top of that, well, we have to go from having the mirror, the leader of the new revolution, but he has to end his whole big speech on the worst side of my mind, where it's like, from here on out, we are the gargoyle hunters. I'm like. Yeah, Man, that's I where we I got. Revolution. No, no, they're the gargoyle hunters because that goes in line with all these other nonsense figures that that you end up. I, I really just up. want you to freaking put in that Disney's gargoyle theme right now. That would be good. I'm not doing that. What do you think? I know. I'm lazy. Hey, I'm everybody! You, listen. I wish I would have thought about it beforehand, but now like yeah. we are the gargoyle hunters, and like we're, we we're, were the <laughs> we're the pants shitters. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, that was my baseball team. We're the raw doggers. Yeah, we're going on. That was my so. dad's baseball team. <laughs> That was, that was your dad's every team. And so we go off to Wayne Manor where Bruce Wayne seemingly is packing up because he has to move. But it's more of the idea that he wanted to move into the city, that he's there, that the house is too big for him. But he ends up acting like he's got to get the shit out. But then he isn't because he does not want to pack up. The Alfred, Alfred pictures, stuff. which to me, I'd want to get well, those in a room box in right general, away. It seems like we have to pack up Alfred's room. And I'm just sitting here the entire time where he's like, I know I, I've been putting this off, but I got to do it. And then he puts it off somewhere. I'm like, did you call his daughter, Julia? Please tell no. me somebody told her that he's dead yet. Why is would nobody been, addressing this? Would have been a nice thing for her to come in, you know, and live at the manor. I mean, she probably would be good at sweeping up and stuff, well, that's the right? Thing. It's not like she's sweeping actually losing the manor. He is moving to a brownstone in the city to be closer to the city because we're getting back to a basic, like, down-to-earth Batman. Yeah. So we're moving away from Wayne Manor. We don't have to pack up everything and move out. And with that, put a sheet over the well, shit and move on. He's taking some stuff with him. He's taking some mementos he with him. He took Alfred's room with him. He doesn't. I know. And and with that, what, what are you doing about the Batcave, asshole? You end up where I can't do it. There, there's a Batcave underneath here. If you really were leaving forever or whatever, you better start packing that shit up. Somebody's going to find it. Uh, but yeah, you end up, well, not today. And it's supposed to be this feels moment. It just seems lazy to me. He, he doesn't like to move a lot. And... The Bat Family not really talking so well with them. Nobody's showing up with beer and pizza, Eric. So, you know, you can't move everything well, when that's you don't the thing have that. Is, they're ungrateful asshole kids. No one's showing up to help. No, that's why Damien shows up at the end. It's just nobody's there, right? And no, then he, he comes in up- to swipe something without helping. 
I think he thought it was Bruce Wayne's black book. He he wants a date is what happens at the end. But you end up where you have to have some action. So Batman even says, and we, we've seen this in a lot of books. Spider-Man does it a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, if you were it's over on the Marvel you know, Yeah. I and he does Spider-Man it. for 30 years. I know what Spider-Man and does. He always does it. It's anytime there's a lot of problems. But so do the Bat family stuff. But I've never really seen Batman do it as well, much. Well, it feels Batman more like a May. Nightwing feel. It does. Batman saying, well, I want to go out. There's always somebody doing bad things. I thought of you at the bar. And uh, I'm going to go out. That's just I'm doing so many bad things. COVID has kept me so straight and narrow. Ghost adventurer is what you would be doing there. And so you end up where he goes out to knock some heads. And the only real thing we're going to get, we're going to get two kind of things that seem to be set up for the whole mirror stuff possibly is he ends up getting hit with a high tech, like baton type thing that shoots through the bat cycle, which ends up hurting. and. I, I'm worried that that's even something more like that's another thing involved because it just seems more high tech than those assholes that were sitting around in that warehouse. But you end up having that that knocks him off the cycle and he's not only knocks him chasing. off the cycle. It shoots through the front wheel of the bat cycle, explodes the bat cycle. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, all right, that's another bat cycle down that we can't yeah. replace because we don't have the money. And for I like right that now. you're getting the ideas on the bat cycle because he doesn't want to fuck up the Batmobile. <laughs> so you have that. And it might just be even Tomasi not wanting because of the idea that he's going to have to fix shit on his own. I could just see him after well, this whole fight. He's going back to pick up the pieces. Of that's the one bike. of those weird things where the idea where even Lucius told him in the Batman book, look, if something in the car breaks down, you have to fix it yourself. But I'm like. Just imagine one of those big shots that you see sometimes when an artist comes in and wants to show you their depiction of the Batcave where you have like 150 Man. cars all lined up. I'm like, you know what? I think we're good on cars. We can just use what different ones different times. I would times. just laugh if we see that now and there's just like one broken down jalopy and then possibly the Dragula. He bought that as well. He bought he, the Dracula? He, he's still a millionaire, Eric. He still has wants and needs. Now, I in this, <laughs> he's chasing down some bank robbers that have kidnapped a, a bank head and have a gun to his head as they're driving. So he ends up deciding he's going to do what really would be urban surfing, not like the Teen Wolf version, but this, where he ends up using the grappling hook. It connects to this car that's getting away, and he just pretty much surfs to get towards there. And you end up just having a pretty extended scene with Batman. Can you call that water skiing? But pavement skiing? I, I just like urban skiing, we'll call it now. You're right. It is skiing. I'm sorry, Eric. Thank you for, for correcting me. We end up where... Thank you for putting me on blast. Yeah, we, we end up here where Batman is going to you know, methodically get to the car. Go it doesn't into the matter, Jim. Seat. He's just taking out freaking robbers. It don't matter. We just matter. have to know that the mirror is going after Batman. All for us matter. to you know, take him down to have some action in this thing because next thing we're on a freaking boat at a fundraiser well, for Nakano. Whoa, 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 Eric. I'm going to put you on blast again. You got to uh, unmask? Unmask? Yes. And also, please tell me what Batman, when he shoots his ears of the cow into the two bad guys, a guy and a girl, they have ski masks on. Do you think that those are highly poisonous tipped? No. Because how does this stop them? It's a little thing in the one guy's shoulder. Well, and I so, get it in the if hand. If somebody shoots a, a spike at me. I don't want to hear I, I am you. stopping everything I'm doing. I am I've rethinking my life because your, a spike just went into me. You stubbed a toe and you were out for three weeks. I mean, really, you're, on the, you're uh, constantly on the DL. Uh, but yeah, this guy, though, it's like, ah, 
ah, he's there. It looks like he's already gotten hit by about 17 spikes in the head. Just look, imagine look if I was mass. good at football and freaking went to the NFL. I would so be, I'd be constantly injured yeah, every you season. Would you would be the guy that you'd be like, oh, my God, we drafted the best guy, not realizing that you were I, never yo, playing. Yo, coach, I'm not going to be in today. Playing. It's kind of – it's a little wet outside. It's a little freaking, you know, cold. Oh, yeah. My shoulder's hurting, so I'll catch you next game. It's like one of those, like, oh, coach, it's raining. Uh, it's cold out like – we play in a dome, asshole. Yeah, yeah, but I got to get there. That just I'm not was real a, good at like, it. You know, a fair weather firefighter would only come out if it was a nice weather, not too hot, not too cold, not yeah, raining, anything you know, like that. And not the idea- fiery. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, you're not with the problem because the thing is, you just want to be comfortable when you're, you know, fighting well, the fires. Fair, yeah. I'm just a fair weather person in general. Where if yes, I kill, if, if it's not nice enough to like in a general situation, you're done. I'm not doing shit. No, there are like, say, a Troy Aikman, notoriously known to not be able to play well in wet weather. You, you can't play in weather. I mean, that, that's your weakness. <laughs> Lousy weather. weather. Your, your weakness is life. That's why I never like that weather is. lizard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he has them all. But you end up where Batman does save. So it's this combo of showing that Batman is still needed. He's able to be badass, saves this guy, takes down these bank robbers slash kidnappers. But then when he gets out and the bank president, thank you, Batman. Thank you. You saved my life. Let me shake your hand. Some people are like, yeah, yeah. Love you, Batman. Love you. Unmask. 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 You piece of shit. And Batman, like a Whoa. jerk, he just gets the hell out of there. I wish well, yeah, he would have stuck around. You got to turn the hat around the, the chair and talk to the teens like they want to everybody. I am the knight. I need yeah. my mask on mask. They just keep yelling on mask on mask. Like, listen, you better stop it. Jamie Kennedy's going to hear you. That was a joke. I said before we even started. That's not yeah, a and, um, I thought it was fun. It's a reference that nobody gets. So, no, you barely got it when I, I know. said it. So we go off. See, I, I need my medicine, Eric. That's my funny pills. No, you it's end not. Up, it's just I, more of that. Eric, listen, I told you that I'm going to have my insurance. Right. So do I have my medicine yet? Do I know my insurance doesn't start until Nobody December, December. Oh, my goodness. That's the happiest month of the year. You end up at, at, you know, you end up where Nakano is having a fundraiser. Bruce Wayne still wants to go and, and mix around, rub the elbows of the elite. Which he does get shade thrown at him, uh, but he no, wants no, to see what Nakano's about. It's shade, but it's rich shade. Well, I could not expect to see you here after losing those billions, Bruce. Yeah. Shut up, Paul. Huh. I'm still a millionaire. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. I nailed your wife last night. That's what he's thinking. He could. Still you, playboy, look at her bitch. looking. Look at her with those droopy, lazy, sad eyes. I think that's just the art. But she oh, does man. seem. That's she old seems money very right sad. there, which she's means like, inbred. That's no, no. She's gold digger. Then nothing but a gold digger. You end up. Where Bruce was like, oh, thanks a lot, Paul. Very touching that you care about me. Look at those yeah, droopy yeah. eyes. I'm expecting and, a toxic <laughs> Avenger over here. Yeah, really. Like, look at you, buddy. He, lo- he looks like, I don't know who he looks like, but he looked old. You end up, Nakano is there and he's fundraising. And I love the idea where it's, again, where you had the mask earlier. Down with masks, but I wear a mask. Yeah, it's, it reflects. I get the idea that Tomasi is running into a little bit of a thing here where he doesn't necessarily want Nakano to be at a billion dollar fundraiser on a yacht but that's the only way to get this scene going because he's like hey it feels weird for me to be rubbing elbows with the elite but hey well, you know we're he's on the a man boat of people I, we're on the boat i got an eye patch i'm a pirate let's go and he talks about this anti-mask deal which the problem is is i think I think that Tomasi wants you to think that somehow Nakano is either the mirror 
or connected. And I don't get that. But the idea of having him on this platform saying no mask, no mask, while you have the mirror unmask, unmask, there's too much going on that I don't think that, you know, I think he wants you to think they're connected more than they are. Never once thought it. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I don't really I'm think that here, either. I'm, but I'm I in the back you. Oh, look at that Two-Face doing something new. Look at yeah. Nakano. I like him. Never yeah. once crossed my mind because I made my mind up after Two the second face, page. Two-Face, one eye, we're, we're going. <laughs> and I think that maybe you're supposed to get that, maybe. though. Um, even as you have Batman swing away and you Cutty, see – second page. Well, that's the end of that chapter. Yeah. I walked away from any kind of suspicion. Yeah, all of a sudden, you, even when Batman's swinging away, unmask, unmask, you see what now – the, the mask of the mirror also now looks like some luchador mask, <laughs> jack-o'-lantern or something. But when Nakano's doing this, everybody seems like they don't care. And I think that that's the play of these billionaires, millionaires, all these rich. Only if who they cares? care, Jim. Who cares what the me- – as long as he's down with us. So he's there you know, rubbing the elbows. But there's Bruce Wayne who wants to know more about this whole platform how it will affect him if nakano's really on the up and up things like that maybe he's starting to think that it's connected to the others i don't know but you end up having everybody who's running this yacht they're getting taken down including one that looks like a a ringo star and you have these guys you have these guys show up and again now you just have the uh, you know, the frogmen of Borneo show up to attack. Like, I wish that this was more of an unmasked thing because there's just so much just going on. They show up just so that Nakano can get saved. Well, that's the by thing is, like, it doesn't matter this entire time because even though we have matter. Bruce Wayne, who maybe picks up a. I don't know, a ruby it apple looks like a for ruby how shiny apple. the sky did. But it's just, it's I would a have piece been of such fruit. A, this is why I'm not a billionaire at these points. I would try to eat that and crunch I'm it. I'm telling you, the thing is, I just I activated think, my dental plan. I think it's just fruit, honestly. I just think it's drawn terribly. But we have Bruce Wayne just doing stuff like behind the veil here so nobody sees what he's doing. But Nightwing shows yeah. up because he activates a signal. Nightwing comes in, takes care of this, even saves Nakano. I like the Nightwing. It looks great, but Nakano no. does not even once like you know, recognize that he's even there. Just continues on. Damn all mess. The good and bad feed off each other. A vicious, never-ending cycle. And Ouroboros, a snake that eats its own tail. And they're just going, all right, and, uh, on that note, um, yeah. you're welcome. And then at that point, he is like Brian Wilson's dad, where he's got just a socket there. He's like, look, this is the shit that happened. This black hole that was my eye. Give me back my eye patch. And then you end up having Nightwing. Well, you're welcome. I'm out and goes out and stay safe and leaves. And I'm just like, okay. And that's where Batman who, and this is my problem with going to the city. Hey, I'm going to go to the brownstone, but he still keeps going back. And now he's in the Batcave because you have to have some way to show that Damien has broken in. He's and taken the black case book black that case Batman book. just got back from Joker. I'm sitting, I'm like, they're talking about all this stuff. I'm like, Shit, did that happen? Because I don't recall any of that. But he just got his black yeah. casebook file back from the Joker, left it in the Batcave. Damien stuck like in during this and then stole it. I'm like, I forgot all about it. But yeah, Damien yeah. has his black case file. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, that thing shows up every couple of months as a I comic. Know. And I never want to read about it. So you know what, Damien? Have fun with that as long as Damien I don't have to Damien just wants to get a, a leg up on the next time they have well, one of those releases. He doesn't go to the comic store. He's going to have these, He's going to go and just you know solve this <laughs> things that his father could never do yeah. and murder the people behind it. Yep, that's what it seems, and it'll be. I hate this Batcave, by the way, because for some reason, I hate it. I don't know what Bruce is doing with the time to open up the grandfather clock because it's not right, and then has the freaking the 1966, you know, fireman pulled down. I'm like, 
What, what I, is this? I like don't do two. that. I like the two. I know you there. do, but I it's not like a thing the anymore. Both. And the thing what is, I don't you can like still is, have this, but it's not from this entrance. I don't like watch fixer, you know, bat cave thing there with the, the mirrors and the lenses. I don't need that. You just, what is he got, you know, bifocals there to look at the computer? Look, I don't the, need that. That computer can do many things, but for some reason it can't magnify. That is true. <laughs> You're in trouble. Uh, but no, yeah, he goes, he goes there and he's like, wait a second. I do like the idea. My, my, my what's it called my chair is always at this angle though i think damien would know that and actually put it back the same way I even think though damien would do this to tell him he well was that's there. the thing i think that he doesn't Thomas care chair. like but you're also going to get where oh let's check out that black case book oh no it's blank it's now the blank case book I, I, batman's probably happy it's like oh shit i thought i was gonna have a lot of these unsolved mysteries it seems i've solved them all it's a blank deal but the real mystery is who did it but he figures it out right away it's damien and yeah, I think that the whole deal will not just be Damien's bad. He's gone evil. It's Batman 666. Oh my goodness. It's going to be, okay, father, you're an asshole. I do it better. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to solve all these things. And I, I think that this is kind of a shame in my mind because if we get rid, get rid of this mirror stuff and get, you know, Nakano's fine. But if we start this off as a, all of a sudden, these villains and things that Batman cases were never solved where people are showing up dead that, but Oh my God, I, that guy, I never found him. And now he's dead to lead to a mystery. That is Damien doing this. I think that that's better. You're showing your hand here, which makes me think that it's going to be a really quick, you know, one and done type deal. Give me back my book, Damien, and, and see what's going on because we don't have a lot of time before we go to 2021 and future state, things like that. But I would have loved to have had like this mystery running through there in the background of these cases kind of being solved, even if they're not deadly, even if all of a sudden a, a murderer that Batman never could figure out back in the day all of a sudden is captured and left at the GCPD. And Batman's like, wait a second, I never saw that. Why is that? But he already that would only be like Damien found the black case on his own Batman having it and then having it gone. It, it kind of ruins the mystery of that. And you see him at the end anyway. But overall, I, I am kind of excited to see Damien going forward. I like the Nightwing in this. He's in it for two yeah. pages and he's kind of good. I don't know how I much Damien like we're going to see in this going forward because even when it says next, no, I Robin in the rain, the, the Robin symbol that we have and the way it's spelled out is a Tim Drake it's a Robin Tim Drake. thing. Yep. So. Yeah. Well, that's why I said I wish that we had more time and I wish that just in the background, you ended up having these little things, you know, that add up eventually to having, oh my God, it's Damien. He must have found the black case. Well, you know, all these things. But like I said, you're showing your hand here. Which makes me think that it's not going to be a Look, real God, crazy story. If they didn't have this aspect of the book, what else does this book have going for? Because it was boring. You introduce the mirror, which oh. I don't need. He's just I saw he, the looking glass he on has HBO, the, and he has the same mo as Nakano. This yeah. is why I'm saying, why are you double dipping here? When we already have Nakano, it lessens Nakano because in a Batman book, you're going to want to go towards the masked villain more even though the whole thing's about masking and all that. But, yeah, it just kind of lessens it all. And then Having just this have- whole thing, though, is not a bad idea, where you have a Nakano who is running the no-mask policy for his campaign – while you have a you know extremist group who feel the same way but going the wrong way about going about it, it's kind of an interesting take back. Who can you trust? Well, you can't trust well, anybody, but one's more dangerous than another. And again, though, it seems like most of this MO of the mirror is just going to have people out on the street yelling, unmask, unmask. I'm not getting where 
you, you hit the paramilitary the gargoyle deal. hunters. I see the people in this crew here. I'm looking back. You got one guy with a headband. Look, old No Nose is going to take it to the streets. You got an old guy drinking coffee. You have one guy who has like a Charlie Brown sweater. These are just normal people He's who are off. sick Everybody's of it. He's pissed off. Everybody's picking on him. Yeah, yeah, might as well be picking on me. He ended up though. He's now he's shooting, you know, high tech weaponry. But we'll see. We'll see Lucy how it works. Lucy pulled out. that football one too many times. Now he's got brain damage. Yeah, no, he sliced Lucy. Lucy's been dead for a while, and nobody's given any. Now sort I'm a gargoyle of, hunter. Nobody's given ten cent psychiatric Somebody help gave me anymore. A rock. Now I'm yeah. gonna bust those gargoyles because they'll rock. Yeah, him and him and Linus. That's a stretch. Him and Linus are taking <laughs> it to the streets. You know, like you don't like the great pumpkin, you dead. It's what they're saying, though I still like Pigpen, right? But yeah, with all of well, that. You're related to him. Yeah, really. I didn't know we were brothers. What is your score for this, sir? Mine is a 6 out of 10 for this because the thing is, I like the aspect of Damien because I want to see where that whole man. Robin No More thing goes forward. But the majority of this issue, it's just Batman just being a sad sack and not really doing much except for in the background, the mirror is doing stuff. And I don't really care about the no. mirror because it's just an extreme version of what Akano is doing. And the art is not something that I'm a fan of overall. What, what happened if you said, like, mirror, mirror, it's all, it's you all, let's get the mask to fall. Would you like that? Why do you want him to be an asshole? I don't know. I was trying. I thought in my mind that really was All better. of a sudden in your mind, you know what? I think I'm a rapper. I'm it was, try it this was bit better. Out. Listen, how about this? My name is the mirror and I'm here to say I'm going to unmask you every day. <laughs> right? Would that be good? <laughs> I just want Batman to punch you, you in the face. You think I'm good, but I might be worse. I think that on the outsiders, there's Geoforce. <laughs> there you go. Worse Eric, right? and force. Okay, listen. If you're gonna, it works. If, if, <laughs> I, I'll allow listen, it. Listen, if you're going to force force, then you, that's what you do, Eric. It, it works in both ways. But yeah, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 as well. Maybe with my rapping, it goes up to 6.5, possibly. You like my beatbox? <laughs> There you go. That's Every time you good. do that, I, I worry about your health. It is true. I, I really hurt my – I've actually <laughs> realized how – it's almost like how I do my monkey impersonation that I haven't done for a while. You know? That's, that's not anybody asking for it. Don't do it. <laughs> there it is, Aaron. You want to hear my asshole impersonation? Hi, I'm Eric Shea. That is good, Eric. We're going to move to the next book. I don't have my medicine, Eric. Action Comics number 1,026. Because I probably would be a little more focused and not say this no, stupid shit. No, you were shit. always talking about how hyped up you were and doing stupid shit on the medicine. Yeah, but then maybe it was a little more fun, here. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Action Comics number 1,026. We've got comics here, too. You know, there there is actually some, you know... Comic talk amongst these jokes, right? I know the jokes overwhelm it with the funniness. Action Comics number 1026. Eric, in my recap show that I do on the Geek Ultimate Alliance uh, podcast network, I ended up saying that 15 years ago, Brian Michael Bendis and John Romita Jr. would have been a dream team. Now they're a nightmare. You like that? Was that a good one? <laughs> Written by that's, Brian that's Michael Bendis. Art by John Romita Jr., Klaus Janssen, Brad Anderson, and Dave Sharp. I never liked John Romita Jr., though. I'm telling you, even like when we first started talking about comics, I'm like, he's the only dude I ever knew who could make the kingpin look square. I always bring it up. 
I always bring it up. And and by that, you mean not cool, right? He, yeah, he's yeah. a square. But it's just to be square. No. Anything that is said by Huey Lewis in the news is, is not, the, you know, gospel here, Eric. Or is it? It's how I live my life. I, I do love Huey Lewis. It's such a weird deal where you just have to stick around, right? Stick around. It, we, because if you last long enough, you go from being, like, laughed at to being cool. Because every, Again, everybody – after Huey Lewis News, he freaking sold so everybody many Everybody did. That was the problem. I said, and that's the thing is everybody laughed at and went and bought this it album. It was a conspiracy theory, though. And at points, the, the idea was, wait a second. They said sports, the album, sold 100 million copies. How come I don't know anybody who owns it? Except my buddy but Joe you Gunn. Own it. I didn't. I listened to all the songs. I liked them. You know, I want a new drug. Eh? Where the hell did you listen to all the songs if you didn't know the album? What are you talking On the radio. It was everywhere. They didn't have all the songs. Oh, they had all of them. Every song on that album was a hit, almost. <laughs> I mean, there, there were a lot of hits. It was a hit-filled <laughs> deal. I mean, yeah. And then later. You were in the album. Shut the hell up. Maybe. Actually, <laughs> at, at that point, Huey Lewis, at that point, I was Beatles and Led Zeppelin. So I, I, here's the deal. This is one of those things that you have a lot, too, like. You know, you like the Britney Spears when she, but you didn't want no. to admit that to anybody. I liked looking at yeah, her. Yeah, you like listening. But so, yeah, Huey Lewis, man, if I'm at home, I am the heart of rock and roll is still beating, Eric. If I'm out talking right. to my buddies, I'm like, what the hell is, I don't even know what that is. You know, put on the Judas Priest. That's right. Dude, what is this? Freedom Rock? Where's well, King Diamond? Yeah, really, King Diamond. Now, now you're going too far, Eric. You just went too <laughs> this far. Too much. The House of Kent continues, and it's a damn mess. Bendis over dialogues everything while Ramita Jr. draws shitty pictures. And with only a few issues left, we exposition the shit out of things, make the other dimension parasite a joke, and send Lois off to jail for not being from this earth, or slander, or libel, or, or killing her father, or anything. It's Halloween, and as we are recording this, Eric, this book is a horror show. It is. It's terrible. It is so they bad. They tricked us, and I was looking for a treat. Oh, my God. There's no The treat's in December. That's Christmas when Bendis is off these books and hopefully fades away, you know, because you end up starting off with a page that if you are also, and unfortunately, reading Legion of Superheroes this week, you get the same page, only that's Karate Kid. Not Ralph Macchio, which would be awesome, but doing the same deal. Page, I thought it was Brian Michael Bendis on there. Yeah, well, it's the same thing here, and even with John Romita Jr.'s art, which I can't say that Brainiac Five looks terrible, but again, let's not going to say he looks good. What's with the long face, buddy? I mean, he looks like he is real gravity problem in the future. He needs a facelift slash nap, and. When you look, I can understand that. when you look at all the things that Brian Michael Bendis is feeding him to say, you can understand it. He's going to get lockjaw, Eric, and and that's a Marvel reference. You end up where this whole deal or is rabies. only going with the idea. We're going to recap everything that we got the last couple issues because I guess Brian Michael Bendis realizes nobody's reading his book. We're recapping so, the, the, what the story is for half of this issue, this whole thing. And it's so narration heavy where Brainiac 5, he is just writing a journal and can't shut the hell up and wants to no. tell us everything that's happening on this and letting it play out naturally. And this whole thing is we have a multidimensional super parasite who's been brought to this dimension somehow by Dr. Glory and Star Labs to be a distraction for Leone as she goes and does Daily Planet shit, where our heroes are just pretty much doing the dumbest shit possible, because even in Brainiac 5's 
overdrawn narration about what's happening. He's talking about how this is Parasite. Our Superman family knows what's up with the Parasite. You can't touch it. And all we see for the most Everybody part touching. is them punching this goddamn thing. Yeah. And even when they go to this whole heat vision thing, I'm like, yes, use the heat vision. We end up seeing some of the stupidest shit that I've ever well, seen in a Superman comic where Superman uses his heat vision to burn his arm to get a freaking flaming fist to then punch the parasite. I'm like, the thing is, I'm just... Just heat vision I, I wanna know how I want to know how this makes anything better. Just imagine, like, you know, when you have these Kryptonians going up against each other... You never saw times, it before. No, I nev- I've never seen it before. Maybe it's a thing somewhere, but I've never seen it. But when you have Kryptonians go up against each other, a lot of times they will use their heat vision because it hurts them. Why would you do this to a point where you hurt yourself to punch something and not just use the heat vision itself if it's that powerful? And... Go back to that heat vision. You're not touching him. Now you're exactly. burning your hand to That's touch him. Sense. Now, as the issue gets along, where I always say that Brian Michael Bendis, that to me, he thinks that that's a clever thing he's never seen, but he runs into a brick wall. I've already said we're not supposed to touch Parasite. Why isn't he supercharging? Why isn't he doing all these things? So you end up going with something that doesn't make that better, but makes it I don't know. Not Parasite says, I don't have to touch you. It's just yeah. faster. Well, you just ruined everything you set up. Plus, during the narration that seemingly is Brainiac 5 sending, you know, the call back to the future. And, and what is like, this call back you know, to the future that he's doing? Like, we dear ha- mom and dad, camp is Whenever great. Whenever we have to have messages and stuff like that, like John in the future, we have to get it into a time sphere. We have to go back in time. we got to do so. What, what is there a goddamn phone line to the future or the I past that we're using now out of nowhere for Brainiac 5 to send this information? You see the future alien, you know, writing there, Eric. That's what does it. But with that, the uh, idea, yeah, we are fighting this dimensional parasite. Well, we're anybody not sure. time travels from yeah. that phone. But we're not sure if who this is. But did you know that Raymond Maxwell Jensen was the first parasite? That's just out of nowhere. That. That's out of nowhere. It would be like, like you, oh, you like the Eagles. Man, they're doing great. They, you know, one of their quarterbacks was Ron Jaworski. We, I just throw that out because later on. He's going to show up to shake your hand. There's no reason to mention Raymond Maxwell Jensen as the first parasite at all, except that later, this dimensional, he's Raymond Maxwell Jensen from another dimension, another Earth, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is. You you already have gone so far with it. It doesn't. Why does it matter which one it is? It doesn't matter. That isn't a clue to how to defeat him. It isn't a clue to what is going on. It's just a name that you threw out at the beginning just to – and that shows me that From a shit. world that you created that doesn't matter on yeah. top because you just said, no, he's from matter. some random multiversal world. You do know there are a finite amount of those things that are – No, he made. doesn't know that. That's from why anybody. he says dimensional. He's trying to get away with his own shit here. That it, and so with that all – I wish that he would understand the multiverse, Brian Michael no, but Bendis. With all of this going on, he doesn't understand anything. Including storytelling, it seems anymore, because you end up where, yeah, things are going to end in two issues. So you gotta, you gotta hurry shit up. So it's, oh, I have this parasite. Well, I gotta get rid of him. I gotta, you know, maybe he was going to take what he usually does, 17 issues so that we finally find out what this is. He just throws it at you. And then you have the super family attack. You end up with stuff like, yeah, and this is Brainiac five talking. Yeah, Superman gave me a nonverbal cue to go and save Connor, yet in the actual issue, 
You see Superman yelling and screaming for everybody to get Connor out of there. Take him well, to the, the dude's Hall only of Justice. Yelling at people the entire issue to get Connor yeah, the hell out of here. Take him to the Hall of Justice, John. Get you and I love it too. Where you end up having Brainiac Five, who thinks he's you know he's a big britches on this guy. Look at the balls on this asshole. Where he's like, Superman gave me a nonverbal cue. Where would they ever get that synergy? Because later. Superman doesn't even know his name. He goes, get your future friend the hell out of here. Well, but even he's that, still there. All the things about we had last issue where it's like, you know, the parasite grabbed a hold of Connor Kent Superboy and looked like, that's how we ended last issue, looking like Superboy died. People were freaking out, losing their minds on Twitter. This whole, like, you know, when that came out, then they quickly didn't care anymore because it's a Brian Michael Bendis story. But now it's just like, yeah, that Connor Kent, either, you know, the parasite was distracted by the other super family members. Like, that's how he survived. Or it's just because of his physiology that he survived. But he's okay. I'm just like, yeah, tell me what that means. Tell me what that means. Where you even have Brainiac 5. Hey, get this. This Connor Kent Superboy, he's a clone. And yeah, yeah, I love how he's talking to himself. And yeah, I know what you're saying. But cloning, cloning is still illegal here because of things like Connor accidents i mean really he's and, he's on an identity quest jim yeah identity quest he's right with barry he, allen on the force <laughs> quest and, and so nobody ends up those but then when I he ends Bendis. up saving him out of nowhere without anything off panel it said i guess his physiology made it easier for him to recover really what a clone of superman and lex luther that's able to recover better how how and why? Because it's never Look, said. I'm just happy that Connor had that shrink ray on him. Well, freaking shrunk that's freaking the problem is down. Superman ends up looking off and seeing Red Cloud in the distance. Realizes, okay, this parasite is a distraction. Even though in the narration, like Brian Michael Bendis often does, he ends up filling in blanks and holes that characters would never know. They just end up going against this parasite. Now, all of a sudden, they know that it's a dimensional thing from Starlight. Everything that they know, but they see Red Cloud. Superman has to go off to stop. And Kara, she's going to take the lead, Supergirl. And I love Supergirl. So her lead is, I'm going to get a girder and hit this guy real hard. I'm going to take him down. I'm down. The art is so bad at this point. I don't know what's going on half of this. And then even as Superman's going off, John's like, Hey, Dad, where are you going? To get mom? (laughs) So he goes off to fight Red Cloud. She immediately is, you know, attacking and subduing him. As Connor shows up and Candor's parasite ends up shrinking him. And then Kara completely loses her mind and wants to hug the little parasite. Oh, isn't he so It becomes a joke. And then one of my favorite lines ever is, wait a second, Kara, watch out. He's a threat. Even at that size, he is maybe even more of a threat now. What? what? Why? Why would you say that? So then you end up with Brainiac 5. now he can fight. hide underneath your bed. Yeah, really. He's going to be like Puppet Master. He's Blade, for crying he's out loud. He's that little troll Running. at the end of Cat's Eye with yeah, Drew Barrymore. Take your yeah, or maybe he's Drew Barrymore. You end up where How he gets you. contained by Brainiac 5 in the Legion containment field, only then to pretty much put an end, even though they're arguing. Where should we take them? Jail, his own dimension, Phantom Zone. Well, we should take. I love the idea of we can't keep him on Earth. Let's send him back to his own Earth. You know, the one that he pretty much ripped through and killed everybody. Let's send hey, him back let's there. Let's send him back there. Let's Honestly, because there. there's That'd nothing left for him. Oh, yeah. Or there's, you know, post apocalyptic hey, troubles where they're, they just started rebuilding now because the parasite is gone. He's coming back. But yeah, they're just like, hey, it's too dangerous. That's just Brian Michael Bendis speak of. Yeah, he's done. Uh He's done and maybe something. So you end up then with 
Superman fighting Red Cloud. You're a murderer. You're a hypocrite. You're a jerk. You're an asshole. You know, back and forth. You killed my friend. Oh, yeah, whatever. I love the idea that Red Cloud pretty much is like talking trash as if she has been around for a century doing all these things. She really- Well, that's the thing is her motivations kept changing from issue to issue to the point where she is all pissed off now. And it felt out of nowhere before to be at the whole point where you're, you're a hypocrite. Like I believe in Leviathan and stuff like that. I'm like, and even like, you know, Leone, I'm like, I really Remember, don't yeah. understand and what you that, want anymore. You even have Brainiac 5 in his little letter home from camp. Yeah, it was other dimensional things that made the red cloud. I'm, I'm telling you, they know everything. When are you going to put it together that Dr. Glory did yeah, this? Yeah, and so Superman's fighting, and this is where Red Cloud says, I killed your friend when you messed with us, right? And yeah. you didn't think I'd do it. No, no, I don't think Superman really was thinking about you. At that point, you were also kind of helping them with Leviathan and stuff. I didn't think she'd do it either because the last time he, like, you know, we, they talked about it was, you know, she was helping things. Like I'm telling you, she flip flops so back and forth. Like that's the problem. She wants to be a good person. Oh, she killed my friend. You're right. I did not think you would do that. And then she says, no one ever thinks I'm going to do it. Bitch, you just showed up. I mean, you haven't been this whole deal where no. this is a character we've always had that was bad. Like, say the rogues in, in the flesh. They usually don't kill. If they kill, you'd be like, nobody ever thought I'd well, do it. Well, that's why okay. it was a big deal after the freaking, you know, uh, inertia went and killed, you know, Bart Allen when he was the Flash before, like, your pre-Flashpoint, because the rogues were like, Oh shit, he done took things too far. And even the idea the other Flash family were going to come after him, the trickster and freaking Pied Piper, they took off. Yeah. They were scared. And there you go. There's somebody that you'd be like, oh my God, we didn't think you'd do it. You didn't think it. And somehow they flipped. Red Cloud has done shit on shit here. And all of a sudden the thing is, you didn't think I'd do it. Yeah, I didn't because I didn't really think anything. Nobody sat there and went, yeah, when you ended up having Melody Moore, who was out of the book for so long and just comes back Poor to be mayor. All she does is more, she, candidate. she's there with her Bluetooth that was invisible talking to herself. Maybe and also the, the idea she was dead never really hit that hard Superman. He was upset about it. Half of the house of Kent here were joking it up. That's where you have Con- Connor Kent. I think I just saw blue devil taking a shit. Like everybody's making jokes and all, but the idea of, Trying to elevate now. This is what he did with Leviathan. You never saw any sort of development or up the Annie elevation. You're just going to be told that. And now, I was told it was pretty big, yeah. so I had to just well, sit there and, and believe here, it. And here you're told that, oh, my God, nobody ever thought she'd do that. And then she did it. She's badass, but it's just nobody the Nobody cares about she, you, Red Cloud. That's the only thing she did. <laughs> what else has she done except choke out? Connor Look, and John a little and then run. I, I really just want you to scroll through and get to the point where the Kent fan, like the house of Ken as they're being called here, are on their way and there's Red Cloud. Okay, all of you. It looks like everybody as they're flying there had drank from the wrong cup in freaking Last Crusade yeah. because they're aging oh, immediately with oh all my the God. lines in the face. What Look is at going John Kent. John Kent is now 113 and a half. I mean, he's like, in the what is geriatric things type with is. these lines on the face out of nowhere. I'm like, this could just be crisp and clean. Yeah, they still look like shit because there's Ramita Jr. art, but just imagine how much yeah, better they could yeah, look without yeah. all these lines no. on their face getting clear, like Steven Tyler oh, told no, us. Oh, my God. That is, yeah, I mean, they're collecting rainwater in the, those <laughs> lines. Yeah, I mean, really. And, and with that, it's pencil heavy, Eric. And I always told you that I don't know why John Ramita Jr. can't just say to the colorist, hey, you make a shadow here. He ends up trying to do it. And that is one of the worst things. I, I actually 
didn't even take notice to John at that point because oh my God. for some reason I was looking and wondering why. It jumps off the page as a horror show. I was just looking, why is Faye Dunaway dressed up as Supergirl in the middle is all I was thinking. And it's all horrible. It's, Poor it's, Faye. It's horrible. Even Brainiac 5, he got a mask on now? Look at that thing. It, it actually looks like a... It looks like the Leviathan mask. It actually, to me, it looks like a green version of the Geoforce mask. Now everybody's going to be unmasking just him. just the metal face of steel. Yeah, really. It's just bad. So, yeah, you end up, oh, all of you, you listen to me. Now, while all this is going on, because now we have two more issues, obviously we have to finish this stupid Invisible Mafia nonsense. Leone, well, no. So Leone, she seems to be wanted by the FBI. They're coming and seizing everything. Daily Planet is going to be shut down because she's so bad. She's going to do. She shows up at the Daily Planet and demands that Lois Lane is not of this earth. Now, between issues, it seems Can like you both do Leone. A, I'm bad. Michael Jackson parody talking about Leone, where she just wants to tell you how bad she is, but even though you never get to see it on there, you just have to keep being told she's bad. Well, that's that's what she is. So that's what it is. That's everything. That would be a good one too. I, I just we'll want a Michael Jackson parody okay. of this. Well, Leone, there is. She's she's wanted. She is. The FBI has come to get, get her and get life. everything. But yet, the way that she gets out of it is just say me. Look at Lois Lane. She's not even from we this are earth. escalated to the point where the Daily Planet is being raided for the FBI to see the connection to the Invisible Mafia after Lois Lane published this whole thing to where Leonia shows up and says, Nuh-uh, Lois Lane's bad. Take her away. And they cuff her. The FBI cuffs her to take her away. Now, you can say no, that don't tell me. Got her to the, you can say it to Leone, got her to the point of bringing up her father being dead, where she Doesn't goes and maybe take, attacks and almost takes a Doesn't swing matter. at Leone for the FBI to take her and arrest her for a, almost assault here. Uh, but there's, I, can, I can believe that. Okay, so you're None arrested, of this works. Why, you're arrested why are you not taking a Leone away? Almost assault. If me she and went you, after him. Yeah, but she didn't. She got stopped. This conduct. No, what are we, in a hockey game? What, did she get two minutes? She oh going God, to the sin understand. bin? Yeah, yeah, because isn't, isn't hockey rules the same as law? Maybe. You know, high sticking. High sticking. You are you going go. to prison, oh, fella. no. Offsides. We need a face-off, right? Where's a leper? We need a face-off in the corner. Freaking, you better not catch me. Sla- like you, you better not let me catch you slashing someone. Damn right. I will slash somebody. I did all See, the time. See, it's just like real life. I just love it. All of a sudden, we're at work, and you, you get hauled down to Penalty the- boxes You get jail. hauled down to the clink for tripping. So, so you end up here where there's Lois. You go to jail. I'm out here on a power play. It's Lois, amazing. Lois ended up, and this is a Leone power play. Leone just says, oh, well, Lois Lane, who ended up making this expose in my paper saying I was bad. That's that's a problem. That's a Leone problem. That's a lawyer up problem, like she says to, you know, everybody else. I Perry. mean, she's Perry gets the you well, better the lawyer thing up. Is, I like the whole idea. I actually want to see how this plays out because she's accusing Lois from being from another world. She's I know like that fucking Lois matters of being from another world. But slander, libel and murder. Put, I, but this was put out there because she was the editor, the owner, whatever you want to call it, of the Daily Planet and allowed Lois the, the ability to put out whatever she wants without Leone checking it because that's what she did. She even asked no. Leone, do you want to have to see what I'm going yeah, to put out? So no, just go ahead. That can't be the issue. That's why Perry's going to go, whatever. But with this, the idea like me going and, and the FBI is here while we're podcasting and I just yell out of nowhere. I believe it. He killed Kennedy. I point to you. They, they aren't cuffing you. There's not an open case, as far as we know, for the murder of Sam yeah, that's Lane. That's close, man. He, it, like oh, his casket. No, I'm saying, <laughs> as far as we know, Sam Lane, even though there well, is that's a big point a weird talking deal. About- 
Look, she's from another world, and I can prove it. Your father, the spy master, how did he die? I'm just here. Leviathan did it. Yeah. You all remember Leviathan. That was some shit, right? I really, I really think that what she's going to do now <laughs> is pretty you bring much up my spy she's master going, father. She's going to say that Lois Lane is Leviathan. She's going to try but to we say know who that. Leviathan but is. the police and everybody else probably doesn't because he's no, masked an and all that. We did an expose about this at the Daily Planet yeah. about how it was Mark Shaw. We I exposed know. his ass. That was Lois, though. That was Lois writing it. So if they say she did all this to throw it off the case because it's her, I'm not saying it's a good story. I'm saying that's where I think that she's going with. I think that she's going to say what Lois printed about me, about Mark Shaw Leviathan, all that was fucking nonsense. And plus, you, you want to know I'm what? sure her ass has an alibi. You know what? Well, maybe. But you know what he'll do? Because how Brian Michael Bendis wants to throw out things that he think is cool. Then he sees got two groups well, of detectives saw my just, ass work against this. I'm telling you what is going to happen. This is just my thing. But like he did with Drake, he throws the name Drake out there. Nobody likes it. He thinks he's yelling to his wife. This is going to be a hit. Nobody likes it. So then later he pulls it back as if it was always his joke. Hey, everybody, I was with you. It was bad. That was my joke. We're taking it away. I think that what they're going to do. And mark my words, this is, I usually don't get things right, so don't, but... <laughs> mark my wrong they're gonna, words. They're going to say, but Lois said that Mark Shaw, Manhunter, was Leviathan, and the joke will be, who the hell is Mark Shaw? Nobody knows who that is. And then it's going to be Brian Mo- Oh, he was always joking. I think that that's what's going to happen. I think that she's going to try to tag Lois as Leviathan, and we will see, because she's even like, you and your husband, and... and She'll throw out the things like Exhibit A, there's Superman versus Leviathan. Ooh, they're kind of not fighting. It's because it's all a show. And then he, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to hate it even more. But that's what happens. Lo- I don't know how Lois we do that one. Suppose we still have Green Arrow checkmate coming out. Well, I'm saying I think that what's going on here, Leone needs time. I don't think that she really thinks that anything she's saying is going to stick. Time or not, you don't have enough time in a well, two issues that he has left to bring her do that. Well, with Brian Michael Bendis, he writes things quick, right? He really can tell a story in two issues. The the idea, huh? you know, it'll all be just narration like we see in Noah. You end up where she needs the time to get the fuck out of there and get off this earth. She just needs a time while they're looking in, but... It's forced to the idea where they're zip-tying Lois, uh, arms behind the back for no reason. That is no investigation, nothing. You can't do that. Just because the person who is the bad person says, no, it was her. She did some bad things. It's not how things work, Brian Michael Bendis. It really isn't. And especially because Lois and Cameron Chase seem to have a little wink-wink connection of Lois even explaining issues before. I'm the one who wrote this article. Why would I be? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. But no. No, it's all gone. And what happened where Lois is like, you said if we didn't do anything bad, that gets taken away. But it's nonsense. It looks like shit. The story is laughable. You end up making a joke out of already a joke character parasite that you just threw out there out of nowhere. And you know what would have been cool? An actual parasite story. Because we don't get a lot of parasite yeah. anymore. You know, and even the throwing in, this is the original one. Why not bring out the current one? Because it's the same, like, yeah. having an actual parasite story freaking would actually be cool. And he's pissed off because they keep lying to us, ass. And they always do. Every time it's Poor like, Joshua. hey, you help us, Josh, and then we'll let you free. And then afterwards go, really? We're going to let you free? Back in so and so he his whole his whole superpower or or his villainry is just being naive. Eric is what happens. 
But at the end of this, even if you did something clever where you figured out one of the weaknesses of one of the parasites, there's been a bunch of parasites, and that's why we have to figure out which one that is. Maybe it's the same. It's what, But it's nothing. It's just throwing out their name, boom, out. Shrunk, candor, out. Just, just got to contain their ass. It's nonsense. It's just nonsense. And I gave it a 2.5. And really, overall, it just it doesn't, matter. doesn't matter, Eric. But what would you give it? I'd give it a 2.5 as well. The thing is, I will give a score later on for Batgirl. And the thing that this actually has over Batgirl, because while that has way better art overall, I'm not a huge, biggest fan yeah, of yeah. the art, but it's got way better art overall because this looks like dog shit. But this is an oversized, and it was easy to get through really quick while Batgirl yeah. went on and on and on and drove me nuts to the point where I couldn't read it anymore. But yeah. this is higher that's in my mind hint. than that. Yeah, that's your hint. You give it 2.5 2. here. You go lower later, so stick around. But we, have we one talk last about book. the idea where writing, well, in a perfect world, a, you know, a writer would get five for the score and like an art would get five for the score. It'd be split down the middle, and that's how you do a thing. But it's not realistic. This isn't realistic what we're doing right now. It's the idea that story matters way more than the art, where I hate the art in this book so much, but the story is still garbage yeah. over in Batgirl that it actually just takes that down and sinks it to negative yeah. levels well, to take away. And with that, even though like you have the idea where people are like, oh, my God, like you can't give it that lowest score because of the art. You can't give it that because of the thing. And we say we're more story over art for the overall deal, but – you can elevate it with the art as this well. This story's bullshit. It's just not well, as much bullshit so as freaking Batgirl. If you're there and you're one of those guys like, well, what do you like more, story or art? Because you get nothing here. <laughs> this action comics gives you shit. Later on, the Batgirl, it gives you a negative story. So the art gets negated with that as well. It's so, messed up. Oh, my God. But we'll leave that for later. Right now, we have Batman Superman number 13. This is the book that I said while I was reviewing both Action Comics and Batgirl and getting so down. I read this and I thought, you know what? I don't hate it. And yeah, that and that's not even backdoor shape. That's just me no. saying, all right, I even told you and we'll get to that. I after wanted this. more from it, but ultimately yeah. what it is, it's it's fun. It just could be a lot more fun. Yes. And I told you kind of, you know, some of my issues when we were talking earlier on in the week, but it's written by Joshua Williamson, art by Max Rayner, Alejandro Sanchez, and John J. Hill. The story is low on explanation, but if you are down with Joshua Williamson, that's par for the course. And it is fun enough in a Silver Age kind of way. And we do get Batwoman Steel and an amalgam Batman Superman robot at the uh, end. No, no. So, that's a composite a Superman. A composite, yes. So, and I love composite. So yeah. You throw in a, com- a robot composite Superman. Like, I always get it mixed up. Well, I always you, say you, amalgam. You're speaking my language well, right now because I love me a composite and Superman. And you get a composite Superman in a way that's, you know, it's not clever, but it kind of is. And you have Joshua Williamson writing this Batman Superman book, and really his main goal is always to just show you that Batman loves Superman, Superman loves Batman. But in this one, he does it a little differently in the thing of showing you why. It's the worst why. part about the book. Yeah. When, well, when we actually, I'm telling you, when you have Batman fighting freaking ro- robot villains of, you know, Superman, Batman, all these different villains, just robot forms, and we have to have the, the virus of Brainiac that is doing this whole thing talk about why do you do these things? And we have to show the reader with Batman and Superman separated. They're just monologuing this whole thing to this, like, I do this because of this promise that I made my just have Batman and Superman be Batman and Superman actually trying to take this whole thing they don't need to explain themselves to a freaking not brainiac on the moon as they fight it just feels so forced and over the top like I'm going to show the readers why they like Batman and Superman gee whiz I'm like you don't need to do that this is along the lines that we say a lot of these books feel like these digital first where their goal is to get 
you know, new readers in and show what makes these characters great. He keeps doing this. And at least this isn't one of those like, why do you like that Superman? And Batman's like, who thinking of dreamy Superman because he's my best friend. And I, you know, we, we have a lot in common, but you end up having this deal. And the problem I have overall with it, there is no explanation. You even said that it's not even fully spelled out that it's a virus of Brainiac, really. It's well, just a virus. It's, it's, it's not even exactly a virus because Batman will create a virus within the system. When he, like, then that's another bad part where he pre-programmed. All you need to do is like, you know, yeah. get this thing to make a robotic Joker, and that is a virus in itself yeah. because of the chaos of the Joker. That I'm going to make him make a Joker, well, and while he's doing this, I'm going to get into the system somehow and create a virus on top. It, like, there's a lot of not far, making but far, but even, we have a signal yeah. that was sent out when Brainiac died before that got into the like the system of the Hall of Justice that you know compiles all the villains that the Justice League has, and it went in there with the algorithm that was created to try to the predictive you know algorithm to see what they're going to do, and in this is recreating the villains for a way to see if it, it can overcome it and stuff like that. So we have t- for some reason we've taken this to the moon. Don't well, know why, but we this, have. Yeah, but. and he Batman spells it out. It's like you're not Brainiac. It's a you, thing that wants to be Brainiac. Yeah, and it's, it doesn't, I don't even know because he just says you're a rogue program that broke into my computer and turned my villain pro- profile into a, a playland. And what it wants to do is figure out, go more of this algorithm of what do these villains do? So in fact, it's trying to do something right. It's actually trying to expand on and make better the program that Batman and Superman oh, yeah. had already started compiling. Even the idea at the end when it creates a composite yeah. Superman to send down to Metropolis to, like, to become the greatest so, hero there is. Because yeah. we had a predictive algorithm that would try to find out what the, the villains would do. We have the idea of the villains here as this new Brainiac system is learning about this from the physical thing that it created. It is trying to find the ultimate way to defeat these things to the point where it becomes the ultimate hero, the composite yeah. robot Superman. And, and with that then becomes the ultimate villain because then it says it has to act like a villain to learn about villains. So it, it, it gets really wonky. And again, you have Joshua Williamson who wants to go Brainiac, but then kind of stepping back because he can't really use Brainiac well, that's fine with mine. This, so if, if you're going to have versions of Brainiac like this, I'm that's you, okay in my mind. The way Batman it even sense. says it, he doesn't even spell out that it is anything even related to Brainiac. In my mind, the way it could be even well, is we that, had that he in went the into issue it. When it was talked about the idea of the signal going out after Brainiac oh, I know, but died. this is where Batman's saying that he doesn't even seem to believe that. He says, you're not Brainiac, you're a rogue program. I'm thinking that, you know, the way Batman thinks it went in, saw Brainiac, but it doesn't do. But even with that, it breaks in and breaks into their, you know, algorithm, right? How does that get you a moon base killbot factory where Look, it can create things? I don't understand things. the moon base killbot factory, but it's a cool setting with cool robot well, villains with our heroes taking them cool on. It's cool robot villains. It just never gets far with the villains. You end up having some riddles with, you know, Riddler. I actually really love Robot Riddler. The idea that we have, he's the best. We have Batman strung up freaking doing riddles as they're also playing giant freaking chess. And like the idea that Batman can also solve the riddles while beating him at chess while the Riddler is trying to like, you know, like, uh, trying to distract him with the riddles. This is Batman and you're telling him very simple riddles while playing chess. That's not going to distract him, but you can go with the idea that the computer you know, doesn't know just that. Then he's a bomb. He grabs his cane there. Robot Two-Face, Robot Scarecrow, Robot Man-Bat Bane. I'm like, 
these are fun things are, i just they, like they saying. don't do anything fun after batman the riddler breaks the bane robot over his knee yeah. and breaks the robot bane's back again though this is the that's fun. hey look everyone look at batman doing things here you have <laughs> scarecrow robot he does shit he just stands there and then two-face ends up getting Robot his coin grab he ends up taking the head off of uh two-face and All then right. throws the coin at the, the scarecrow I, the thing is that's one thing i wanted to talk to you about because you have this this coin for robot two-face does it have a rocket accelerator on it or is that just part of the shine of the drawing because batman grabs the coin you can still see the shine or is it a rocket pro- like projecting it because I think it might be a how rocket does batman, because how does batman have the strength to sh- throw a coin through a robot skull because he's batman eric that's what he does and, and i needed just, there to be some kind of jet propulsion again, to this coin for there it to work is for me. no explanations of a lot of these things again the the idea that this program can go to the moon, make Robot a base, make a crock. kill buck factory, make killer, <laughs> like all of these things set up this whole, you know, gauntlet there. And it's very heavy Batman because Batman has the best rights I, gallery. And, I, and oh, that's the thing is even looking at this, we move on to this whole thing to what Superman's doing where it's like, Robot Thanos, I mean Thanos, Robot Mongol, Robot Darkseid. Zod. Not as cool. They're not as Robot Zod. It's not as cool no, it's as not what as we cool. just saw. Even a Robot Parasite, it's not as cool well, as what we just saw with again, Robot Rogue Gallery. It's not going to be anyway because Superman flies through most of them. He ends up punching one, throwing. I wish that there was a robot son he could robot throw their ass into. But even with that, you end up having the, the computer program. Negative, negative, Batman does not kill. And they ain't real bitch. I can do what I want, so that's what I'm doing. And do you, you get- feel good using your full power against these Superman? I don't like to fight. Let me tell you why I am Superman and what and I do what I problem. do. that's the problem. Superman ends up being the, it, let's sit on the couch and talk about that Lex isn't necessarily a bad guy, though he's a bad he's guy. Selfish, he's though, selfish, though, in what he does. He why? keeps going back I- to trying to be a hero, but he's he goes back to yeah. being too selfish in the long he's run. He's always selfish. He's trying to help, but only for his own means and ends, so it's not really being a hero. The best is, is that the Brainiac robot then says, why don't you save Lex Luthor? This fucks Superman up and it's never re- never resolved. And I think this is going to stick and maybe go to something in this. Maybe. I don't know. But you end up where then the Joker is the, the be all end all. This is the virus Goes that's going to go get the it. Lex Robot because now it's just like because it's just chaos. has brought this upon the Brainiac program and stuff like that. And they've built this whole thing. This Joker robot is just going ham on everybody yeah. else, creating chaos like on the, the moon base Brainiac. I like the cleverness of this all, of the, okay, I'm going to, and Batman says, okay, let's, uh, done with this nonsense, bring on the Joker. All right. And the Joker materializes, and this is the chaos theory getting thrown in. A computer program will never be able to do the calculations on what a Joker would do or not do because it's it's not calculable. It is a, you know, non-deal. It's going to do whatever it wants. But then you have to have it because it's controlling the Joker robot. So off panel, just said by Batman later. And then I reprogrammed it a little. And the thing it's is, I don't need wires. these things to be controlled by Brainiac. If it, like Brainiac builds no, these things to the parameters that it has. No, that doesn't make sense because you want to let it move. Yes. And the thing is, when he says, I tricked the program into creating a Joker. The Joker is chaos. Is a chaos engine that even the smartest computer will never understand. That is all the lines yeah, you need. But when you go you further, I, once I got my hands on it, I did some no, light reprogramming to cause challenges in Brainiac's program. You created a virus. You didn't I just need went, that. And I'm like, you went too far. A robot Joker being created by something that doesn't understand what and, it's doing. And the best is... It's Frankenstein's monster. Yes, and it's so good. The best is... 
I don't mind if he is controlling the others when you do create a Joker. He can't be controlled. You know, you tell him to go left. He's going right. It's going to screw up everything. It's like when you're you're playing some crazy video game, you know, like uh, Eternal Darkness back in the day on the GameCube that nobody knows what I'm saying. But you end up where it changes the controls on you, things like that. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid did that as well. Uh, but you end up having that already. You're going too far. You don't need to add on to that. You've already, you know, for what you haven't explained Killbot Factory on the Moon, you, you can kind of go with what you had there. And yeah, it just ends up destroying Black Spot <laughs> and then starts talking shit, which, which I like. I did like all of that and then just kind of goes off. And then you have, you know, I'm going to up the ante if you don't comply because they say we're not playing your well, game. Well, that's the anymore. thing is, you have d- spoiled the test. Now we have to start over, but new parameters have been made where he's going to go and become composite Superman on Metropolis. Well, even like- before that, they say we're not going with you. We're we're not going to go with this new test. And now it's Joshua. He's still playing the game, Aaron. And he's going to make the composite, you know, Superman, Superman. Batman. And with that, though, that's when Steel. I should really point out for anybody that's know, composite Superman is a combination of Batman and Superman, but he's just called composite Superman. And you end up having uh, Batwoman and Steel show up then. And and just for them to get there, you need to kind of cut some corners too. Hey, Steel, how'd you find out? Well, once I got lost in a hedge maze and I just got my shit out of there by wrecking No, no, and that's the thing is I actually got really mad at Steel. How did you find your way in? Once I got lost in a hedge maze and I started ripping the trees out of the freaking, I'm like, all right, you were just a, a like, you know, a person. I, would, would you get lost in a hedge maze in your freaking armor? But like the idea that you Damn were in right. a hedge maze, you got lost and then you ruined the person's hedge maze because yeah. you were an asshole. Yeah, he was. He ended up getting sued, Eric. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you a little tip here, Steel. Instead of ruining the hedge maze, just keep your hand on the left side of the wall and follow that. You'll eventually make your way out. Oh, my. Thank you, Eric. That's a good tip for nowadays, right? For, for the Halloween the spirit there, the hedge maze. You end up where that's why, you know, Steel Corporate, that's half owned by somebody else because of the lawsuit. But you end up as they are having their, hey, what up, Steel? You know, hey, whatever. Hey, Batwoman, what are you it here for? It also bothered me when they were making their way to the moon, Steel and Batwoman, because first time in space, I prefer watching the stars from rooftops. I'm like, but you were in space with the, in like, the your book. team and your own book. The in others. The, New 52. the Batman, others. Batwoman and the others. She was in space, and she was in space a lot. We laughed about it, but yeah, you end up with No, no, it wasn't the others, because it was Aquaman and the others. It was yeah. Batwoman and the unknowns. Unknowns. They, they had all those teams. That was it's a cool stupid. team. Ragman. It wasn't cool. Yeah, Clay, and Clayface. Clayface yeah. is on there. You end up where... As they're, as they're talking, you do see in, in a weird art of the parts coming together for the composite Superman. But they end up, you know, with that going and you see what's going on. And it does launch itself to Earth with the intent of I'm going to Earth as composite Superman. And the only way I can understand villains is to become the worst one. And now well, it's just going is, ham. What does that mean, though? It's like, where is it going? Where would you go if you wanted to learn how to be a danger to the multiverse? And yeah, I'm like, I'm, he's a metropolis. Earth, I'm like, I guess I'm the thing metropolis. is, where would you go if you wanted to learn how to be a danger to the multiverse? I'd go to the house metropolis. of heroes and I'd kill every just, last one of them. Is it doesn't what I'd work do. for that whole thing. But hey, Captain Carrot, take this. Is what I'd yell. Eric, but nobody can I'd get yell. the composite Superman in time because Brainiac also unleashes a whole bunch more robotic villains for that, like, you know, yeah. keep them down. And I, I totally there. Well, I'm even look at, at the now. original one where it's Robot Black Adam, really? Robot Gorilla Grodd, Professor Penguin, Pig. Cheetah, Sinestro, Reverse Flash, Black Manta, Mr. Freeze. I'm like, 
Yes. Yes to all of this. <laughs> yes. And then uh, Professor Pick. You see him down below. He's oh, jumping around. You got Harley there. You got, you know, a bunch of craziness going on. And, uh, oh, that's Sinestro. I was going to say, what's that, Duke? But it isn't. It's Sinestro. Sinestro. Yeah. So they're going to have to fight through that to go, though. Not enough Steel and Batwoman in this book for how it was set up where I thought that was going to be the Batman-Superman team that we had going yeah. on there. And I, I was actually shocked that we're getting another issue. I thought this felt more like a two-issue deal where you'd have – Batwoman and Steel come help and end this whole thing. So it's kind of neat that you go off with the composite Superman and maybe robot composite Superman. Well, and maybe they're being held back on the moon because you'll end up getting some other cool heroes to show up and stop it. It may be because how are they getting back? They they crash their rocket ship. Uh, yeah, Steel, Steel and, and Batwoman, Batwoman. Yeah. you end up having Batman's ship. It crashed as well, though. They'll probably just find some brainiac ship. Well, or I'm pretty something. sure that Superman can just take you back. Maybe, but they, they might die. I don't know that Batman has a space suit. Eric. Uh, the others. He's do. on the moon. Yeah. But I telling you, they kind of he came there in a spaceship and then got caught captured. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but we'll see. We shall see. Uh, but what would you give this? Oh, I didn't have given this a 7 out of 10. I, I enjoyed the art this well. whole thing. Uh, the art's great, and like the, a lot of the concepts are really fun. I'm a sucker for a composite Superman, but it's overall... It's just fun. That's all I Exactly, need. but there's a lot of things that could yeah. have made it more fun, and a lot of things you don't need that they force down to make you up the dialogue, I guess. you know, The quote well, of the dialogue in here just actually brings our heroes down in my mind, because they just sound like saps. Yeah, well, it's one of the things that Joshua Williamson seems to do, even in this Flash run, even for people who love it, sometimes you, you kind of have to admit it where... He doesn't tell you enough of important things, but then goes too far with other stuff. You know, you want to know about the forever force, but now he's giving you a background of Freddy Krueger, Sage Force, I, you know, bubble guns, all these things gone. So it kind of ended up like that for me, but I had a Silver Age type feel for this and fun and goofiness and fun deal. And it is still the idea that Batman and Superman, especially Batman, was trying to do something with this whole you know, database, and it ends up, yeah, being like a brother ideal. So that's cool. And composite Superman, then that's the icing on the cake. That actually, it would have been like a six, so much. but it got up to a seven because that's pretty fun. And then going off, and like you said, even at the end, unleashing all of those crazy villains because I thought, boy, that was a missed opportunity a bit with some of these villains. But then you get a little more of it at the Here's end, and hopefully, we, hopefully, we get a page, you know, before they break through. All of that stuff, but I expect because I don't. The Joker, I say he just comes back and starts wrecking the house again. That, that's gonna and the be thing amazing. is, I think I, I threw some shade at the beginning of this whole section talking about McFarlane toys making you know, like the dark multiverse Batman you want like this robot. The thing is, I think I'd prefer robot versions of the villains besides they would be what cool, they're actually right? putting out. They like, there's no reason cool. for it, but I'm like, no. I, I kind of want it. I have the thing for robots. Yeah, I'm telling you, the, the sharp lines of the robot Riddler kind of get me down below. I, I like this look. Now, <laughs> and also, it, you don't have or do you have the really buff Riddler underneath those robot clothes? Because I know when a robot takes off his pants, there's a lot of nuts and bolts there. That was two jokes, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> So when are you get your medicine? <laughs> Never. Eric, the jokes are too good. Oh, my God. Nuts and bolts. We got screwed. We end up with that being the deal. And that was our more positive book of the first section. And, yes, we do. We do have right. another positive one down the line somewhere, I think. Well, that's the thing is I, fe- I feel that we have, like, one good positive book each we section tried. tonight. We tried, Eric. But honesty. It's the best policy. When I say tonight, honesty this podcast, is the I don't best know how long it's going to take. 
Except when you want downloads, it seems, Eric. That, that's when it's not really, but we're not going to lie just for clicks, right? We're not going to. Not yet. Yet. We should have about a year and a half ago. I mean, really, the whole deal, and I was thinking about it today. I'm like, yeah, we're kind of dummies. We're, we're honest, but we're dummies because uh-huh. of that. I know the fact that we could just pretend to love everything probably would be out the wazoo. People that, oh, man, those guys, they're the yeah, we're just honest, and that's what we do. And tell let me scare everyone yeah, away. Tell great jokes and things like that. No, that's no, really I understand what I, why no one's that's listening. That's why I'm known for my great <laughs> sense of humor, Eric. I got a I got a funny bone that's like a, a mile long, right? That's what what they say, you femur. But we're gonna go off now to femur. yeah, femur. not the humorous. No, I don't like the humorous. It's it doesn't really tickle my fancy, Eric. But we're gonna go off now. Take a little break, a little song, and come back with some more books. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every shape. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just every shape. That is Eric Shea, and that's who I am with right now. Continuing on, Eric, since this is the second section of books, uh-huh. I would not figure that you would thought be gone just yet. Yes, uh, maybe. Or at least maybe. everybody listening at home Everybody must have. I didn't think so, Eric. I, I have faith in you. I have faith in you here because, boy, we have a lot of great books coming up, I, I think. And why would you miss those? Why would you bail on these? Because. Maybe, <laughs> maybe bail out the sinking ship. Look, right? I'll be back for is Suicide Squad. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, really. That That's what we're going to do spoilers, later. Spoilers, man. Eric. You Damn. don't need the spoilers, man. Damn. It's I ended up notes. finding that. I ended up finding that before. Uh, I, I thought that I had lost the spoilers, man, damn, but I did not. But we're going to kick right into this since we have a bunch of books to talk about. And we're going to start this section with The Flash, number 764, written by Kevin Ashinek, art by Will Conrad Hi-Fi and Steve Wands. Dr. Alchemy has escaped Iron Heights oh, no. and has plans on stopping The Flash, but also becoming invincible, it seems. Kevin Shinnick continues his flash run, and he has plans to teach us all about alchemy, Mad Hatters, and the Philosophy Stone, or the Philosopher's Stone. And, and with that, it, it, not much about how Dr. Alchemy got to where he was. That 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 is Semantics. a bit of a problem. We don't need to have yeah. the details yeah, and all that you stuff. Know, details. Who needs the deets, Eric, when you got the beats? Two great tastes that don't necessarily go great together, and... We get an issue that tries to be fun, but is just set up to the flash once again, having the speed force go on the fritz by the end. And I don't understand it. There's a lot of things in this that I don't understand. One thing is the the lauding of this issue that I saw on Twitter. I saw a lot of people were like, oh, man, you know, so even like at every the point, other issue of the flash. Yes, Eric, maybe. And I saw one thing where the person said this one was down after that great last issue of the flash. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god! Then well, this speaking one must of the really last be. issue of the Flash, what is with Kev- Kevin Shinnick coming under this book and wanting to frame everything around rings? Like yeah, last that's issue what was all deal. about Barry getting his ring back. Now we have Doctor Alchemy broken out of prison, and now he's fashioned of a, a ring around the Philosopher's Stone to hold on to himself. And it's more of like 
I don't know. It, it wraps around this whole hand. It looks like they keep calling it a ring. I'm like, whatever you want to do. But what is with the ring situation that we have going on with the story? I don't arc? know the guy, Eric. I, it, with me, I think it's like the movie The Ring because when I read this with this it, ring, uh, yeah, I be I, dead. I, I the right. <laughs> I know it's it's more like the ring the movie. I read this and then I, I want to fall asleep. Isn't that what the ring was about? No, no, you die in seven oh, days. Oh, you, you don't get tired in seven minutes. That's why people keep giving this high scores because like the ring, it's like you watch it's like only way you can survive after seven days. You have to pass the book on. Tell everybody how <laughs> great it is. is. So then it passes the now curse that would on. Be yeah, a great way to get a bestseller. Eric, I, I really think that you're on to something there. And I feel like the ring, if the actual video inside the movie is like one of those things like Craig over at Blockbuster had it on his yeah. must see watch oh, yeah. list right Damn there. Damn right he did. And nobody listens to Craig, so then he's dead. Craig is dying. Eric. I never now, listened to him. With that, this did get a perfect score. Not a lot of, of reviews, actually. When I went to look, it's one of the least reviewed books, and, and that makes sense because it does seem like that holding pattern placeholder type deal but that usually or or should in my mind that that's a ticket to fun that's a ticket to paradise eric you got two tickets they're yeah, both to paradise there but yeah that tell well this that. is what i'm saying is what it should be <laughs> y- you basically get to play around with things as long as you don't screw things completely up but with that they usually go with that route of okay i can't screw things completely up so i'm gonna go so generic and not do anything and I, I like Dr. Alchemy. I ended up doing a thing on Patreon with his first appearance. This Dr. You Alchemy. You did something as well. with Mr. Element. Yeah, what are no, you talking no. about? No, no. Mr. Element was the issue before I oh, did it. Oh, you actually did Dr. Oh, yeah, Alchemy yeah, I did because Dr. he became Alchemy. that. And he okay. actually did go from one issue to the next where Mr. Element did not hit for him. And then he found the Philosopher's Stone and went into being. Now, with that whole deal, this was a Silver Age, you know, way in the back. To, and he. It, it explained more about Dr. Alchemy. And usually you don't get really well, that. Really, all you need is the idea that he has the Philosopher's Stone, uses the transmute things for a life of crime. Even the idea of him having that split evil version of himself, the whole yeah, thing. We're not dealing with later, any of yeah, that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And the whole idea is like, we haven't dealt with this original Dr. Alchemy in so long. We've had him in the background of sitting in a jail cell, reading books, dripping candle wax everywhere, just being a genuine freaking asshole as a prisoner, just making things a mess. But really, but, but being allowed dealt- to, which is odd. Yeah, exactly. why I don't give know what them doing over there Iron Heights, but. For the most part, a lot of fans have not seen this Dr. Alchemy in a dog's age. So I don't know why you don't spend this issue, last issue, or whatever for this story arc explaining Dr. Alchemy, showing the idea that as we find out in this, in his jail cell, just with some books and some candle wax, he fashioned a new Philosopher's Stone, which allows him to transmute anything he wants into anything else he wants. And I'm like... Yeah, how? And, and that's the thing is how. And but why did they give him those fashion, things? That I how mean, did he you, fashion it into a ring? Then to wrap around his hand. Like, is this? A, did they have metal work? A metal shop? Yeah, over there at they the have metal shop. He's doing ba boom ring, ba boom license plate. He's two for one, Eric. Is what he's doing. And even that, it's like oh they wait, stone uh, shop. We we got Mister Freeze in, in cell five. I don't know why, Mr. but he wants Freeze. a lot of these cryogenic things. And uh, let, let's just give him them because he couldn't possibly make. Some something out of there yeah. like what is he getting what were what were well, the things we'll that never know because we're just told in he's iron fashioned heights, a new philosopher's stone in iron heights this asshole was able to fashion something that humankind has been trying to do since the dawn of time and, and he's just doing it you ended up having in the original he did find it he and actually he ended up hearing about the philosopher's stone from a cellmate 
and then escape to go get it to use it at the end of this issue though and and it, he's come back since then but yeah. at the end of that issue barry gets the philosopher's stone and launches it into space he runs really fast and throws it and says all right i'll never have to deal with that again i just want to we had a bunch of other dr yeah, alchemy i just want to be here too. like Barry, that that didn't work. I, I ended up saying that right away. Like, no, no, no. Why not put it in, you know, the Hall of Justice, the whatever. But at that point, you didn't Locking really have that stuff. Force. Yeah, do know. something with it. But what you get here and why I'm even more upset about this issue in the way that it just comes off as, again, just generic is because you're only doing the same Dr. Alchemy thing that you always do. He's walking around, he's turning rain into bullets, he's turning concrete into water. You know, he's doing these sort of things, and it's not even fun. And it, it so tries to call him. The, the, the one thing they do up is the idea is like, I'm transmuting the air around me to give me an uplift here. So it appears that I'm flying flash. Again, these are things that you're going to have people try I'm to like figure out these now. things. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, and then you look, he's got a propeller. He's Mr. You know, fan man on the back. He's just he's lying. But even with that, what we though, need is Firestorm to show up here and have a transmute off. Well, that's the thing. I actually was hoping that. One of the things in this week's books would lead to Firestorm, but it's not that. It's actually Suicide Squad at the end, or where Ted Cord calls people. But that would be cool if he came in. <laughs> they well, just even have the that. idea where I'm just joking about that, but in this whole thing, you have in Central City, which is like uh, for some reason, even this whole Iron Heights is somehow in Central City now, right down the street from a freaking convention center. But right down the street from Iron Heights, after Alchemy breaks out, we're having a Metal Men Expo. So the idea, like. Holy shit, we're going to Barry Allen, the Flash, team up with the Metal Man against Dr. Alchemy. And I was talking to you. Just think of the idea where you have a guy who's the whole philosopher's stone, the idea of transmuting lead into gold. You do that with the Metal Man and you have gold all pissed off of lead who's also gold now fighting for who is the leader. You transmute all the different freaking Metal Men to different things. Like all of a sudden, you know, iron or tin is actually mercury now. Just all pissed off. Like I understand why you're angry about yeah, things yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. even say, Something no, man, these lines. now I'm liquid at room temperature. But I don't all need you that. have is the yeah. worst Metal Man expo going on it's like yeah there's a an old responsometer on display i'm like yeah what, what is that shit that is the worst uh and i was really hoping from what we had in the metal men books for this maxi series that we're currently dealing with i think it was like issue four where like uh, i can't remember who it was it was lead and tin iron tin i can't recall anymore where they went to a ro- a robot expo where it was them some other old robots from the dc universe and stuff like that and i'm like i wish it would have tied into that somehow where it's the same expo but no it's a it's a bullshit metal men expo where the metal men aren't even showing up it is bullshit and when you have this going on this issue Kevin Shinnick seems to want to get fancy, but it's not that fancy. He's also doing things in my mind, like even a lesser extent of like I say about Brian Michael Bendis, who's there trying to still convince us that he knows Superman's tricks more than anybody. And he's going to be clever about things because you end up having Barry's mask turned into mercury and he has to rip it off because it's going to hurt him. And then he makes his face vibrate through the thing. And you know, Oh, look at that. I'm going to mask myself by vibrating my face. So in my mind, that's like, Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to get him with that. Like he has a checklist of all these wow moments that are not wowing me. When he looks at these villains, it's a lot like Tom King writing The Riddler, where the Riddler's riddles were the most lamest riddles that anybody could solve. They're a childlike. So the idea talking about, hey, do you know where we get the term mad as a hatter from? Talking about Mercury. I'm like, yes, everybody learned this in elementary school. It was, it was fun back then. You both 
are people who who like were chemists. You were freaking you had doctorates and stuff like that. Of course, everybody knows this Dr. Alchemy. What is wrong with you? Yeah, and Barry, he, he's a smart guy. He he's a guy well, he who does, he doesn't know it's Barry, but the flag. I'm true. talking about Dr. That Alchemy. Is true. But I'm saying everybody what I wanted Barry this. to say is just like everybody knows this and get him pissed <laughs> like oh man and goes off and yeah oh look who was checking out the library in prison asshole uh but yeah this 17th thing- century militers used mercury to help construct construct their hats sadly it also made them go insane where we get the term mad as a hat or flash i'm like it's not even like natural asshole. dialogue right i do like at the beginning when there you go with this ring connection where you end up having barry has his ring and like oh yeah iris is like glad you have that ring back but i really would like a, a ring on this finger right and barry's no, just like eh. he's just like nah <laughs> it ain't happening and yeah so you you have and again like i said you're gonna turn concrete in the water oh my there's the water oh god the police with their vests they're being you know held down so i just have to pull them five feet away where the there's concrete, no water right the concrete freaking ground outside iron heights is turned to water where everybody just starts sinking for the amount of concrete i guess there's now water somehow dr alchemy gets away while flash has to because he has to save all the cops who are being weighted down by the bulletproof vest. yeah yeah and now you know iron heights again is kind of on an island eric for a second until the water disappears but, and then they just they just pull you know he pulls them five feet away to get out of there and you're just doing kind of nonsense stuff while then you go into a deep dive explanation of the philosopher's stone after a thing is after like we save the cops barry looks down the street from where we are we see the convention center that has the big sign metal men expo i actually thought that was just like a wink wink and i thought it was funny i thought the exact same thing but when barry has to go home and play detective and talk about why he's as good as batman for what he does and why he's a part of the just league because iris just wants to point out his shortcomings for whatever reason probably because he's not putting a ring on that why he isn't. It's, it's a never-ending cycle here. <laughs> to eventually wrap around for the idea, Alchemy could have gotten out whenever he wanted. Why now? You know what? Will Magnus made the Metal Man, and Magus made the Philosopher's Stone. So Magus is kind of like Magnus. So maybe at one point their family dropped that and became Magnus to hide themselves. And he has the secrets of how to do this locked, buried in his mind. So El- uh, Alchemy broke out. Because the Metal Man Expo is going on where they have an old responsometer on display and he's going to reverse engineer it to find the secrets of the universe so he can, doesn't need the Philosopher's Stone anymore. I'm like, the fuck did you just say to me? Yeah, and this is the thing too. I'm actually getting the idea as we go is that he had the Philosopher's Stone still, but he's trying to create another one so that he can make it part of him because he even says – Look, look, if he had the Philosopher's Stone still like, – Why would he have it in jail? I, I just anything. Yeah. I, I just, this is a gun. It's like, all right, the thing that you used, like, oh, let's say Joe Chill killed the Waynes. was kind of like, yeah. all right, you're going to sell 113, Chill. Here's your gun yeah. to keep well, you company. That's what, because when Barry, the idea of jumping to conclusions, too, there's Barry deep diving. The Philosopher's Stone was once considered a long line of He's going through this whole deal only to then solve the riddle of the Philosopher's Stone pretty much, like I said, all of mankind is gone. So Barry just typing on the internet figures it out because as he makes his whiteboard of craziness, he says, wait a second. That symbol isn't just for the stone. It's a blueprint for how to create it. And then says the fact that Desmond inherited the stone and has never actually made one yet gives me some time <laughs> like i don't know what you're talking about because he's like oh my wait a minute that's it 
the responsometer. And so you're, you're just jumping conclusion to conclusion to conclusion just to get to this weird connection where then Barry on his side, I wonder if Will Magnus is related to the alchemist Magnus. The sign of Magus. Uh, no. I, I, it would explain how he was able to use something related to the Philosopher's Stone to create his responsometers, not to mention his slight name change to distance himself from the infamous sorcerer. Yeah, why, why would he need to do that? <laughs> this isn't like it's Will Hitler. I mean, he's just doing things and making and responsometers. Just in the background. <laughs> Is that what alchemy wants? I'm not sure. I'm not really sure, but we better Giving be life to the careful. elements isn't his plan, but if he were to reverse engineer the process, he could get him closer to his, tour, his objective. The one of the one of these responsometers <laughs> is a centerpiece of the exhibit. It's the only that thing can also explain exhibit. why alchemy is chosen now to strike. Oh my god, it's so ridiculous. Well, they go there, and I, I love this big, you I'm know, metal sure. men exhibit where you have all these. I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to see the you go in and then it's just that same thing as a banner and a bunch of stupid collages just, and stuff just that's the thing is as you know barry runs through the convention center looking for alchemy what do you see in the background that makes you think metal men expo well there looks to be maybe i don't know nothing you I only see, see i see two banners i see hung a banner of magnus and the Ma- metal men that's it well you know they don't got a lot of time to set up a I bunch s- of Tomorrowland shit I, going I, on I in the background. I see a bunch of those glass cases, but you can't really see what or who is in those. There's nothing in those. They're I, empty. And then you see one kid, his grandfather definitely made him go there. And he's like, really, grandfather? This sucks. I'm going to go back and play Xbox. And then really, it gets even worse. And and really, if I do look, at one point, it looks like there's a, a, a container with a flash in it. But you end up Dr. <laughs> Alchemy comes and he wants to be transparent and he's going to show everybody how they're going to take down the flesh by making all the walls into glass and then shattering them but that's where Barry, who knows his chemistry. You know what, Eric? Barry's the Flash. He he knows his chemistry. Flash heard- knows his chemistry and ends up running around real fast to melt the glass. Only in my mind then to pretty much make molten lava on everybody below. But that's fine. And it, it ends up, all right, well, you're not getting the response-ometer. And that's where we have the weirdest attack where – he does get well, the responsometer. Well, Bar- Barry realizes that with the way the Philosopher's Stone works, you have to know what you're doing to transmit. Kind of like how you have, you know, a Dr. Stein or a Jason Rush in the mind of Firestorm for whoever the host is, allowing the person to know how to change what the element composition is of the stuff that you want to transmit. Freaking, you have to know this. The energy has to go. And he's going to use, you know, different things like a flash bo- lightning bolt to send out there to make sure that the transmutation doesn't work. So it works. He gets zapped, though, sent backwards like, I stopped it. I didn't get transmuted into freaking water or whatever the freak, you know, Alchemy wanted to do to me. But for some reason, as Alchemy runs off with the responsometer, Flash goes to chase. What? What's going on? That's right, Flash. He gets in real close. This way. That's right. What You feel it, don't you? The speed force is gone. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? It even says it's leaving your body as if the Philosopher's Stone is able to leach out. Like it's tra- transmuted it the speed force I mean, this into is, nothing. This is the deal that it's transmuting it from something to nothing. And like you said, though, how? Because you have to know what's going on. You have to know. Like, did he learn the, the 
deal. Speed Force equation, and somehow that's what he's using to turn. It has to be, and then it you learn the Strength force, force equation. Damn right, and then the Still Force, the you know, the, the the Still everything. You got it all going on. The, but with this, the Sage Force, he's like, I'm gonna really turn nothing into nothing with that shit. The Forever Force. Don't even get me started, Eric. But yeah, with that, it's like. D- don't you I, I don't feel know what it? happened in this Don't book. you feel it? The speed force is, is getting sucked out of you. Uh, can you feel this? This is the most convoluted bullshit I've heard to so, so long him until later on. And possibly blow up through his back. I don't know. And oh no, I don't have the speed force. And he's down on his knees and like, I want, I could kill you right now, but I want everybody to see you crawl after me, asshole. And then flies away again. I love that he he has to throw that out at the beer. I'm I'm changing the air so I can fly, just so this asshole can fly anywhere where he wants to. He's flying around like the Wicked Witch of the West. It's nonsense. It's and he has a responsometer now, and I yeah. don't know what it means. I don't know what he's doing, but I do see an exhibit. See, Jim, I see an exhibit the, with an arm. The sorcerer Simon Magus. Later on, they could become Magnus just by adding a letter. That's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. I want to buy an N. Uh, Speed force is leaving you, Flash. It's leaving you. I, I'm transmuting you into a superhero Imagine into an asshole. Imagine if we had an issue where we broke down what Alchemy's goals were. He knows he's going to break out. He has set goals, and he knows the Flash is going to become. If we talk about the idea of who this character is to fill the fans in who and who he is again, like refresh it a little bit and talk about how he's going to make a new Philosopher's Stone, what he's going to do with it, and the idea that maybe he has unlocked an idea of a Speed Force that he like equation that he can transmute and something like this is all great stuff that you could set up so when you actually have it going up like this guy just doesn't look like he's coming out of nowhere with magical powers <laughs> just, that he's never seen yeah. before it's it's he is able and here it I don't is. like to, i don't even want to use magical powers mean, like, it's a philosopher's stone here is, the magic. Whole, here is what barry gets here he wants to absorb the power of the stone so he doesn't need the relic itself yep. why he has the relic, but why? The thing why? Is there, I understand this, but this is a problem. It's, it's his power. It's also his weakness. Yes, but it's also something he has. So yeah, it, but this Until is something doesn't. that Barry just decides. This we don't even have a ha ha, you know that. So can he do that? I'm not sure, but yeah. he's able to substitute himself for the rock. He'll become unstoppable. And that's something I can't let happen. I'm like, you are both just talking mumbo jumbo. Then out of nowhere, wait a second. This symbol isn't just a diagram symbol. It's actually a blueprint. I mean, we're really going off the ranch well, I, here. I'm telling you, he, still, he started doing. talking about this. I'm like, well, wait, wait, what happened? Like, well, how do we get from a diagram to a blueprint? I don't even know where we were looking so at this you, shit. You end up with... He had the Philosopher's Stone, turned it into a ring, but he wants to absorb it so it's himself to get rid of that. Then he can make one. But we're so, where do you still absorb this? I still, are you trans? He's going to try to transmute himself and he's going to disappear something. But I'm now he's going to transmute and, my and you flesh know into what, Philosopher's then, Stone. And really, uh, ingredient six right after salt is speed force, Eric, to do this. So, and you know, that's just mumbo jumbo magic the anyway. Is, so maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? Barry seems to know everything, though. Look, going I got a responsometer. I got the speed force of halfway to the philosophy. Just imagine stone. this. This is what we talk about with the idea. Like, you have a lot of books and a lot of movies and stuff like that where somebody goes back in time. You know, we get sat back in time to the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages even. And 
they're able to create telephones and things like I always said, and you have told me this as well. We ain't doing shit about shit. We just because I've used things I go back to the Middle Ages. I'm dead. I'm going to starve to death. If you get all of these ingredients of what Doctor Alchemy is doing and has, and what Barry says, and they're just right here on the table. Shit is happening with me. I wouldn't well, even understand. Did you ever understand. get one of these box dinners that comes with all the ingredients and said tells you how to do everything and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I've never been able to make those either. So I'm not making a goddamn philosopher stone. I can't even make a casserole and and, and make it even absorb in. I don't know, but that, the art's okay. I don't mind the art. It no, just, it's fine. Again, this one just is a lot of nothing. Not it is set up for next issue. So maybe he will end up like this is the heavy lifting. Like we needed to go through the, story the could have been history way more interesting. of the Philosopher's Stone to get there. But yeah, I was not into it. I, I'm giving it a five, five. What would you give it? I didn't just give it a five out of 10 because the art's fine. But like the character moments where like you're talking about the generic base level thing that somebody comes in and wants to let you know that they know Barry Allen, the flash, like, Oh, he's a chemist, everybody. And him and freaking Dr. Alchemy, they used to know each other. Like give you a little brief rundown about the idea that they used to work together. He's also a chemist, but Barry's going to do this. Talk about the idea that, you know, he's a detective just like as good as Batman, well, not as good as Batman, but he's a part of the just league. This is a reason why it's just. There's not enough here while the biggest mumbo jumbo is going on in the background for reasons that I don't understand. Even when they spell it out, it becomes worse when they spell it out somehow. And with that, a lot of people, well, you know, that's comic bookery. No, no, no. Shove it. It's hackery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. You end up having to do something with it to make it at least make some sense within the comic bookery. And, and it's not done there. But we're going to move on to another book that, uh, yeah, I haven't been really digging much of. Wonder Woman number 765. Well, like The Flash, this feels the same way with the idea that we have this writer on for right now. And it's just giving you a, a generic story until something bigger and better comes yeah, in Yeah, a generic down the story without any explanation. And, and, and no explanation. Explanation about the major things. I mean, really, at, at some Who point, writes this book? at some point, it is Mariko Tamaki and Eisner Tamaki. Award winner this yeah, year. Mariko Tamaki heard that there was a thing between Maxwell Ward and Wonder Woman and ran with it, even though it doesn't make exactly ran sense with it. the way we're She's walking it. slow with it. She's crawling. And with that, <laughs> where is the point where Diana says, time out? Tell me about your tech. What the hell were you working on? Because we're going around every time we run into this tech, it's been, you know, manipulated and let's get to manipulate. Well, even the idea and it of never Maxwell makes Ward sense. tech, because when we were reintroduced to Maxwell Ward for this continuity, hadn't he been like locked up for a long time since he was a part of that? And then had a big Justice League versus Suicide Squad arc to start out rebirth. And then, you know, he, he was. They got locked away again, got mind scrambled, then was locked away again, apparently. And now this is the first, like, when did this this tech become a thing? As we just heard in The Flash, you do your best work in jail. I mean, that's where you're making philosopher's stones, you're making up your techs and all this. And really, with the idea that Maxwell Lord was a full out villain and ended up getting his mind scrambled, how does he still have a company is what I want to know. This thing, he should not be, and he, he doesn't seem to be as involved with it though but i, I don't even know how this it works. company at this point and the tech 
quote unquote, te- this should be shut down. This should be shut down right now. Well, even the idea where I like to think the company was shut down. This is stuff you like to tinker with. Almost like when I would read like Spider-Man stuff back in the day where it was like, yeah, remember how I told you back in the 90s how I really liked that like hero Green Goblin comic book? It only lasts like 13 issues. It wasn't great, but I liked the Green Goblin, the idea that he was hero, where the main character, Phil Yurick, he stumbled upon one of Harry Osborne's secret goblin lairs where he was working on new stuff and stuff like that. I like to imagine that, you know, you might have had Lord Industries and stuff like that in the background, but he had a, you know, a storage freaking place that he used to do his, his tech at, and it just left it there. And his daughter, Liar Liar, found it because, you know, her, his, her dad was in jail. She approved it. Like, she brought up burst of take it. Oh, he's my father. I'm going to take ownership of this. Oh, my God. Look at this tech. I'm going to turn it there, into an app. There is part of this that could be I part of the story. story. I, I'm going to say that here's the story in my deal is that when Maxwell Lord ended up getting his mind scrambled, brainiac stuff, the world's ending, somehow somebody at the tech industry, Lord Tech, whatever, hit the button and just let everything out on the internet and it's out and about, which this has kind of happened at points and then people start doing their own thing. But it, it just, w- what is the tech we keep hearing? Oh my Maxwell Lord's tech is out. Well, we've seen it be a It was mind- manipulated into a mind controlled freaking dating app or a selfie app. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a dating. It was a selfie app. And I'm like, then it was and, another ugh. type of app that made robot androids that came out of the ocean. Uh, now it ends up being an amplifier to somebody's powers already. Right. We're, we're not even like we're just going to jump right into this whole How thing. Are we? Did you well, do your I, no, I'll give did my blurb. I'll give my blurb. Because I, I just want to talk about this tech that Vertigo has. <laughs> Wonder Woman number seven sixty five, written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Steve Pugh. That I ended up seeing somebody who didn't like Steve's art and calls him Steve Pu. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I laugh. I like the art, though. I don't know why they had so much problem it. with it. Ramallah Fajardo Jr. and Pat Brussel. Mariko Tamaki uh, continues thinking that Maxwell Lord Tech story is interesting. And then Diana and Maxwell head off to Zandia. And by the end, are going up against Count Vertigo, who put out a hit on Maxwell, brought some illegal Lord Tech, and is putting down a revolution with his amplified powers. And yeah, Wonder Woman's blind now. There you with go, this Eric. new power, I will squeeze the life from them with the very earth. <laughs> so we have Count Vertigo who has – he gives you Vertigo. He makes you dizzy. And I, the thing is, I wanted to – all right. I got a lot I want to unpack with this whole thing. But for whatever tech he got, so on top of that, he's going to you know fly above these freaking dissidents in his country and he's going to swallow them with the very earth. I'm like, I don't know the powers. But to get to this point, the last time we saw Count Vertigo was like the penultimate issue of the Rebirth Era Green Lantern uh, comic where we saw that he had amplified his power in prison. A lot like a Dr. Alchemy, it seems, had broken out, had turned the So he already had like amplified city. powers, you say. Remember when he was turning that oh, yeah. city in the spirals and yeah, shit? Yeah. And it all was like, where is Roy Harper? And then him and like, you know, Green Lantern had to, he's dead, Count Vertigo. Oh, I'm sad too. And then the police took him back to prison. So here we have a guy who held Seattle freaking hostage, freaking turning city he's upside down with his goddamn mind powers or his vertigo powers was taken back to prison and now he's back at this freaking country that he's claiming he's the like the the leader of oh, we have all these dissidents because he's not the leader of this country anymore he had this, his family had to move to canada because they're deposed i'm getting word from mariko tamaki why was he allowed diplomatic community holy shit but he Eric. doesn't have diplomatic community he grew up in canada i just wanted that to happen i just I wanted the sound effect but yeah that doesn't make I, any I, sense I, I like it too but 
But when we get to how that, does he get out of jail? Get out of jail, Eric. I'm wondering why. Yeah, I'm going to ask you. Yeah, he did. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Now we we first start with the invisible oh, jet yeah. going down. Oh no! Over you know over Vlatava. There, you know, they're they're going to go down, and and that ends up at the end where you do see that they hit. I hate saying Vlatava. I know I do. The freaking too. Cal it doesn't sound country, right. Vlatava, yeah. and I always want it to be Latveria, yeah. but it's not. No, it's Vlatava, and it, they're going down, and we'll see at the end that they're going down because they hit a force field of power that ends up crashing the deal, and somehow Wonder Woman gets so damn dizzy she's blind. So we'll see how that works out. I mean, oh, that, I, I tell you, I like that better than freaking the, the invisible jet going down, at, you know, full speed. And Maxwell Lord's like, I'm jumping freaking jet. And I'm like, what are you doing jumping out of a jet? I didn't see you grabbing a parachute. And if you did, to be invisible, you can't find no, it. No, he's like, yeah, really? It would be invisible. Yeah. So yeah, you end up where jet. you have that. And, you know, the invisible jet showing up uh, like there's a wild moment. But you, you go then and you go back two days earlier the to <laughs> the uh, Hall of Justice where you end up having Superman looking like the thinker and saying, well, you know what, Wonder Woman? This Maxwell Lord tech story is so much fucking nonsense. Let me handle this. I will take care of it in two minutes. And she's like, no. no. No, we can't do that. And the only reason Superman is here is actually aggravating because, like I said at the beginning, Mariko Tamaki just learned about the, the Maxwell Lord-Wonder Woman connection. And it's just using the idea that she killed Maxwell Lord when he took over Superman. And she's like, release him now. And like, you know, what do I have to do to make you release him? And he said, you'd have to kill me. And she snapped his neck. So the idea that she has been having visions ever since they fought liar liar of Superman being under Maxwell Lord's control and her fighting him and something bad happening. I'm like – Oh, God, you're just so heavy handed. And, and here's the thing. Maxwell Lord is told or knows told or knows that this happened because when liar liar because uh, she's Maxwell Lord's daughter and ended up when things. the source wall went down, she ended up getting the vision of the past continuity where Wonder Woman did snap his neck, right? So you have this. Well, in this run here maxwell lord after the whole thing that went down with no justice and you know all that he wants to turn a new leaf he ended up seeing what he said was his future at that point and that everything that he was trying to do would not work out that he has to do things because he doesn't want to be defined by the past he doesn't want to be a bad guy so you have all that going on but with this now wonder woman obviously did not remember the whole deal with Maxwell or the past continuity, but is having visions of something along the way. If at this point, all the Whether things we've got. Whether it be prophetic gotten, or paranoia. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. With all of this going on right now, if Wonder Woman says, oh my God, I just remembered I snapped your damn neck. And Maxwell Lord's like, listen, I know. I remember it too. But don't worry. Do you remember brightest day when I was brought back? I, I'm telling it's you, cool. I think it would be like, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I saw that too, but you know, I was really fucking around it's, with Superman. There'd be no problem now. They have gone I too want, far for, for this to be a problem. I want to see what the thing is, because even just going back to the New 52 and then, you know, Rebirth starting, it's all one continuity. Things are slightly altered here and there, but going into New 52 with the idea that Batman's continuity was the same and so was the Green Lantern, mostly because Brightest Day and Blackest Night had just come out, so they wanted to keep that stuff going because they were big sellers for DC Comics. I want to know what the Brightest Day that everybody remembers looks like in this continuity. I want to know for you, I know you're going to say you don't want it to be. Heroes in Crisis in continuity, 
in this continuity. Yes. Oh, it is? Because in that, it was Roy's pretty much dead. spelled out that Wonder Woman's biggest regret and biggest thing that really fucked with her head was snapping Maxwell Lord's head, neck. So Look, this is in continuity now. So the, they should the both is, remember you it. you got to understand, Tom King's an asshole. Well, you can't trust again, anything he does. Uh, he's gone. So now I'm saying he's okay. Now I'm mad at Mariko Tamaki. I'm just mad at who's in front of me. At least Mariko actually came out and told us because when we first started this whole thing with Maxwell yeah, Lord, we were curious long. about it was, but they told us, oh, this didn't happen, but it, like, you know, liar, liar, saw a vision of a previous freaking timeline where it did happen. Like, they spelled it out at least to tell us that that is not in current continuity. Well, with this whole deal, though, going with this, it's seemingly setting up a future conflict between the two, right? It, oh, yeah. In a way, maybe that Maxwell Lord will end up with this run. And and we both think that when you get to December and all this stuff, and then we go and take the whole, you know, future state that Mariko Tamaki, it may be seen that this was just her little deal and it will be reset because yeah. you're going to want Max Lord to be a bad guy at the end of this. That would be the perfect deal. Oh man, you snapped my neck. Come on, liar, liar, is, let's go. But the conflict is not, taking too long. It doesn't matter if you freaking go and change the timeline after future state. Well, anyway. Remember, but and so with this deal and all this, it just is. I said Mariko Tamaki takes way too damn long to tell any sort of thing. The idea that we're still dealing with Maxwell Lord tech that's out and about is ridiculous. And then well, just throwing that, that Brainiac tech that freaking Batman and the Outsiders are supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, at least they realized that that thing didn't work. Just so we're going to go. Yeah. So, and also, it's like Batwoman going after the Monster Men thing. It's not fun doing they shit like stuck that. With that. So, yeah, maybe. But they end up. <laughs> Where Wonder Woman says, we have, you know, this tech out there and we see that there's an auction going on in Zandia. Me and Max are going to go and figure that out. And again, I wish they would talk about the idea of Zandia, which is its own country, its own sovereign country of like, you know, founded by supervillains for supervillains. They don't have a right to enter this. No, no. So them doing that is way over the top with that. But you end up having Wonder Woman come out. This is a Suicide yeah. Squad mission. Hey, Maxwell, uh, you want to get going? Oh, no. Why were those security guards all upset? Well, I mind controlled them to remember their worst childhood memories. No, Maxwell. Maxwell Lord just comes off as, as he's a petulant child. Yeah, the he, entire he's time. Ashton Kutcher, which yeah, he's <laughs> just punking everybody. He's punking everyone. He is, and he, or he's you know mind freaking. He's a Chris Angel. And okay, like, when we first got him out there, he was still doing terrible stuff in prison. But the idea when he first came to join Wonder Woman to find out what was going on. There was something at least likable about him, but ever since he's been fully on the team, or we like you know actually like two issues after he's introduced in the story arc. He has just been this one trick pony where he hates everybody and makes them just do the same things over and over again. Even the idea Wonder Woman has to point out, oh, you're doing the childhood thing again. And like in the same issue, it's the same joke because there's nothing for him to do except for being an asshole. And I said that I think that maybe Mariko or editorial, they have to, for some reason, they think they have to make sure that you remember you can mind control people. Like that has to. And so it's just nonsense. So it's it comes up all the time. Nonsense. Well, they go to Zandia. They're walking around. They're well, not supposed the to be the idea when we are in a Zandia casino packed to the gills of supervillains. And he's talking about, don't worry, Wonder Woman. I'm making everybody think that you're some bounty hunter with freaking mousy brown hair. But I'm like, 
how many people are you pushing right now? That should be messing you messing, up hardcore, yeah. dude. I mean, no nosebleed right there either. He's like, yeah, yeah. just kind of do that. And it's, again, that is trying to give a clever thing to something that's not clever when they could just go in undercover. But Please. the reason that the big thing here is that Maxwell Lord has to remain out and about and look like himself because then he's going to get grabbed later because there's a hit out on him that only one person knows of. This is Zandia. I mean, I don't think he could get a block before these assholes there would all be attacking him, but you end up with not much to do. And with that, you don't even get a real big wow moments with these villains that are in Zandia. They're just kind of there, you, you know, well, clocking there he is, you know, it's not, that that great a deal and what ends up happening because wonder woman has to get separated from maxwell lord and they're there to find this auction we gotta find the auction a fight breaks out that does nothing except get maxwell lord to be separated from him what are these people now do they see wonder woman now or do no. they just think this mousy haired hitman is running around with the, hunter, uh, with the Jim. golden lasso I mean, yeah, I or is, is, does that I look like a jump rope? Are, are they doing the Freddy now? The jump rope, Eric. I hate the jump rope, but yeah. And then you even have Maxwell looking good, and then he goes and he he runs into you know a a mute hit woman who's come with me. They go, and then a bug face guy grabs him. And so, where is the auction? <laughs> Did it ever happen? Well, we we never we never get to the auction because as this bug face man is about to crush Maxwell Lord's face, Wonder Woman shows up and wraps her magical lasso around him, and then talks about. Are you the one selling Lord's tech? No. Then why are you here and why are you trying to kill him? There's a bounty on Lord, like Latavin yeah, Fla- uh, credits Latavin, for his And then you're head. like, okay, right away when you see that, right, you're so like, Latavin, yeah, okay, it's, it's, it's Count Vertigo. Vertigo. You know that right away. Okay. We had information he would be here. So now we have the idea. We get information that Zandia was going to have an auction with Lord Tech. We go to Zandia for it to be a whole ruse. For some reason, this was fed to the whole justice. I don't justice think it was a ruse. To get I think there's still supposed to be an auction. This is one but guy. I think the auction was last week because Vertigo well, already has a second to come back to his this country. This is my whole deal. When you have this where Wonder Woman has the lasso around him and says, give me information – she can't make this work. Mariko Tamaki cannot connect the dots. So instead, she puts one effective but brief interrogation later. All right, let's go. We got to go get Count Vertigo. There is no explanation with the idea of again. You, you're just entering a country that you're not allowed and was to. Was this a setup? That would make sense. That would be great if we did see that the whole deal was to get Wonder Woman. And just the idea that Count Vertigo, who you said, but it wasn't well, Wonder Woman. It was Maxwell Lord who had well, the bounty I know, on. but that's the thing. Why? Why would you set out a hit on Maxwell Lord when you seemingly already have his tech and you're dealing with your own things that would only end up uh, putting attention to you? You're already doing your thing. You already seem to have gotten what you want from this. This is no is it the Biff situation where it's almost like. All right, I'm going to buy this tech. But everybody, one day a wild-eyed scientist and some crazy kid are going to come looking for this. So kill them if you see them. How about this? He tried, they try to kidnap Maxwell Lord because the tech may not be working or they want to amplify. Make it make sense. There's no reason to steal black market Lord tech 
and then put out a hit immediately on Maxwell Lord for no reason at all. Plus, these people seem to be in the know a bit, like a, you know, Count Vertigo, knowing, oh, we knew that he'd be in Zandia. The only way you'd know he'd be in Zandia is if you had set up for yeah, him and Zandia. Wonder Woman to go. But they said, we knew you'd be here. So it almost seems like you were saying even this might have been a setup leading it through the Justice League to go we here. Don't we know don't yet. know it's that, so but weird. if you try to connect it, it makes no sense. So, one effective but brief interrogation later. Oh, man, Count Vertigo had a hit on me. Let's go. It doesn't make sense. The, the whole setup to this point where we are three-quarters of an issue through makes no damn sense. It, it would have been easier to say, oh, let's look at the Justice League computer. Oh, my God. Count Vertigo bought this. Let's go. But you have to it, – it's all wasted space. It, it doesn't even make sense. So then we go off – We never get well, to the auction. No. I'm telling you, the auction was last I'm week. You, there is, I, I don't know. Because they're there, even there. Oh, we get to find this auction. Hey, looking good. Hey, the auction. And they go to, uh, you know, Vlatava, which I'm with you. It, it, you have to stop a second. I don't like doing you, it. You go. And now we have a revolt against Count Vertigo. Maybe because he's supposed to be in jail and he hasn't been helping the country, Eric. I don't. They got rid of his family freaking decades ago. He's, he's been pissed off about this for fucking a long time. Now I'm back, but not only can I make you sick with my powers, but now I got new Lord Tech to who knows what that can do. I'm going to take all you dissidents out until you freaking love me. In in my mind, Eric. Diplomatic community. And with this, how many people in the country are supported? I'm guessing all the people are against him. He's just going to – I'm killing Look, all of you. Is, I, I'm all for Count Vertigo, all hell Vertigo, because the thing is, I see what he's doing there. He's flying. He's doing weird stuff. He's making me sick when I look at him. I'm just going to go about my day like it normally is. All hell he Vertigo. He has a little tech on him, it looks like. Oh, my. A, you know, we don't even know. What, he's got a swirly face. We don't face. even know what the tech is. I like swirly faces. I'll give you that. That that would be my platform. Go with the swirly is what I do. It's like it's a part of Ramstein. Yeah, really? Yeah, no, I'm against it. I don't like that shit. Okay. <laughs> so you? you end up where... Okay, we got to go. We got to get Count Vertigo. He has your tech. And I love at points where you'll keep getting things with Diana finally asking questions that we all know. Hey, what do you think that, uh, you know, Count Vertigo can do with this tech? What What is this tech? And we get the weirdest, like, ambiguous. Well, I mean, he did use his tech to rule Vlatava. He could amplify it. I'm like, Tell us what the tech is, because if you know what the tech is, you might be able to know how, how can to we possibly get it down. know what the tech is, because every time we see the tech, it's different. That's what I'm saying. But at least you could get the initial base tech that was the Lord tech. Hey, Maxwell, do you have a off switch to this? Yeah. Right here. Beep, boop, and that boom. But you never know. It just goes and it's just it, it is the worst kind of, you know, fetch quest here because nothing makes sense to get Scavenger to the hunt. next one. Yeah. The last one, we're on a beach with a guy making robots coming out of the ocean. Now we're in, you know, with Count Vertigo, who seems to amplify his powers, even though you said the last time we saw him, he had an amplifier already and then was put in jail. He had amplified his powers in prison, then broke out to get revenge on Roy Harper Arsenal. To yeah, and it was the he idea was he was dead. dead and then felt bad. And actually, we we were a little. Uh, I remember kind of liking it. Though. I got some aspects. feels. Yeah, it was okay. But 
Then Wonder Woman. Oh, I went back to make sure where it was. I looked at the issue. I'm like, yeah, I remember this now. Wonder Woman hits this, you know, vertigo mind freak field. You know, the Maxwell vertigo Lord, force field. He seems okay. They crash. I don't know how he even lives. And uh, Wonder Woman gets up and she's I'm blind. blind. Yeah, she's blind. And then next, Count Vertigo turns the world upside down. Which again, she's going to be blind, so she won't be like you know able to be feel the effects of vertigo or something like that because she won't be able to see the verti- the vertigoosity. Maybe, maybe the swirly face. It can't. Maxwell get. Lord's going to get sick. She'll be mm, fine. Next thing that, that well, remember too, Maxwell Lord. He ended up grabbing that that guy, the fat guy on the beach. He grabbed his phone. Maxwell Lord is fine. A demigoddess is blind. <laughs> well, it was his tech, Eric. That's what happens when, when you do that, right? It, it's nonsense. Uh, five out of ten for this. And I it might is say a five as well. It's, I like the art enough. And That's actually, thing, it's just a get, normal I, five. Exactly. It's a f- normal five for me because the art is fine. If you don't look too far into this, it's a it's a standard kind of Wonder Woman issue like from nowadays. I said when I read it and even in my written review, I said, listen, the last issue was complete nonsense. Sure if you can wrap your head around getting no information and just going with this idea, it still isn't great, but at least it's better than last, last issue. Just don't think too hard no, about it. No, no, don't. Don't. You'll be like Count Vertigo. You're going to get dizzy. You're going to get dizzy big time. Eric, what's next? Next up, we have Just League Dark, number 27, written by Ram V, with art by Amanke Nahulapan, Jun Chung, and Rob Lee. It's an all-out battle as everyone in our GLD uses what they have to take on the upside-down man, which would be fine if it felt like this led to something important, but it's just a battle where Khalid gets undercut by Naboo since he isn't strong enough to continuously contain our enemy, so Kent Nelson is brought back in as relief, while Zatanna thinks about belief and cost, which means she has to merge with the upside-down down man and become a reject from john carpenter's the thing yeah what's going on in this book jim uh well what's going on is what i said before that this was all going to go for no, a no, long long th- long time is, and then end ridiculously it was doing things before but now that we have to come to a conclusion with the upside down man which is it's become really scattered from where it originally was it's just really finite to the upside down man this other place yep. i always forget what the hell it's called but all the other beings of this world have been kind of pushed aside. You know, at this one point, I'm telling you, if you go back, this this upside down creatures, they took out all of hell. You know, wow. it was a huge idea. We have changed things fundament- fundamentally on the earth for how powerful this is. Now we're in the dim- home dimension of the upside down man where magic He's on his from. home turf? He's on his home turf, Jim. He's hanging upside down in sweatpants. He's doing it because he's at home. And now it's just a battle where it's all like – I believe I can hurt you. You hear that? You're starting to ever believe that we believe that we can hurt you. Man, I believe, and that means the belief becomes the the reality. Cersei, I need your power That's my biggest problem. My biggest problem is Cersei, actually. And I I don't mind as much a Khalid, even though it would be a great thing because- He is our resident Dr. Fate now. Why make him look like a bitch? Here's the thing. When you end up having this where Kent says, I'm going to be killed, turned into ash and all this, like maybe that'll happen and maybe Khalid will be back. But if it doesn't happen, and even if it does, this is the perfect moment to give the definitive moment for Khalid as Dr. Fake. This is the way to elevate him and make it so that he, and you could sit there. This is the coming out party for Khalid. He's finally doing it. You know, having a little, having a little sit down with Superman, uh, you know, and doing his, you know, psychological. No, this is the big thing. This is the big battle. And it's almost as if Ram V was told 
you, you got to get Ken Nelson into this because it's so big. We we got to get the the good but he kid, but left yeah. and said it's on you now, kid. This is your fight, and it was a, it was a passing of the torch moment just to come to this a couple issues later and say, "All right, you ain't shit, kid. We're bringing Kelp back off off the bench." Now, would you think that if we open up the timeline after the future state, would you think that Khalid would still be the Doctor Fader with Kent Nelson because I it'll be Kent. It'll be Kent. They we both know it will. will still be around. Uh, but I'm saying these things maybe that we're seeing in a lot of these books are starting to be the let's get these things into place before and really when people read the solicits for this issue and the next issue and things like that the idea that all of a sudden and, and you even said it all of a sudden the upside down man after all this setup and some of it good some of it a little long-winded but very very long-winded some boom, of it good though. like here it's just like we got to get shit done like oh my yeah, somebody just looked at the calendar and said we got to get shit done before december let's roll baby and it seems like that's the case. Now, Ram V has gone on Twitter and said, the book isn't going anywhere. It's still going. But when it comes back, if it does, after I think it's going to be a different looking book. And so, so you do have to get this done. But after all that setup, it's a shame to just get an issue where it's just the power of belief coupled with everybody doing their Hail Mary and then the upside down man suddenly seemingly acting like all this shit has gone wrong when you said oh shit you guys believe you can win they have done so much bigger than this already what's he tired now I know he's tired he's wearing sweatpants I mean did he just eat some turkey he's got the trip to fan he's a little tired he'll let him do stuff but with that you, you have these connections of the characters doing stuff uh, and it, it doesn't it doesn't hit as big as I think it, it should. Well, everybody's activating their superpower at this point for the whole thing. Like it's the final battle. Constantine went and just it a, should he's, feel satisfied. I agree, right? And it, it doesn't. But like you have Constantine, he's out of the game now that he went and did something the last issue and got hurt himself. But now it's like Wonder Woman's like Cersei. Do you remember when I imprisoned you in that mirror before? And you have this own world they've created. I need the power of Hecate that you have. So because. I know you're content with where you are, but if the upside down man wins, he's going to break your world. So you're not going to have it anymore. Okay, sister, here you go. So we have, you know, she, she made deer though, Eric. I mean, she's got deer there and she's, she's all upset. Uh, and it's just, I needed to make uh, living things. And with that, I have to have their hopes and dreams. I'm like, what? And, and with that, the Cersei part, I really actually would have liked her to say, fuck you. Like, you know, no. And then having to kind of revert and then maybe Cersei coming at the end to, to help out or whatever. But it just seemed too quick. Well, this is the whole thing. This is the whole thing. It's all like, you know, here's the power of Hecate. So we have powered up freaking Super Saiyan freaking Wonder Woman with her magical powers to take on the Upside Down Man. It's witching hour again, bitch. It really is. And now we have, you know, Detective Chimp with the Nightmaster Sword. We have Swamp Thing with all his weird reds and grays and greens he's playing with that we never really got a big explanation of. We have Man Bat with his vial of green ooze <laughs> and we have Zatanna with the power of belief and cost and cleed using the powers it of Davos. It's oh and the thing is, what what is in her all about? When she has her epiphany at the end, my father was teaching me about cost. Okay, upside down man, and just puts herself in some like I, I don't think I could pay this cost. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and the weird thing, and maybe I'm just dumb, but the the thing is, she ended up bringing something like a rabbit or whatever back from the dead, yeah. and there's such a cost with that. And I really thought this was always going to lead to something where the upside down man was going to get tricked into doing something where the cost or try to do something, and at the last second, Satana. But it ends well, up just being is, me you, and you are together. You think this thing is going to be the idea that Satana believes in the cost in the world of the upside down man? There is no cost. There's just unrelenting magic for what it is. There is no cost to what he wants to do. So, so you've Zatanna, given the other place a virus. Is that what you're saying? No, I, like I'm that? not going to give oh. this whole thing a virus like an ID4. The whole idea when I merge myself, I'm Zatanna, I merge with this ugly ass sweatpants wearing motherfucker and now because I believe in a cost, I'm going to do something that's going to cause pain on me, being me the upside down man and Zatanna as one entity. Is that how we take it down because of her belief in a cost in a world where there shouldn't be? It's weird because that's the weird Stupid thing about it. It's like magic. you're you're really you're going from A to H. Because right? on top but of this, we already we have to change this whole world in order for our magical sexiest Satana I've ever seen. Those fingers coming out of her leg, I mean, sexy. Your kinks are the worst. Yeah, yeah. Also, I do want to point out too. At this point, you do end up having the lasso around her, and and in some runs, we've seen that that would actually just change your back. But we'll see how that works with the lasso too. But sexy sexy zatanna there right upsize zatanna i'd like to call her but yeah just with the whole deal i I just don't everything goes do do you quite get like the the steps of this well that's the thing is i'm trying to figure out the steps here because we have a new and improved swamp thing and the whole idea his part of the plan is this we're going to take this green freaking mutagen that man bat has we're going to shatter that on the ground it's going to be a freaking catalyst a freaking a reagent a freaking of growth you know then the swamp thing is going to sacrifice himself to freaking pull in all the green he can this is going to use this catalyst to make it all a green freaking terraform the upside down so now we've made the upside down more like our world and in our world our beliefs are what they are there's a cost so it's like we are doing everything that we can with this whole thing to freaking take the power away from the upside down man while saying Kalita's a bitch and can't do his goddamn job. Yeah, I'm with that. It's like upside down, man. You really think you're going to grow a garden and that change of shit? But he seems to be so. At one point, he seems to understand what's going on. No, no, not that. You know, with the backwards magic, it's amplified all these things that they threw in. I do love the shit talk of the upside down, man. Dude grows some eyeballs on his chest and stuff. He's like, is is that all you got? I'm like, all right. Still shit talking upside down, man. I love the idea. Like you said, when you end up, you know, throwing shade at the upside Upside down, man. He grows some eyes and then throws it back. You like that apple? You like that bitch? And uh, yeah, when she like jumps in, and it's just okay, sexy. But I don't understand. <laughs> and at the end, like, oh my god, what have you done? And everybody's upset. And I want to know too. I, I really because even if some just, so- just this whole thing where Zatanna figures out her part in this whole thing, there's the upside down. She thinks back. Interesting. The way you speak, your words, and like your words in this place, they give your magic a greater strength. And then she thinks back to her burning father. I want you to remember. Remember what I taught you when you were a child, only for a brief moment to do it. And then you think back and constantly talk about it. Then you think of Madame Xanadu with her freaking tarot cards. And then you think of, you know, Zatara holding Zatanna as like a child telling her about the cost. I got it. I'm going to stick myself in this asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna merge like, with this I, I don't know jerk. exactly where you're going, Zatanna, but I hope you have a plan. Yeah, I hope so too. And and if somebody 
has figured this out. You know, if there's an Einstein out there and he, whatever, you figured it out. That doesn't it's make like a reverse it, Einstein it, to figure out magic. It doesn't make it, but because it's so obscure and, and things. And with that, you even have like man bat showing up. I know he's on the team, but th- that asshole that has been hanging out for do. nothing. And now he's just got the, the reagent and this. I, I don't like the idea. Just like, I do like that. He's all man bat up finally and not just a weird looking freaking nerdy guy, but Imagine this. I, I don't like the idea just because the direction was always stupid in my mind. But when we came into Rebirth and said Blue Beetle's power is not like alien technology, it's not from the Reach, it's actually magic. If for some reason we continued on with this idea, because even though by the end of the Blue Beetle series before it was canceled, they kind of went away from that, went back to alien tech. But uh, imagine Blue Beetle being on a JLD team instead of a man bat. It'd be awesome. It'd be you know, real cool. I, I or just do, add him in. Because I just don't like the magic blue beetle, though. Yeah, I know. But you like the man bat? The man bat at one point was like going to go back and forth, and then they he's really had useless. nothing to do I, with it. He's really cool looking at the end here when he is standing and watching Zatanna be the upside down man, freaking John Carpenter's the thing, Cronenberg monster. He looks amazing, but he can never has anything to do in this Is he awesome still form. working on that book of his? Remember when he's interviewing sure he people is. and stuff? Yeah. Uh, that whole thing, too, where he, could, he couldn't remember things or has trying to remember things that the freaking upside down man was telling him to enter. I'm like, there was interesting stuff, but the payoff now from all the lead up for two years, I'm like now we're in the upside down. And I'm like, I don't care anymore because you've really taken away all the things that made him feel big. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Now he's just a guy in sweatpants, but also, you know, combined also, in a sexy here, What the hell is he doing? Well, it's, you know, he's yelling out. He's the night master. Yeah. Yeah. For me, he deserves to be he here. He just yells it. We're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Where's Blue Devil? When, Why is he Wonder back? Woman yelling when she gets Hecate up for Terra? Yeah, because <laughs> that's what she's for. Hecate, you know. I don't know, Eric. I, I don't know. What you got? I, I think it looks great, but what did you give it? It looks amazing. I like some of the concepts. Like, I can put myself in the mindset of hocus pocus mumbo jumbo bullshit where I can almost wrap my head around this to see things, but it's a six out of 10 for me overall because it's just getting more and more disappointing as we come to the conclusion. But, you know, by the end, there's always a point where I'm thinking, this could turn around. This could be good. I could see kind of where you want to go for this to be cool, but for the majority of the issue, it's just not there. Yeah, I'm actually a little more positive because I think the art is great. and It's great. I like some of the moments. They don't really jive in my head to, to work out or whatever. I'm It's 6'5". I'm not that much uh, you know, over your score. And the thing is, a lot of people I've even uh, saw talking where, oh, you know what? He, he has to end this upside down man story. And it wasn't his story to begin with. It was James Tyne. And even somebody on the site actually still thinks it's James Tyne. And I think I saw, oh, I saw that. And with that, he's had. I didn't have the heart to tell. Yeah, I know. I, I realize. So I, uh, you end up having Ram. He's been on this book too long to get any excuses. He's had it and had actually been doing a decent enough job. One of the things that I remember you having a problem with, though, that kind of comes in full circle here is the idea that Swamp Thing gets into the upside down land because there is some green and I can get there and I'll go this and there. And then now you're just ba-boom. We're going to make it into a field of dreams. And that's going to end up. I'm telling you, Manba has the Genesis machine from freaking, you know, Wrath of Khan. Khan is what they yell. I like Madeline Khan uh, more than Khan, right? Well, I want to see that movie, The Wrath of Madeline Khan. She's I she's don't. quite I, wrathful. I, she seems pretty wrathful. Yeah, she she probably is. But that is it for this section. We're going to go off for a little bit, Madeline Khan, yeah, and then we're going to be back with uh, some more books to end the podcast. 
Sup, Weird Science? This is Batman Beyond Mark, and I'm here to bring you a review of Batman Beyond number 48. Written by Dan Jurgens, uh, pencils by Paul Paltier. Uh, inker is Norm Ratman, uh, colorist is Chris Sotomayor, and letterer is Travis Lanham. And, as always, we're going to start with the covers. Uh, and the Dan Mora, uh, Mora cover, uh, the main one, is good. I really, really like it. It involves kind of like this this little like fight between Terry Batman Beyond and, and Bruce Wayne, just normal Batman. Um, with with you have you know in his prime Batman like winning as Terry's kind of just like no stop like he's not saying that but it, it's it's clear one of them is fighting seriously and the other one is like I, I th- no please stop this is no uh, where Booster Gold is flying in and like no it's like don't do it Batman. Uh, the timeline is in jeopardy! And it's Booster Gold's Gambit. And it's a fun cover. And then... And then we get the variant cover. And it's it's another Francis Manipool. And I've liked most of them. And this one might be one of my favorites. As it's in, in his very Francis Manipool style. It's, uh, it's Terry in, as Batman Beyond and Booster Gold kind of like holding Skeets and examining Skeets. And in it, they see the reflection of normal Batman coming down, like, swooping down on him with a grimace, and there's the moon in the background, and we see, just highlighted, is Booster Gold's Legion flight ring? Um, but it's, it's, it's a great cover. But then, then we jump right in, and, uh, Terry has just flown in through, like, the, like, the barriers that they have around the, uh, uh, the walls of the, the bat loft. And he, he's flying in all happy, like, Matt, you better have uh, that food, uh, sis, uh, fully stocked because I'm starving. Not to mention totally beat. And Matt's like, hardly a surprise, Terry. And we see, and, and I, I say this because it's shocked me on, on a small scale, but Matt has had an outfit change. He's wearing the same, like, outfit with, like, the, the cargo pants, with... With the, with the vest. Except the vest is blue this time! Oh my god! Uh, and a hoodie, and it's like, oh my god. Like, so much radical changes here. Clearly, clearly because of the blue with the black. Clearly, all of the supporting cast that we used to have in this book, is who's no longer here, uh, has had an influence on him just in time for this issue to happen. Um, and he's like, uh, as Terry's landing in front of Matt, he's, Matt's like, uh, taking down... 13 Twilight Rangers uh, is a full week's worth of wor- for, yeah, full week's work uh, and you did it one night and I'm like well this sounds like a fun thing to have have watched or to have have read um, and Terry's like yeah uh, and the one with six arms uh, he was a handful bada boom and then we see Bruce and all of a sudden Bruce has scars on his face and he looks so evil and ominous and, and Matt's like uh, I programmed your fave pizza into the replicator. To which I'm responding, they don't have replicators. This is not, this is not freaking next generation Star Trek. Uh, they, they have, like, robots that make their, they don't have replicators. Like, three story arcs ago, it was, it was relevant that they, they, they have robots that make the food. What is going on? Um, and, and Matt's like, w- want me to see if it's ready? And, and Terry's just like, he's like, right after I check in with the boss. How about it, Bruce? Uh, did I get all of the Rangers? 
And then Bruce just turns around all angry. And for some reason, Terry still has his wings out, which is weird. And and, and I, it just makes me feel like Paul Peltier doesn't really know Batman Beyond as much. Like this was this was a problem uh, that that we had going on back in oh, um, the False Face arc, where and I don't remember it was the guy who did um, uh, the original Spider Man twenty ninety nine who did a terrible job with the art for that for those issues like actually bad and someday I I will go into more detail talking about it again but that that's not this and it's just like for some reason he just always has the wings out which is which is something that Terry almost never does. Like, maybe he just watched, maybe he just watched, uh, Batman Beyond Rebirth Part 2. Like, the, literally the second episode of the second half of the, the two-part opening to that entire series, where they, they still didn't quite have everything understood about the character yet, and he had his wings deployed a lot of times when he was just standing around. A thing that literally almost never happens again, unless he's about to fly, or, or anything like that. The wings are a vulnerability of the suit, so you only really have them out when you fly, and that is something that um, Sean Chen uh, did super well for the last two arcs when he was um, uh, when he he was doing pencils for it. Like it was it was it's like no, you you really only have about when you're flying. Whereas he just has about here, and as somebody who who notices these things, that that's an immediate like what the heck. But yeah, Bruce is like oh. Uh, why do you hate me, McGinnis? Why are you here to attack me? And and, and Matt's just like, you're you're kidding, right? And Terry's just like, he's serious. And just Bruce is just all evil and has scars on his face. Now he's like, uh, wretched ingrates. Uh, you come to kill me. Admit it. And, and Terry is just like, Bruce, I I don't know what this is all about, but someone, somebody must have gotten to you. And, and Bruce is like, you're the enemy. An assassin is forcing me to defend myself. Defense protocols activate. Your orders shoot to kill. And a bunch of just straight up like green goblin goblin glider, glider looking like bat drones with which is Kingdom Heart laser beam shaped laser things. If, if you know what I'm like, Zemnis thing. If you know what I'm talking about with the big like circle laser thing, you know, it makes perfect sense. And just start shooting and just missing. And they just start shooting at both Matt and Terry. And Matt is just like, what are these things? And, and Terry's like, D defense drones, duh. Um, and he starts fighting them off. And he, for some reason, he hasn't put up his cowl, which would, y you know, reinitiate the full power of the suit. Um, you know, because the plot calls for stupidity. Um, and, and Terry's like, uh, the last line of defense, Fallas fails. And deadly, and evil Bruce is squinting. He's like, as they should be against killers. And and this will be the last time we see Matt for this issue. Um, and he's he's cowering behind one of the Batmobiles, and he's like, do something, Terry, please. And this this is good because he doesn't have any gadgets on him, but it also makes me sad because when this run started, Matt was a freaking you know resistance fighter. Eventually became Robin, and then as soon as he became Robin. All of his intelligence and competency just left. And it's been a slow kind of downward spiral for the character since then. L leading to this, not saying that he shouldn't be scared, because even if he had equipment and could fight, I'm not I I'm not sure how like a Damien in casual clothes who just didn't have any of his stuff on him would react to this. He'd probably react better, but the uh, point is, and just like, oh, this is the last we're going to see of you. Oh, that makes me sad because of what we're getting. And then Bruce... 
Bruce is like, uh, uh, tougher punks than, uh, you have tried to kill me. Uh, they failed, so will you. And he sends out more of these drones. And then Terry just, like, mangles his hand fight hitting one, which is not the intention here. But, uh, yeah, no, I just, what the heck is up with this hand and this piece of art? And that brings up this. Like, the standing around talking scenes, the art is beautiful. But the action scenes are so stilted and boring for the most part in this that I'm just like, eh. Like, I'm, I'm usually, like, a pretty big fan of, like, Norm Ratman, or Norm Ratman and, uh, Paul Peltier and their art, uh, especially in a fight scene, but this, I'm just like, huh. But as, as Terry mangles his hand, uh, against this, one of the drones, he's like, hang on, Matt, uh, I'll get you out of there, and then he just gets, Terry just gets hit by a lot of stuff, and he's like, and then I'll, blah! and then he's about to be killed, and Bruce is like, uh... Uh, the suit saved you. Too bad you took off the mask, and it's like, it's right there. It's hanging up. Put the cowl back on and retract your wings. Uh, and, and Terry's like, oh no. Um, and Bruce is like, uh, 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 blow his head off. And then somebody's like, yo, can't let you do that, Brucer. I mean, sure, the death of Batman would, uh, have about 80 billion downloads. And then we see Booster Gold flying with his barrier up. And he's like, uh, or force field up, and he's like, uh, but there's no way, there's just no way I can let that happen. Force field, a superhero's best friend, next to a power ring, or golden lasso, or trident of Neptune, of course, can you believe I'm I'm making Aquaman references, I'm like, who? And Terry's just like, who? And I'm like, oh, so a well-written Booster Gold has shown up. Well, that's not a surprise, because Dan Jurgens. And despite my disdain for this issue already, I'm like, okay. Okay, we have Booster Gold show up. Okay, a well-written Booster Gold. It's been a while. Okay. And he basically turns to Terry, and he's like, you don't you don't recognize me, Booster Gold? Uh, the Booster freaking Gold? And, and Terry's like, no, nope. And at this point, and during this whole thing, I'm thinking about something that they're, they're gonna tell me, and I'm like, are they just are they just leaving Matt? They're just leaving Matt. As Booster grabs Terry and flies him out, and he's like, uh, I knew I shouldn't have embraced the greatest hero you never heard of, shtick. Uh, and Terry's like, what are you doing? Where are you taking me? Um, and they fly out of the tower. And he's like, not where, when. And Terry's just like, what are you talking about? Who are you? How do I know? You, you aren't the one messing with Bruce's mind. And, um, and Booster drops him on, a like a, roof that's, uh, like, across the street, um, and Booster, uh, drops Terry there, and Booster shoots down two of the drones falling, and he's like, long story short, I'm a time traveler, originally from the 25th century, grab some gear to go back, uh, in time to the 20 teens, before you were born, to be a hero, and Terry's like, wait, do I remember seeing you in old commercials, like a Booster Zip Zapper? <laughs> yeah, that was you, and Booster's like, as he's shooting down more of the drones, he's like, Hey, hey, I wasn't, I wasn't born rich, like your, your pal Wayne. Uh, had to, had to make coins somehow. Uh, my, uh, please fund me page? Huge. And Terry's like, it seems kind of tacky. Bruce is like, it, it was all cover for my real job, uh, to protect the time stream. Uh, and make sure things go down as they're supposed to. And, and then from, from there, Terry's just like, uh, save it for later. My job is to figure out what's wrong with Bruce Wayne. And Booster's like, 
like stand down cowboy. I, I can tell you exactly what's wrong with him. Uh, as a time traveler, I'm 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 pretty well acquainted with the past. Pretty sure I know what's up. And Terry's like, still not sure I buy your act. You have five seconds to convince me, cowboy. Like just throwing that back at him. And Booster's like, today's events were key decades ago when Bruce was still Batman. What's happening is the result of a telepathic treachery, a post-hypnotic suggestion that just triggered. Uh, like, now. Uh, and put him in this, you know, this delusional state. Uh, one of his enemies planted uh, planted the seed. It just it popped today. Uh, Bruce has no idea uh, it was there. But it turned him against you. It, think of it as a revenge by time bomb. And, and Terry's just like, then I better get in there and stop him before he hurts Matt. <sighs> and then Booster, he looking sad, is like, it, it, it's too late. Matt's gone. To which I'm like, oh, okay. And, and this is me looking at the series from a meta perspective, not an in-story perspective. Uh, we'll get back to that. But a meta perspective of, oh, okay, so we're, since we're coming to the end of this run, we're just going to be, put it, we're, we're finding a way to put everything back into the, it, back into the Troy chest, how it was. All, all the supporting, we, we, we've officially gotten rid of every single character of this series supporting cast. Every single one is gone now. Every single supporting character we've had through this is just gone, either because Dan Jurgens has just randomly stopped using them. Uh, like, well, Dana wasn't exactly random, but it was kind of forced. So we have Dana, then we just have Max, who just completely, just for no reason, disappeared from the series. Um, uh, we have Ten, who was, was, like, had replaced both Dana and Max in the series. Like, all the stuff she was doing was what they were doing up until she showed up, and then they were just gone. And then, then we have Elena. And now she's just, she's just completely gone. Um, like, well, Elena showed up, then Ten was gone, and now this stuff's happening, and, and Elena is gone, and everybody else is gone, and now Matt's dead. And it's like, okay, okay, Matt going from, you know, super cool uh, resistance fighter to just, to the to Robin, to an incompetent, to just losing all of his competency. He's just now dead. He's just, he's now died, scared and alone, uh, betrayed by, <laughs> betrayed by uh, one of his caretakers, as he probably saw his brother weaving and feeling just sad and betrayed, and then was killed. It's just like, okay, okay, what the heck, book? Like, what the heck, Booster? And Terry doesn't take this well, as you might imagine. And for some reason, his wings are still out. And he's just like, like, what are you saying? As he's like, I'm going to hurt you, Booster, if you don't let me go. And Booster's like, like that look, like, I, I, I hate to have to tell you this, but... And he's just like, what? Tell me what? And, and Booster's like, I, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. But Matt is dead, Bruce killed him. And, and Terry just slugs him, he's like... No, I don't believe you. And he's like, like I would approve. And he flies back out. And Booster's like, Yeah, I can't allow you back in there. And he call finally calls for Skeets. And Skeets is like, like it is about time you called Michael. And Booster's like, Thought I could reason with McGinnis, uh, but that isn't the case. It's like maybe if you'd also helped his brother, like you might have been able to reason with him. <sighs> uh, I can't tell if I'm having fun or if I'm infuriated. 
Um, at this point, you know, Booster's time sphere is, or sphere is summoned, and, and Terry's like, the heck is this thing that just appeared in front of me? And Booster's like, it's my time sphere. Uh, not like I have a, a magic DeLorean, you know. Uh, I, I, I know you want to save Matt, but what, what's done is done. Uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, Bruce Wayne killed him. And, and Terry's like, that, you know, that can't be, like, no, that, that's, that, that's impossible. Um, and, and Skeets is like, calculating kernel, uh, formula for time jump. Uh, late in, uh, jump in five seconds, four, and Booster's just holding Terry down in the time sphere so he can't get out. And it's like, uh, totally true, I'm afraid. Uh, I can save your brother's life, uh, but for that to happen, you have to come with me. And Terry's like, Come with you where? And it's like, again, it's more of a, and Bruce, I love this from Bruce. Again, it, it's more of a when. Um, and then, uh, Skeets is like, three, two, one, jump. And they whoosh back in time. And I'm like, oh, so this, yeah, this is how we're doing the reset. Oh, we're, we're time traveling. So we're just completely resetting all these characters for the next person who will run. Even though the next run, cause this is Earth Zero to remind everybody, the next run will probably be on Earth 12. So I just, Mark, Mark, Mark no comprehend. And then we find ourselves just somewhere in old Gotham. Like, somewhere in, in the past of Gotham. Just just like a house with a swing set. And and Bo- Skeets is like, jump complete. And Boosh is like, nice work, Skeets. Uh, Terry, my man, welcome to Gotham City circa 2020. And I was pretty sure time travel was banned for this year, but whatever. Whatever. Um, and Terry's like, We've gone like into the past, like back back in, back in time, huh? Um, and then he just he just punches he punches Booster out of the time sphere, and I have to say, like th- this punch, it's like there's no energy at all to this punch. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple motion lines, but just there's no energy to almost any of the the actions in this book, and that's been kind of my biggest problem with it. Uh, from the art perspective, it's we've had this fighting, but it's all felt very still, and there's been a lack of energy. Um, and and Terry's like, uh, just crazy talk. Like, wh- what kind of con are you running on me? And Skeets is like, uh, though Booster has deficiencies, uh, many to be honest, uh, I can assure you, he he's not conning you. And Terry just turns to Skeets like, what exactly is your deal, like, droid boy? And Skeets is like, I'm Skeets. Think of me as a technical advisor and, and, you know, spiritual guy or spiritual guide of boosters. Like, uh, Michael, if you prefer to call him by his given name. And and at this point, Terry has grabbed Skeets and is holding him up to his face like, both of you seem like whack jobs. Take me back now. And, and Skeets is like, if you insist, but that would result in your, your brother's everlasting de- demise, Mr. McGinnis. Uh, and, and Booster's like, Skeets is, Skeets is right. Um, so instead of body slamming your way through this, would you take five seconds and listen to the experts? Or would you take five and listen to the experts? Um, and, and Terry's just like, as far as I'm concerned, you are responsible for Matt's death. Uh, and he just, he backhands, uh, Booster right in the face early punches him. And once again, there's just no energy to this. Just none. And I'm just like, eh. 
and Booster's like, uh, again, with the cheap shots. Like, the, you're enjoying this, aren't you, Skeets? And Skeets, Skeets is like, you are well aware I am programmed to be emotionless, Michael. But but that does not mean I'm incapable of appreciating the nuance of what's happening here. Um, it, per, perhaps I can be more helpful. And, and Booster's like, I, I, I've got, to, I, I, I need a better psychic. At this point, Skeets just intervenes and is like, I, I'm just starts doing the talking. He's like, Mr. McGinnis, uh, I identified the irregular, uh, irregularity in Mr. Wayne's brain uh, that dates uh, to this day in history. Uh, that implanted suggestion, which worked on a time delay, caused him to turn on you. And so Terry's like, okay. So he was like some kind of sleeper agent. And I feel like we've tried to tell Terry this. Uh, but Booster is Booster is in, I don't know, like, just this issue has not been sticking with me. Um, and, and, and Booster's like, bingo ringo. Uh, which is why we brought you to 2020. Uh, our job is to take, is to make sure, uh, the present Batman doesn't, doesn't get that kill command plan in his subconscious. Uh, then we put you back in your future where Bruce doesn't, you know, get triggered. Uh, and your brother lives, and we party all night. Like, everything's right. And there we get two pages of ads. And then we get we get just a bunch of close-ups. And, and I like this page for the art. It is just them standing around and talking, but we get emphasis on how pissed Terry is. Um, and Terry's just like, you had better be right. And, and Booster's just, he's being sympathetic. He's like, I am, uh, I think. Well, pretty sure anyways. Uh, sometimes these things get sort of tricky. And Terry just gets right up in his face and his Batman grimacing at him and he's glaring at him and he's just like, this is my brother's life you're playing with. And Booster's like, I, I, I'm actually playing with time, which can have dangerous repercussions if we're not careful. Um, and he, he points out, like, but I need you to know that if we play this right, it'll work. Trust me. And, and Terry's just skeptical. He's like, that, that's going to be hard, Booster. And at this point, they hear something, and Booster's like, uh, how so? My battering averages, and then they hear a boom, and Terry's like, whoa. As, uh, there's a, this house has just, that's near them, has become engulfed in flames. And Terry's like, that can't be good, as he flies out towards it. And Booster follows him, like, maybe not, but it's why we're here. And Terry's just like, you knew this was gonna happen? And Booster's like, yeah, whatever happens to affect Batman's mind, it happens soon. Um, and Terry just, like, is like, he'll be here, like Bruce, as in young Bruce, and he's like, Shway. And Booster's like, mm, maybe not Shway. It's like, uh, details on exactly uh, what goes down are cloudy, but he's on his way. Terry's like, uh, I've only known old Bruce, like, took the suit from the cave to avenge uh, my dad's murder. It, it, it'll be nice to see him during his early Batman time, and Booster's like, yeah, no. No, 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 no. Uh, I have to keep you guys separated. And then they hear people yelling, help. And during all this, Terry's gonna forget that he has stealth mode. But we're just gonna, we're gonna skip past that. Um, and Terry just flies, and he's like, you can explain it later. Uh, you can explain it uh, to me later. Right now, we're needed. And they start clearing some of the rubble so they can get into the, the burning house. And Terry's like, uh, uh, I've got, uh, the house next door, cause there's a couple houses actually. It's like a house next door. Uh, and Booster's, Booster's like, uh, I'll make sure no one's trapped inside. And Terry's like, I'll get the one next door. Uh, and Booster's like, man, if Boo Beetle worked this well with me, our series would have made it to air for sure. 
And I was like, ha, okay. That was a little funny. Um, at this point, Booster has found like a, a woman uh, or a mother and her child and who is holding the family cat uh, in a kitchen that is burning. And he's like, hey, folks, uh, looks like you need uh, you need to ride out of here. And the one is like, Booster Gold, thank God, you're, thank God you've come. Um, and as he's flying them, all three of them out, so as Booster's flying the, the mother, the child, and the, the cat out, he's like, yet another great promo piece lost. Because Skeets isn't here to record it. And he's smiling the whole time, and it's like, okay, that's a little charming. That That's that's a funny little joke. Okay. Like, whatever. Um, and then Terry has just come in with, uh, like, an, an older man and woman. He's like, uh, and he hears, apparently heard Booster say this as they're landing uh, like across the street away from the fire. He's like, uh, are fame and glory all you care about? And Booster's like, this stuff is great, don't get me wrong. Like, like you said before, uh, it's a mess to cover my real mission of, and then we hear somebody yelling, who are you to interfere with my art? And then another two pages of stuff. And then we get a, a character who I was like, at the beginning of this, I was like, this character looks familiar, and I can't think of why. And out loud, this person saying, I recognize one of you as the huckster. Uh, you with the red bat, you're unknown to me. And it's like, a new Batman, perhaps? A- and apparently that was said telepathically, because Terry's like, I I can hear him in my mind. And Booster's like, he- he's a telepath by the name of, and the man introduced himself, blank. Uh, death is art, and art is death. Uh, I will add you to my canvas. I'm like, where have I seen this character? Dan Jurgens, Superman, Lois, and Clark run. Uh, from, uh, oh, was it... Yeah, it was the DCYOU, I want to say it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the DCYOU. And it was just like, oh, oh, awesome. Okay. Okay. I, you, you've managed to pull me back into this, Dan Jurgens. Fair enough. You have my attention again. Um, I, I remember thinking this guy was a, a decent villain. And, and Terry's like, he, he's throwing a house as, as now he's throwing a house. Um, but once again, like, in this panel beforehand, I'm like, there's just something off with the hand. Um, and, and Booster's like, oh yeah, uh, should I, should I mention he's telep- he has telepathic powers too? And Booster just punches through the house because he's Booster Gold, and he's like, uh, clear all the houses, uh, you can while I take care of Mr. White. And, uh, Terry's flying off to that, he's like, uh, that force field of yours will protect you? Like, questioning it, and Booster's like, uh, if not, I'd have been, uh, burned years ago. <sighs> and at this point, Booster and Skeets are flying at, at blank. Um, through, like, the house that's been thrown at them, and Booster, and, uh, Skeets is like, uh, there's a potential problem to consider Booster, and Booster's like, like, the fact that Blanky here could use, uh, his powers to pull my brain out of my skull? And Skeets is like, uh, I was referring to the fact that if the present Batman is on his way, uh, we, we make we must make uh, sure we, we get to him first. Uh, Wayne can't see McGinnis or, or would alter their future meeting uh, and relationship in, in the future. Uh, and the repercussions would, would alter the timeline beyond our ability to fully comprehend it. It's like, okay, so, so right here you're setting up the fact that we're, we're going to just be resetting the, the entire future uh, of, of Earth Zero. Okay. Okay, I see what we're doing. At least, at least you're not being subtle about it. 
Um, and Booster's like, so we have to keep them apart and, and make sure Blank doesn't plant the bomb in, in Bruce's mind. Gotcha. Um, and then Booster's now just straight up flying at, like flying tackling towards Blank. And he's like, uh, why does everything with time travel have to be so complicated? And Blank's just like mentally saying, like, time travel, interesting. I will dig into your brain more uh, on that. Once you're unconscious, and he sends Booster flying through another house. Um, uh, that is on fire, and Booster's like, ugh. And, and then we see a kid with glasses, like, are, are you okay? And Booster's like, yeah, give me a sec to catch my breath, and, and I'll get you out of here, kid. And then, with the old, one of the two action thing, like, few action things in this this issue that have Batman in it that are have some amount of, I don't know, movement to them, Terry just comes in flying to pick up the kid and, you know, for the saving, he's like, no worries, Booster, I got him. And, and the kid's like, uh, Batman? And he, he, Terry gets him out of the house and he's like, in the flesh, and you? And the the kid's like, I'm Warren. Warren McGinnis. And Terry, and I'm like, okay, Dan Jurgens, you have my complete attention now. And, and and Terry's like, did did you say... Whoa. And he and then he thinks about his family. He's like, can, can, can this be happening? My, my dad's name was... Can this kid be... Could this kid be my father? What? And just Terry, he, he puts him down. Uh, a little too close to the flames, in my opinion. Um, and he's like, y your name is Warren. McGinnis? And the kid's like, oh, why are you so surprised by that? And I'm like, okay, that's that's good writing right there. That makes sense he would have that reaction. And Terry's just like, I, I, and the kid's like, I, I, I didn't know you could fly. Uh, and, and what's with the red wings? And he's and then he's like like got gotta say I, I like them like way cooler than the cape and, and uh <laughs> and I like this and Terry's like uh yeah yeah they're they're shui all right and the kid and Warren's like shui what does that mean um and and Terry's like it means like cool in the old days like him talking to himself like what does it right it means cool um and then and then we see boots flying and it's like. Let the boy go. And we see it's an angry Batman. He's like, or I'll tear you apart. Um, and it's Batman having landed in the flames for some reason. And the kid in Warren's like, who's that? And Terry's like, a, a voice. Uh, I recognize the voice and it means trouble. Times ten. Next, uh, future shock. <sighs> so this, this issue for me has been a roller coaster ride of emotions. There's part. First of all, Eric gave this an 8, which is one of, if not the high... Yeah, I don't think it's the highest. It's one of the highest, but it's, it's definitely a high score. Um, I have a lot of mixed feelings, because part of me is like, okay, so we're just getting rid of the entire cast, like the supporting cast, so we can do this this whole reset thing. Um, and, and that, I, I mean, this is DC Comics. There can be no p character progression. Everything must be put back into the toy chest um, and reset once at the end of a run. Um, at the same time, it's so refreshing to have a good, a well-written Booster Gold. At the other time, just, we just killed off Matt McGinnis. Just, okay. Just, that leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Um, the art was... I don't know, we had problems with hands, like, twice in this issue, where they're just mangled. And just, the art was great when they were just standing around talking, which they did a lot this issue... But at the same time, like, the action, there's only a couple, like, action panels that I was like, yeah, I'm liking this. Otherwise, it was just like, wow, there is, 
There is no energy to this. This is just a person waving their arm, and I'm bored. Uh, like, of the panel. Like, it was just like, I mean, the art is good, but there's no, there's no action. There's no motion. Whereas when, um, uh, Sean Chen and, uh, oh, blanking on name, feeling, feeling terror, Sean Parsons, yeah, when Sean Chen and Sean Parsons were doing this stuff, uh, maybe not all the art was the best, but I felt the action. And, and it's just leaving me being like, but then at the end, it's like, oh, that's a great twist. This is with Warren. We're back, we're back in time. We're, and we're seeing how well they're working together. And we're seeing kind of Terry in some ways at his best at being a superhero. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so conflicted with this. Part of me is like, this was great. Give it like an eight five. And the other part of me is like, oh, the writing on the wall is pissing me off. So I'm going to compromise and I'm going to just give this an eight. I do like this issue. There are, I, I liked the back half of this issue infinitely more than the front half, but like with blank showing back, like there are things here where it's like, this is how you write booster gold people. Um, uh, just so many emotions with this. I'm very split. There's, I, I don't like the first half that much, but I think the back half of it is just that strong. So I'm going to, I'm going to match Eric's score. I'm going to match it with an eight. <sighs> so this has been an issue. All right. Uh, two more to go for this run. Uh, one more for this arc, this mini arc. So yeah, with that, uh, that is, that is the end of this segment. Uh, back to the main podcast. He got his first real comic, got it out of five and nine. Ready to his fingers bland. Been reading comics most of his life. Him and some guys from school. They had a book and they tried real hard. Jake quit, Knuckles got married. Youngest was never gonna get far. When he looks back now, did he ever bother ever? And now that he has a choice, he told Jesse when that. Oh, yes, Eric, you have read comics most of your life. Wouldn't the thing- I have read it until my eyeballs bled? No, your fingers. Y- oh. y- y- it was Braille. You can't see shit. That's what happens, right? And, oh, no, look at these giant that, thick glasses. That was from a uh, a quote from the very first episode, I believe, uh, when I was talking to you. Well, that and, uh, as well as you telling me you were the Mortal Kombat expert uh, of, of the two all. of us. Yeah, I yeah. I, I just like I, you'll be re- re- uh, reviewing that, right? <laughs> yeah. Look, Look, I'd be you. happy if you knew who Scorpion was. Yeah, I would be happy as well. I, I don't like scorpions. I try to avoid them, Eric. They have stingers. I don't like things with stingers, right? It's like you and your jokes. They sting me. Okay, here we Those go. Those are zingers. Oh, zingers are they? Oh, my. There's the, the punchline deal. There's the rim shot, Eric. I hate that it's called comedy punchline is what that sound effect. You can it rename it. No. I can't because then I'll never find it. I have problems finding shit as it is. I Things are all over the place. It's all wacky, Eric. But what isn't wacky is this first book that we're going to talk about here in this section. It is, but it's wacky that it's it's ending. 
Uh, and with that, you have a penultimate issue speed. here, and you are, and that's the thing. You you have to reset a bunch of things going. You, you can't have Ted Cord being a bad dude by the end. And also, it seems as if you don't want to have Black Mask possibly with this crazy clay face like abilities. We, not only can we not have Black Mask with his shape shifting abilities, yeah. but the idea is we can't have him with this new shape shifting abilities that are different than the original shape shifting abilities Tom Taylor Taylor originally presented us with with the year of the villain Black Mask one shot. Yes, well we're just gonna get rid of everything, burn it all down, seemingly by the end here with everybody dying, but there is the deal where I said way back that Ted Cord did get a hold of a couple friends to come and help out. Now, I think one of them's Firestorm, right? All right, Firestorm. He's going to come why, and when, why don't you think that? when Lola blows up, he transmutes Ronnie and Ted it. Ted right? close. Transmutes it into that, and the deal would be pretty cool. Do you think Booster Gold's coming to do a little time time manipulation? I what hope do you so. Think? Yeah, that's that's what I would think it would be. Because the really thing is, I would actually I would be okay if it wasn't, but because that's all you really have with any Ted Cord Blue Beetle is his connection to Booster Gold. You're gonna or are you just gonna get the Justice League show up and grab them? It has to be somebody though, because it does look like they're going to die, and they have to do something there to maybe stop time, Captain turn Adam. Back time, if I could turn back time, share. That's who it you is. Absor- you can it's absorb gonna be the blast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get Firestorm, Captain Adam, and, and Cher. Right? Cher. Suicide Squad number 10, written by Tom Taylor. She can turn back time, right? No, Artist she can't Bruno look at she, Well, she asked if she could, and if she would, she'd get your heart back or something and maybe get a couple costume changes. Look and at a, my ass. And a new nose. <laughs> that was a heck of an ass. That was America's ass then. The the issue with that was is she had like part of her I think it was Greg Ullman and her kid at that point uh in the band watching the ass as it was going. Art by is Bruno it, Redondo. Thinking back on that whole thing with her just showing her ass sitting right there. Bunch and of all sailors. I can think about is Fart Man with Howard Stern coming yeah, down that, to that is pretty crazy, but that's it, the ass that's, I think of. That's a sexy as well. Art by Bruno Redondo, Adriana Lucas, and Wes Abbott. The hero of the people, Fart Man, was this is a quick read setting up next month's finale. The squad is up against a whole lot, but after freeing Black Mask from his new powers, they now have to stop Lola from exploding and killing everyone. Luckily, Ted Cord called in some help, which I'm looking forward to see next issue because I want to know who it might be. Who and getting? With this issue, with it being the penultimate, you're leading to the end. Like you said, some things are rushing to an Miracle. ending here. He get us out of this. Yeah, really. Um, the idea that we're ever going to get stuff with like thylacine or K- it, that's come and gone. Poor You're going to focus on just Wink and the Airy because those are the characters that we know. Those are the characters that we've dealt with. And the way it's set up, it makes sense. You do have to get up because as they end up saving, and we, we said, we knew how they were going to get saved. Ted Cord and the dead body of Floyd. There he just grabs him, brings yeah. him down. And that's where they, you know, pretty much say, okay, you know, yeah, there so is dead shot dead. dead shot yeah, he is, is dead. dead. It now, breaks my heart. I hate everything about is this, this now, go- even though I yeah, enjoy it. I know. Is this going to end up being one of those things like in uh, Star Wars and the expanded universe when we had that, where you ended up having Luke Skywalker's hand was found and they cloned him? Out of that, the idea that they leave Floyd back and then when they come back, because they say, we'll come back to get his body. 
do you think when they do go back, he's, he's gone? Gonna be gone? He's gone, oh, yeah. and somebody is going to have him to do something. Look, That's what is, I think like, as well. If you can set something up that works out well, I just know that Lazarus Deadshot, Pit, right? No, you just don't don't stop at the Lazarus Pits. You, everybody has taken all the goddamn wowness out of Lazarus Pits because that's always the answer. There used to be something special. Now it's just every fucking person wants to use a Lazarus Pit. But you have Deadshot. He is pretty much the leader of the Suicide Squad. The current iteration, as we know it, he is a. I'm telling you, he was in a freaking movie, which I never saw coming. You know, but he is a popular character. You do not leave him dead. And if you just have him taken off at the end, like the idea that we just said, where Tom Taylor had that year of the villain Black Mask one shot, where he introduced this new power. And then it went away for a while, never even thinking about that would ever return anywhere else. And then it's the big twist of the Suicide Squad. Like, hey, it's Black Mass, not Ted Cord this whole time, but this crazy shape-shifting power. If we move Flo- Lloyd, Flo- uh, Lloyd Flo- Floyd Lawton's body and just don't talk about it because we've got one issue left or two issues. Is it 12 issues? It's 11. More issue? It's 11. 11. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. But it was a weird deal. Weird. I, I, it was weird at 11. It, it doesn't I, I work say in my mind. It was mind. one more, but it did not work yeah. when I said it. But we have one more issue. You just take him away. Don't talk about where he went. And he could show up later on in some Justice League, some other like, you know, storyline somewhere I actually else. think because we do think that the Suicide Squad is going to end here. And then again, after you have the old future state, you probably will have this book come back because the movie's coming out. They're going to want to have that. Six months later, you bring it back. Well, yeah. Once this is going before the movie, it comes back. Now, I think this is a great setup for them having the Suicide Squad. You see Harley's been hanging out, whatever. And then all of a sudden, Floyd's back in that book. If he just comes back and then you do have right away a mystery if you play – is this the real, like, what happened? What's going on? And you could, if it's done well, that would be pretty cool. An idea of maybe it's a clone. Maybe it's something we have to figure it out. And even if the whole Floyd doesn't even remember, thinks, what, what are you, crazy? Well, I don't know what he's talking thing, about. Like, when we had the new 52s happen in the Suicide Squad book, Floyd Lawton pretty much died right away. It was a crazy freaking twist where Amanda Waller had Resurrection Man's hand and created a freaking pretty much bringing you back to life machine, which he kept doing with different squad members. I'm like... I don't know if we still have that. How about this, though? And yes, and and, or when he came back, it wasn't necessarily him. I don't know if they they can play with things. Now, I saw some people upset because of the idea. Oh, my God, Floyd, you know, you have a little bit with Harley. I'm going to get the guy who did this. Oh, my God. And then they're like, we didn't get enough. Please. There's one more issue left. And Zoe has not found out yet. That's where you're going to get the feels. Just wait, because this next issue is going to have a epilogue type deal where I bet Harley goes. They all go. They're going to go and tell Zoe how big her dad was, how great. And this could end up even being the right. lead into Zoe going a little off the whatever. But going wait for forward, that. Wait for that. Because that's, forward, what do you think's better for a, an epilogue to this story or something going forward where we have in this for like two pages? It's very underwhelming where Harley Quinn puts on <laughs> Floyd's mask and starts kicking ass and taking names. But then it's immediately over. She takes the mask off, puts it in her pocket. Is it cooler that Harley would like for her feelings for Floyd, the friendship, the kinship that they had, that she would continue on putting on the dead shot mask and something else or giving it to Zoe when we have that little talk? I'm telling you what I got the idea because she does care. And if people think that that's forced or not real – it's real. They have been on a team and whether or not you ever they've think of relationship. them. Yes. And in this, they've been together in a team like this and been the constants for a long, long time and have gone through a lot of shit together. So it makes sense. I actually got the idea that we're going to end up seeing 
Harley trying like she does when I like her the best, trying to do the right thing and trying to end up training. So like, okay, I'll be the dead shot. You be you, Zoe, you're, you're the live shot. We're going to be a team together and it's not going to work Crazy. out well, but I would like that. I would like, like almost even when we when, have the idea of like when Harley Quinn will like, you know, talk, like a um, power girl when she had girl. amnesia yeah, yeah. talking about how we're a superhero team where yep. she then goes to Zoe, like, we're going to be a superhero team yeah, we're together. Gonna be a you're going to be a live team. shot. I'm going to be dead shot. Harley Quinn, whatever you want to do you think that'd be a that'd be a crazy spin i would like that and i would like the idea even if it wasn't a series but i would love the idea when floyd comes back what <laughs> hey, what's going on? he's like what are you doing like all these things you with that or, and where you end up having where i love harley and where you get the good thing is you end up where floyd freaks out oh my god you know harley what and you see that harley did right by zoe and actually yeah did help her out like that's the perfect harley where because harley it, you know deep down well, you put she wants to help aside where she's a psychologist she, is, she work, yeah. helps so, yeah. zoe work through her grief and all this other stuff by talking to and, her and the classic is always when you think harley has done messed up but you realize wait a second she is smart she is a psycho like so i i would love to have that down the line as well but yeah the, the feels with with zoe they, they're coming I mean, oh dog shot and things like that. And dog shot, no. Yeah, all that. Whoever does survive this, I'm sure, will be there and they'll have a funeral and Zoe, you know, all that stuff going on. But for a this issue. A funeral for a Floyd. Yeah, really, a funeral for a fiend, right? He's not well, a fiend. We already had there. that. Yeah, I know. You end up where they're going to at I this think point. Times. They are pissed. They are so pissed off and they're trying to stop things. And you end up having the Airy and Wink going up to get this plane because Ted Cord, who they're still not trusting or anything said it wasn't it was me black mask it was the black whole time mask. it wasn't me please stop punching me and and i do like the idea in this where you might have a lot of these characters the revolutionaries like i don't know who you're talking about but harley is always there to kind of like oh my god yeah because she she knows black mass she would be aware of them especially gotham and all that stuff so it is okay go get them they go get them and you will end up really in my mind let's Let's have some fun. This is like uh, you have, you know, your tape of, you know, I guess Puppet Master 2, Eric. You okay. end up having it for the weekend. You're going to play and watch that 17 times. You are now going, going to break. have the Black Mask ability. They're not lasting a lot. So let's go right to it. Let's have this really go out with an oomph where you end up where Wink goes close enough to the plane that is escaping and winks into the plane like, oh, I'm going to get you. And then is fooled because Lola, it looks like it's Lola. TNT. Yeah, it looks like it's Lola. And that sends her now. No. I don't like the idea that Black Mask, who I think can handle a gun easily, misses the shot and hits her in the shoulder. He should have put it right through her, oh, right I between I thought, the I eyes. Wink was dead when yeah. this freaking gun blast went off. But she should have. I been. need to ask you something with the shape shifting ability that we have Black Mask doing here, where you know she comes on the plane in the cockpit. We have Lola there with a duct tape over her mouth and freaking tied up with a rope. Are these hologram? Yeah, that's I don't know. Shifting rope ropes and, and duct tape. I don't know. It doesn't. Or did he it, it seems into to be. Lola and this wrap himself up with a little bit of rope and put some duct tape over. I think that the, the powers are getting wonky, Eric. But the, he might have done that. He seems to think ahead. So he's there, but he's also in this whole deal. Ends up shooting her. I thought she was dead. She is not. Me too. And then pretty much sends out I the word. We were Tom Taylor and the shit yeah, out of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Sends out the word. Well, we still might be, but sends out the word. Hey. 
all shit's going down. Everybody kill everybody. Get these assholes. Kill them. And you end up then there he comes. And I like this moment. And it's just a simple deal where now you have Black Mask trying to pretend he's Lola or not Lola Wink. But that's the thing. You get the airy knowing exactly like this gives you that connection between wink and the airy because no you know wink is the right half foot shorter yeah nice try and then just goes ham on him and is pissed and knocks him out when he's not supposed to you know they need to get some things it almost kills him even later when he goes and talks to his mom says yeah i kind of got a little violent and i like that moment too when his mom oh he do that to wink. wink. Yeah, I, understand. I understand. So I like that. But again, we're nearing the end of this and really we're only getting great moments with Wink and the Airy when I wanted to have moments with the other characters and learn more and about. And you say them. that and all I wanted once it happened was Harley Quinn wearing the dead shot mask the entire issue and we only get it for like two pages. Yeah, we do. Because then they end up going down. They end up capturing, obviously, Black Mass and all hell is broken loose. I do like seeing Ted Cord is just Ted Cord punching the crap out of people. He's giving somebody the an idea uppercut. that Finn can go up there and tell him, look, he's talking the truth. I read his mind. He's also Blue Beetle. Oh my God, so we can trust him. Like, holy shit, a billionaire. And I'm like, they're throwing that billionaire word around a lot. I never thought of Ted Cord more than a millionaire. Yeah, maybe he's up the ante now that Bruce Wayne's only a, a millionaire, right? He's now, now he's better. But yeah, you have this deal going. And I would even say the idea of billionaire, that might be just, you know, them thinking, oh, it's a billionaire or whatever, but they do throw it out there. But he ends up, he's not telling like them think, their identity. Yeah. Uh, he like keeps it. it. Harley Quinn is the one that calls, says he's a billionaire, but I like to think for some reason he likes to consider himself of the mind a billionaire. So when Finn's talking about it, he's relating what he sees in the mind, whether it's true or yeah, not. Yeah, because when Finn goes up, he can read his mind to say, and he's, what are you sniffing me? And he's like, no, no, I see it. You're Blue Beetle. Okay, we can trust him. And then says to him, doesn't give up his identity, which I think that's pretty cool of him, but says, hey, everybody. We can trust this guy. He wears the billionaire's outfit, but he also wears a different one. And I love that they just jump. Like, I wouldn't have jumped to the conclusion that means superhero. I'm like, what do you mean? What does he wear? Like, you know, a leisure suit or something like some other thing. There's Harley. And that's the Tom Taylor fun. Not as good as the next joke that Harley has, but says, oh, my God, you're you're a billionaire. No, you're Batman. And you end up having Ted Card. Really? A billionaire would spend his time fighting a Gotham. And it's like, yeah, that'd be fucked up. Yeah, that's crazy. And that, that's, that's a good joke. But you kind of go from that where they end up going to the Aries mother and saying, we got to get you, everybody, they're, gotta they're go to blowing up everything. Black Mass plan as he has the other TNT in here, Lola, ready to explode because you wouldn't give him the oil. So he's going to go and kill everybody on here. So he can just take the country over and get the oil deposits for himself. So we have to find her quick. And if we could evac everybody, because this blast, it's meant to be big. Yeah. And. Their mother says, listen, I'm not going. Says, you got to get out of here. You go. No, no, no. Unless the last person out, I'll, I'll go. But I have to make sure. And we're not arguing this. And then you end up having Black Mask, who's just gonna, I, like I said, he, he, the ability is going to leave soon. So let's just have a ball with it and just go through all the people that died in this book. Boom, boom, boom. Javier, the fish, Lawton. And Osita is just, especially when it is Jog, who I'm like, oh, yeah, Jog, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I actually Jog. forgot about Jog. I feel bad. And she just bashes the, the, the tech, the, the black Do mask you know off Finn's of him. brother name was? No, I couldn't remember. Uh, I was sitting here like Talon. I'm like, yeah, no, that's quarterback. No, that's not it. It was like Finn and Tail. 
Uh, so you end up and she Poor Finn's brother. She knocks, you know, the thing, the mask the off mask. of him. And that's where Harley's like, yep, it was burned on. Because, yeah, but see, I didn't know it was stuck to him. Now we got, we got, you know, Freddy. We got Freddy Krueger in the house because it's just disgusting. And they're like, oh, my God, that is ugly. But they do end up being able to tell. And I like, again, Finn setting up from Ted Cord. Hey, you're Blue Beetle, whatever, reminding everybody that he does be able to to read minds. And he even says, listen, you don't have to tell us where Lola is. You just have to, you know, think it for a second and we'll know. And obviously they end up finding out and they go to that. But Lola, she's about to explode. She's ready to go boom, boom. Yeah, she's ready to go. And Thank they want God to we save have Zebra Man. Yeah. Thank God we have a Zebra Man who's finally going to do something with his magnetic powers and create a force field around her and try to hold back the explosion yeah. as long as he can. And he's trying to desperately, but it can't hold. But that's where you get that other moment with Harley who says, listen, I'm really sorry that I, I dissed you earlier. You're pretty important. You can do some things. And then I liked like, that's fine. But when he's like, listen. I lied before myself. And what? Zebras. They're They're really majestic majestic animals. They are. And it's such a nice little moment when you have, and this is where I like Tom Taylor's humor. You're in the middle of everybody almost dying. And you get get a little teeny bit of humor there that it connects the characters. This actually, you know, this is where his character work goes well because these little asides, these little things. Now you see that Harley and Zebraman, they buds now. So if they do survive, you know, they, they can end up being friends, whatever. It's, it's a little like not needed here because, not- but I like it. I always do. And there's Black Mask. Like we get, even at the point where Black Mask we're does in dire realize right now, the idea that we're going to talk about majestic freaking zebras, yeah. even after the whole thing, well, like, he's it's, I, it's a bit forced. I, I don't mind it's it also because a bit forced it is to have the yeah. billionaire freaking in Gotham being a superhero kind of joke. That moment, is, like, but eh. at this point, all hell's breaking loose, and you're trying to kind of like you know put your mind off the idea that you're going to just blow up. So I, you have this in a lot of things where you get that last joke before, you know, they go into that last bit of a plan and things like that, but he can't hold it back already earlier when black mask realized when he wakes up and he's like, what? I'm still here. here. We got to get the hell out. She's going to explode. And that's where they end up really finding out where she is. And now you end up having, and I like Osita who has black mask by his ugly head right there with Lolo, right. And saying, you're on the suicide squad now, bitch. And and we're done. And if we're going to die, you're going to die. That the shape-shifting powers of the Black Mask were linked to his Black Mask itself. So when Osita ripped it off and it shattered to a degree, it broke, you know, like the jaw broke off. I think off. that's what it was. You think it's done now. Yeah. Like that yeah. is the f- device. It's broken now and we're done it's with the that. the only way Black I can mask. think of it being a tech-type deal that was a gift well, it's one from of those Lex. Things, uh, when, when Lex Luthor went to Jericho and freaking Deathstroke and gave him the power, it was like a cube that freaking absorbed into his chest. So I don't even know what these things are anymore. Or And I don't remember what Black Mask got if we saw it actually happen. Yeah, I think that that was all that and it broke. And then it's done just so when we see Black Mask again because – it, it, it's a slippery slope when you end up having these powers. We say that Clayface, we like Clayface, but it gets wonky when you, you can don't keep need going. Black Mask right? to be a new no, Clayface. No, and, and really it's funny because Black Mask, pretty cool. I love his look, but they always want to try to change his powers up to try to make him more like, relevant, but it he's makes not it goofy. Cool enough. It's like, yeah, right, that's what I'm we saying. We got a guy with a black skull mask who should be cool enough because he's essentially like another penguin, but yeah, the leader of a freaking mob and stuff like that. Roman Sionis, out of this fucking mind, made a goddamn mask out of his father's coffin. I'm like, the guy's insane. Yeah. 
Let's give them mind control yeah, powers. Yeah, they had no, mind control let's, let's at give one them shape-shifting point. powers. Why? And this is the thing. It's almost as if they end up having black masks and they're like, we have to make them different. But what they end up doing them is making them not. Having him as just the gangster black mask who's fucked up. Love it. That's different because we don't really get that a lot. We end up having mind control powers or shape-shifting. That, that doesn't make them better or different. That makes them just generic and, you know, you can't even understand like this half the, the time. That for the longest time in pre-Flashpoint, people thought that he pretty much, you know, was the reason that Spoiler died back in the day. Like, he killed Spoiler, everybody thought, for the longest time. Like, he, he set Gotham a blaze with what's going on in war games and stuff like that with you know spoiler like, it was a big spoiler but he is cool enough spoiler, on his own man. do yeah. not keep going and changing no with the, you like, don't, don't have don't to. mess with the formula no you don't you don't have to mess with them because we don't need new coke we don't have a lot of badass gangster guys that are just doing that that are so ruthless like that everybody's got crazy and, and so. it's the worst part too it was good listen. here because it was a nice little twist that ended oh, yeah, up coming from something from back there but that you never thought you'd see again and you didn't like it so it Hated ended it. up <laughs> turning it around to get to that which was a clever deal i thought that that was pretty neat and the only other character that we have that's over the top like a criminal like that in the batman universe so is the penguin and half the time all i want the penguin to do is go out with freaking gimmicky umbrellas and we never get to see that That's shit right. all i want because now he's just black it, it would be like you know deciding that zaz needs teleportation you, you don't need it he says he's crazy he likes the cuts he's a cut he is like your friend uh but yeah at the end pretty much you know I spoken to cuts in uh, 20 years Steve Ramsley, he can't hold it lola's trying to she's desperately like it's a shame too because she doesn't want to kill everyone she tells him get the hell out of here I'm just thinking, wink. You better start winking their ass out, right? But she's going to no, blow. No, we'll see. But that. the big thing was at that point, Ted Cord called in some support. He called some of his buddies. They better get there quick, right? Booster. I just, I just imagine it's Booster. And well, that's the because thing. If we're dealing with with Batman Beyond right now, I like to think that he's off doing stuff, so it won't be Booster. If it is Booster, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm making the call. He's going to show up. He's going to save them. And then because Tom Taylor is tight with Tom King, you're going to get the Bros Before Heroes fist bump out. And I will. I'm going to put the that there because he loves series. he yeah. loves him. He loves Tom King. But doesn't so, he love telling a good story more? No. No, he seems oh. to really love him, and I bet he thinks that was a great story. So I'm just making Make the call. Make it in your own time, dude. I'm making the call now. Well, we already had him doing, you know, the Tom King deal in The Deceased, where we pretty much redid, you know, so the angry. future of Mr. Miracle. So there you go. Furious That's why I'm making the call. Uh, I gave this an 8 out of 10 because I do love the art. I like Bruno Redondo's art, but it is just set up to get to the finale, it's but it's good. To get us to yeah. where we need it's to go. Such a to quick like, everything comes to a head really quick after that big cliffhanger. Like I can't even call it a cliffhanger. Floyd got shot in the freaking face and chest. I'm like, there's some stuff going on. And now we're in bad news by the end of yeah. this with the world coming to an end. Yeah. So what would you give it? 7.3 out okay. of 10. Like the art, like I always do with this whole thing. It's just the amount of stuff that we're going through. It's like here, 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 and here. And like also the biggest problem with the series overall, we're not getting a lot of focus on the side characters that you kind of still want to see. But do you still kind of want to see them because we're so far to, like removed? Yeah, it's too late. That's why you have to just deal with Wink in the area because that's who we've dealt with now. It's Poor a shame this week that it wasn't ending because that would have been the big theme because the next two books are ending a run and then ending and an a book era. out outright an era indeed. But what is the first one? Red Hood Outlaw number 50 written by Scott Liddell with art by Paolo Pantolina, Arif Prianto and Troy Petiteri. 
or Petery. It's an end of an era as Scott Liddell leaves Jason Todd behind, and his final issue in the series, he tries to tie up all the loose ends he's left dangling, but really just wants to do a final spotlight on the Joker's daughter, where the character spends the whole issue torn about her life before eventually just giving up and going home out of nowhere, which is essentially the same type of thing for every character. Red Hood either says goodbye to them, or they say goodbye to him, and it's all rather underwhelming as our anti-hero heads home to Gotham. Yeah, but we get pup pup. Eh? You get pup pup, and it, it seems like pup pup. Why I is know. he alive? I'm saying. Why don't we ever talk about this? It seems this? as if pup pup is also like undercover for Jason. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, it's a weird issue. He's just not a friend for Dula. No, no, I think that he's there as that as well. But it, I don't think pup pup has any freaking like. He doesn't owe Jason Todd shit. I don't see like why he would be this like man like inside. Where you have Jason like, and I have somebody looking after, and it's pup up, It seems, but it may not be. It may be somebody else. But with that. It's a weird issue. Why did a manifestation of Bizarro's subconscious come to life? Like, you know, for something that was supposed to be of the mind, like the, like the uh, dumb Bizarro breaking through the smarty pants Bizarro freaking hallucination actually become a real living thing out of nowhere, never to be explained. That's what happens, Eric. That's what happens. And you have a, a deal with Dula Dent and it's Joker's daughter, just to let everybody know, not really his daughter. You end up seeing this in that with the father in quotes. She mentions it as well. Yeah, yeah. Nobody likes that character. And and it's almost like Scott, Scott Liddell tries it's almost to make like, people yeah, like he it does. More, more. He does because she was at the end of the DCYOU and ended up, and that was even brought up in here and even before. But you end up as one of those, like, I'm going to give her one last, this punchline's hitting, I'm going to give her one last chance. And it's a well, weird Weird thing deal. is, like, I'm gonna get, you can't even say I'm gonna give her one last chance because it seems like with all the work he's done where it's never worked, it's like time to put this toy away. On, like, actually, even put it on a high shelf so nobody else gets to play with it to the point where for all the work that has happened weird. with this new version of Dula Dent since the new 52 started, all right, we're gonna take her off the table. She is cured. She's done being Joker's daughter. Send her back home. The mask is gone. Just, you know, file this away. The end. Dula Dent's over. It's weird, too, because you're so disconnected. You're so off of that stuff, especially with a lot of it, Batman Eternal, that sort of thing, way, way, way back, that you're kind of getting this idea like, oh, yeah, what's with that the leather Joker's mask? The gets cut off in freaking Detective Comics yeah. number yeah. one so back in the new 52. I think that they're not even gonna bother explaining that he this is the, the real of face of the family yeah. she found it yeah at that just in the sewer because he ended up disappearing you end up with them like saying number at one point ended. like pup pup's like oh, what's with that leather mask i'm like yeah you're not even going to explain that are you that the idea that it looks like you know and then jason hey you, you missed this that it, it's just crazy but the idea of the rehabilitation well, the is, of Dula I, I, I want to think that this I'm mask saying it's is a not real the one. real one. I'm saying I it's the say real that one that's, still. That's gone now and that he actually went and like, you know, made something for her to become out of her shell and be like, you know, because without the mask, Dula Dent at this point in time, her mind frame, without Joker's daughter, there is no personality. You need that mask to come alive. It's such a funny little bit of rehabilitation where you have to bring back the beast to get back to the, the girl. And even in that, you're going to get Scott Liddell who's going to give you a very quick deal of what the one shot was back in the day the idea that she tells what her parents were like but it wasn't real but then she's the one in this not quite right right, 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 and goes yeah it's so weird with this joker's daughter stuff 
out of seemingly nowhere, but it's not out of nowhere. But for people, we, we talk about well, we the had three a freaking Joker one system. shot collateral damage show up, where they reintroduced yeah. the character out of and nowhere. that was out like- of nowhere. But with the idea that we're talking three Jokers this week on the Patreon, talking about the idea that they weren't going to use the whole Mobius chair, it's too far back. And then you read this, you're like, holy crap, you're really digging. But with that, you also just get a walking tour of Scott Liddell characters hey, saying everybody. goodbye or whatever. Do you remember Generation Outlaw and how Ma Gunn was going to train the next generation of supervillains because Jason Todd told Lex Luthor he would, but then he passed it on to Ma Gunn. And then they moved to New York, and then she would need help, so they brought on Brain and Ma some, like, you know, and they brought in freaking Mala into this whole thing. But it was only ever, like, you know, little dribs and drabs here where you'd see that. Now Jason, now that he's got some free time on his end, He's back to this old Ma Gun boys home, sees us, doesn't like it, and she says, well, you're not here all the time, Jason. This is the way I'm going to run my school. Goodbye forever. Yeah, goodbye. I, I, They're your problem now, Ma Gun. A lot of times, and, and we always talk about Keith Giffen, who, thank God for you, we haven't had a lot of, you're not a big fan. But no. with that, when he ends a, a story, especially like a threshold back in, he burns it down in a way that it's kind of a meta deal where if something like a generation, you know, deal outlaw, outlaw wasn't yeah. working, I would have loved the idea of them just arguing. It's not working, Maga. Nobody likes it. And like, no, no, I think some people, nobody like, like, I would have laughed if it had some humor to it, but it's just showing up and like, yeah, this isn't Smell right. You later. Yeah, if you don't like it, get out of here. Okay. And then leave. Okay. And even with that, you're going to go and do this crazy hey, everybody deal. else. You know how we've been kind of teasing the idea of Artemis and Jason Todd being a thing? That's the thing that actually annoyed me the most. Yeah, they're sleeping together, but we're not going to fully say it. They kind of use the L word a little bit. Yeah, and it's such a weird like deal where you can do this a little better, and it kind of plays out the way of the idea where Jason's falling in love. It's funny. With the same week of that three jokers, though, with him writing letters to Barbara, but that's not connected. But he's got still, a thing for redheads. He's got a thing for anything with a pulse, it seems. Thank this God, guy, you know, but like, you know, well, before this, it was Roy, so. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, I think it, it, the next step Starfire, is Bizarro. It's all redheads. Bizarro, Eric, is next. Yeah. But he ends up where it's like, yeah, they're friends, or maybe something else Even from last night. Point, his sidekick was a girl named Scarlet. Yeah. There he is. And so, and now she joined G.I. Joe. You end up where he's like, yeah, the face she had. you, you oh, Jesus, you end up. He, she was a victim of Professor Pig. She was a Dolatron. You are awful. I, I just, hey, you tired, from, comics. you tired from last night? Yeah. And you're like, ooh, they knock a boot. But you don't get anything. Audience freaking woos. And, uh, you, you end up where I would have liked this more stress where I do think it is kind of like Jason's like, I really like it. She's like, listen, Artemis does what Artemis does. Like, I do not let one man can like she's going to go off and it ends up just OK, that's done. That, then you just, well, who else do we have? Remember Susie Sue? <laughs> Let's remember go back Shea to the Veritas? Shea Veritas. Everything is just thrown in here in a way that really does not connect well. Though it is a Why victory do we, lap. That's the thing is that's the only reason we have Shea Veritas here because for some reason when we you know we get you know uh, Dula Dent out of the hospital after the beating she took from Punchline and the Joker we take her to the block you know 
freaking miles underground to shave Veritas for her to hang out for a little while to become herself again to the point where like, you know, Jason's like, Hey, I know you're a crazy bitch. We've done this to freaking dance before, but why don't you be an outlaw with me and Artemis? Let's go see Susie Sue over here. <laughs> and like the thing is, the one thing, even this being an oversized issue, we still don't get a goddamn resolution of Essence and Isabel. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. my favorite part was when you end up tough love Jason when he goes to see and uh you know, Dula, she's trying to work, she's trying to walk again, and he's just like, You're nothing, he's young. But that leads to my favorite where I'm gonna tell, you know, Dula about how I came back from the dead and I had second chances. I screwed it up. She even sees through it. It's just where, you know, you're gonna tell me that I have to learn from your mistakes. That's not my favorite. it's when she high fives the angel, you know, deal there in the grave. I thought that was cool. High five. And, and then you it's just not go. Where the, the, we have to shoehorn Susie Sue into here in the Iceberg Casino, even though fucking Penguin's still backing her out, where the whole idea is that Susie Sue's sister Blank is going to do physical therapy for Dula to get back into fighting shit. Like, that's how we're going to shoehorn her in here out of nowhere. We're at the Iceberg freaking casino where this one lady who was freaking ahead of the freaking house before, she's doing physical therapy to Dula Den. Yeah. Then you go and fight the chairman. <laughs> the chairman. You go. And that's what Dula's like. I got to take off this mask. Like, what the hell happened here? We get her back into fighting shape. We tell her, you know, the, like, here's a life that you can live after even having a heart to heart talk with Pup Pup where she wants to leave this whole outlaw things and go back to doing what she was doing. And they end up falling asleep in the grass together. Like, you know, stop, like, as she was about to go and run away, deciding not to. All right, Jason Todd, Red Hood, I will take up your offer and I'll be a Red Hood. All right, first mission. I don't think I want to do this in the middle of the fight. I'm like, okay, Dula. Okay. Dula realizes she doesn't like it because when Pup Pup and Dula talk, and it's a, it's actually not a bad talk that they have. It's and you not have a that. bad talk. It's with a freaking sentient doll, though, that doesn't make any yeah, fucking sense. But then they fall asleep in what looks like a crater, right? And then Jason comes by, and instead of waking them up and taking them into the house, he just puts the robe over. Here you go. Here, smell you later. I'm like, here's she my red hood yeah, hoodie. I'm just going to put this over top of she you. She must be where she's fighting that and it's like this asshole could have woke me up and take me inside just put a hoodie over me fuck this i'm out uh yeah and so you get the so you get the last iteration of, of jason uh, todd the red hood and the outlaws before everything just burns down to the goddamn ground because we're done with the outlaws moving on from here it's just red hood going back home but the last iteration yep. of the outlaws yeah and i do no want to i do want to point out Eric, that in my parody song about Jason, I do say at the end that what's going to be next, I'm going to be back on a team with Roy and Joker's daughter. I was half right uh, with that. With kind this of, last because deal. the last iteration is Red Hood, Artemis, Joker's daughter, and Pup Pup. Yeah, Pup Pup. And I'm not considering Pup Up a full out member. He is I think right he's there on Joker's daughter's shoulder. Member, right? And uh, yeah, you end up where Dula heads home. She heads home and then Jason she even has the battle charge when they're going to fight the chairman outlaws out. Yeah, that's cool. Right. They get on Artemis it's after cool. this Artemis and cool. Jason get on their motorcycles and they head off. But Eric, 
they come to a fork in the road and they go separate ways. And there's where you end up having Jason going back to the hill. He's heading back to Gotham, Eric. And I don't know that I like that. You already had said before, he's going back to get the shit kicked out of him is what's going to happen. There but is. we've already seen point, him back with, with Joker. Without the outlaws, I, I prefer him to go back to Gotham because at least it's familiar territory. And if, you know, we're getting the Bat family back together in dribs and drabs, I want Jason to be a part of that. So why not have him there to do that if he wants to reform a bit from spending his time with the outlaws learning how to care learning how to love again maybe this will be some good time for him to go back and be a part of the bad i would have liked him to go to like hollywood and become a stunt man eric that's what i say about everyone that's all i want i want that just, how about him and pop up go off and start a detective agency well pop up and switch joker's daughter going back to doula dunn who is going to just pick up her life just imagine the hell that she put her parents through just knocking on that door after a fucking years being away now i'm, I'm home mommy and daddy but uh knocking on Artemis, the door she goes and f- remembers where the key is she just walks in <laughs> <even scarier. laughs> the pl- it's not even their house anymore she just goes in hey they didn't change the locks i'm in next thing but you just, just hear idea. a scream of wrapping things up to move on, putting the toys away in the toy box to move on, where we have Artemis and Jason just riding motorcycles, and they just come there, look at the freaking mountains, and Artemis, this is it, the end of us. I'm out. We're done. I, I imagine, and goodbye. And I, I'm I'm an asshole, Eric. I don't know if you heard this, but there's twofold in this. Dula goes back, and the next thing, her mom and dad are like, "Listen, Dula, you're not allowed out past ten. You're not my dad. Here we go again." with that but also i'd be pissed as a father and the end up doing hey can i borrow 20 bucks why don't you go ask your other father the joker asshole that's all i'd say to her i wouldn't okay, welcome I'll invite her back. Him over yeah really yeah really and then she, like can't because she can't find him it's not a real father he ain't answering he's got the punchlines. no but the thing is they don't know that that's true she's gonna use that oh my well, what did you give this I ended up giving this a fuck you five because the thing is we have Paola Pendolina's art on this whole thing and it's very Kenneth Rockford style and I don't like that style. It works together as a freaking complete story for the way that it looks. A lot of people can get behind that. I personally don't like it and the way that we wrap this story up is just the most contrived, forced freaking nonsense because like there was so many dangling threads that an oversized 50th anniversary issue was not enough to tie up. Well, I'm telling you. So like, or tie up the actual story you have essence. going. These are the things you have going right now. Don't don't bring in Dula Dent. Now, I would be a FU5 as well. Why am I saying FU? Fuck you, 5, Eric. Um, but I like the art a little more than you because I always have with that. But also, it's okay. It's just not a Eric, style I enjoy. The chairman, they, they're on Wall Street. That is good. So I'm a 5 1. That went me up. I'm because not exactly. The chairman on Wall Street? The chairman. They're in Wall Street, Eric, and they're like the multiplying man. They're, they're all over the place, and they they the multiple man. Yeah, they end Metroplex? up doing things going on there with the hey, you know, we got to go there. I know where we share a mind. Okay, they don't know the rules of their own <laughs> own villainhood, and I think that is funny, Eric and Pup Pup, right? But yeah, you end up it's nonsense. It's complete Fucking nonsense. Pup-pup. But Eric, it's not as bad as the last issue. It's, it's not as bad as the last issue because with Scott Liddell. And people will say he's kind of not a great guy, but at least he's trying to do something with characters and all that he has done and known and whatnot. Yeah, you might not like that he didn't tie up the story that he was actually telling at at this moment. But hey, you end up with the next one 
having a writer who I don't know ever knew the character and now is using it as a soapbox for her own personal, I don't know, is it virtue signaling? Batgirl number 50, written by Cecil Castellucci, art by Aneke, Emmanuel Lupacino, Marguerite Savage. You end up having three deals with a bunch of people involved, but they are the main artists. Cecil you know, Castellucci. It's not a special issue. Why yes, not tell three yeah, stories yeah. of three different artists? Why not tell three stories, one worse than the next, right? Cecil Castellucci decides to use the bad. final issue a Batgirl to get up on her soapbox, make everyone in Bab's life look like an asshole just so that Barbara can be a self-righteous jerk. You don't even get anybody that you could like in this. She seems to think that being topical... You say that. Batgirl's the only fucking problem of this book. Uh, I don't know. You you push the people in her life to be worse so They're that all her, fine. Well, She's just insane I'm in my saying, mind. The idea that the Bat family is sitting there and they're trying to worry because their allowance is going to go down makes them seem like assholes, especially during the times that we are in now with the shutdown people. Now. But she's trying. That's the thing. She's trying to make Batgirl look better by making them look worse, but she can't get out the of family. her own way of making Batgirl an ass. Even Jim Gordon, blah, 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 hate, blah, blah, blah. Like, even that shows you, you going don't know forward, this character. Going forward, if this was the status quo of Batgirl and the way she acts, I would tell you right now that I hate Batgirl and I never want to read about her again. Thankfully, it's just this awful fucking writer's well, story. Yeah, and that's the problem. She seems to think that being topical makes a good story, but without knowing the characters and her history, it's all surface-level nonsense. This issue – know she takes, knows how to tie her shoes. This issue takes forever to get through. Now, going into this, there might be a thing that might irritate you a little more. It'll irritate you in a backdoor shade type of way because right. the rumor is – Barbara is no longer Batgirl. When we come back to the books, you are going to get Spoiler and Cassandra. This is starting to be set up. This is going. So this, so in, the fact, this in fact may be the last forward. Barbara Gordon Batgirl issue that we'll get for quite some time. And she may become well, Oracle is, again. That I don't mind is, that. If this is the last Barbara Gordon Batgirl issue, it makes sense for the way that she's de- de- depicted here. because like, well, the she's going to give it up. Let's just think. I'm just thinking out in general, though. Like the idea of horror movies in the '80s and stuff like that. During the slasher craze, the boom, the companies would go and milk it until it didn't make money anymore. And when you look at this version right now, it's like nobody wants to pay money to see this Batgirl ever again. So why make more with it? Well, with that. There's the problem, and this is a problem that we deal with a lot. And I'm not saying Barbara is a side character like like a firestorm. Like you, you have firestorm, and when you get a book that sucks, you start to get upset because you're afraid that DC is going to look at the poor sales as the character can't sell when, in fact, it's the writing of that character, that point that can't sell. Look, it's even higher where it's upper D- DC who are hiring these awful writers, okaying the stories that are involved and then thinking them. it's the people who do the hiring that allow this to go on more than the writers. In they my mind's start fault. looking and you see a Batgirl that's failing and somehow somebody – including Cecil Castellucci, thought that Batgirl wasn't to the streets in the way hit the headlines to the this is not good. This is nonsense. This doesn't feel like Batgirl. And it feels like this would have been any issue that Cecil Castellucci could force out with any character because it would end up this like could have been this. a female furious. Yeah. And that was awful too. So, and it, it at points was okay, but then really had nothing. And so with that, you end up with big important things in Barbara's life and in Batgirl. And, and really before I even go into that, we're talking about all this about, well, it's the last issue, burn it down. Hey, but 
there are people who love Batgirl and have read all these 50 issues. They deserve something better than let's burn it down and let's make the character awful. I love Barbara Gordon Batgirl. I love Barbara Gordon as a, but in this, it's not her. It's, she is awful, but awful to people she shouldn't be, but good to people she sh- all this stuff, because the big points in this, you end up having her brother dying. And we said, Cecil, James Gordon Cecil Castellucci, we don't really get the idea that she really got that character anyway, added a no. disassociative disorder, thinking that that needed, almost like we said, with a black mask. Black mask. You don't need to add that. And she fine. did. But why? Because you go and you have one page of dust-dust. All right. Yeah. Didn't really have many memories with him. All right, Dad, let's go to the diner so we can go. Why are we here? It's the only memories I have. And then you just why you leave it behind. Call like freaking Barbara and James's mother to be at the funeral of her son being dead. The thing is, the big one of the biggest problems with this aspect of the story is that we already did this in the New Fifty Two, where James Gordon was believed to be dead and killed by Batgirl, where freaking Jim Gordon hated Batgirl then because of it. Same thing and, again. But, in in that story though, you at least had Barbara and James' mother around at that point for it to be like you know, all right, the family's home. and even at that point, it's like, look, I lost James like a long time ago, so him dying like there was an actual emotion that Gail what Gail Simone did with the character back in the new fifty two. Here it's just all right, James is dead. It was Here's a plot device before to just go continue, and with that too, you end up having her father. One of the big things that we've been wondering is how is he treated now after him being infected, being the commissioner while he was infected? He didn't seem to be part of the GCPD. There are a bunch of times in this that you can get something. Where's Harvey Bullock? He probably still is good friends with Jim. They've actually talked in this. He could be there and you could get some idea. Hey, Jim, it's great that you're kind of back and doing things. I'm still the commissioner but whatever but you get nothing you get no information well, even the idea of the bat family at least the dick grayson who has his mind back wanting to be there yeah, for they should all Gordon, be there. A, a friend of his if not freaking somebody he loves these people who like a uh, dick grayson i think should be there for barbara Gordon. i'm telling you you could even tie in that at one point that crazy tech deal the serum that they were trying to give him whatever could have what been waiting barbara's friends yeah, any of them. yeah where where it's, it's true. Where's Frankie? Where is Frankie? Nothing. Where's Alicia? So where are these things? Alicia, these are huge characters in this run of Batgirl, but yet Cecil Castellucci has no idea and decides, eh, fuck that. I'm going to have her just go Jim and Gordon, do this. Barbara Gordon, that's it. And, and they start arguing. But again, it's arguing where there's nothing with it. There, It's just, oh, I hate Batgirl. Batgirl did this to your brother. And, and then that gets shoved aside. Yeah, because you end up, and then in the inner monologue of Barbara, she is awful. She, where is she going to ask her dad how he feels after being infected? And then again, leading to something. Yeah, just like, I hope you never have it. It's nice. The first page where they're bearing. This entire world has crumbled around him at this point because of the Batman who laughs and his association with Batman right now. And he's lost his son. This is the thing. Why aren't you tying? You could tie this in really I can't expect Cecil Castellucci to tie anything into shit because even her collateral damage issues with Barbara made no damn sense no. with anything else. But you could have had this tie into Nakano becoming maybe the new mayor, going against the capes, things like that. It means something then. But just Jim Gordon saying, eh, blah, 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 hate, blah, 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 Batgirl to Barbara sitting there. I'm getting pissed. He better not get me pissed. Dad, I hate you. I'm going to leave before I and just storms out 
to then the next time we see him joining in, in a protest where it's it's just nonsense. And with this, what happened to, to Bard's limp that went away and the unearthed? And then came back. What happened to Barbara and Bard saying that Alejo was an awful person and quitting well, that job? Well, after using the, that Russian scientist as, you know, Dasha living gold. Berlova, I couldn't remember her last name. Dasha Berlova's technology to make, God, like, you know, uh, Gotham clean energy kind of stuff for Burnside. And like, I don't know that, that like the ethics of that's a little too much. So I don't think I'm going to go back to work for her. Me either, says J- Jason Bard. So we've moved away from Alejo until we need her to be here now for the story that like, you know, Cecil Castellucci needs to tell for this whole thing because it's going to be topical with the Black Lives Matter and the protests and everybody losing their mind in 2020. So this is what we're going to talk about. We got freaking people pulling down statues. We got people protesting. We have other people protesting the protesters about looting the mom and pop shops. We got all this stuff going on where Barbara just wants to be a woman on the street protesting with everybody else and Batgirl for the being the final issue. You're barely going to get any goddamn Batgirl. No, and she's there and I you, you can't, this is the thing you can't yell and scream that oh, it's bullshit that Barbara wants to help people. It's bullshit that she cares about the homeless. No, that's not bullshit. I, the no. message is right, but you're using a forced way to try to convince us that Barbara Gordon's a good person I kind of know that. Oh, no, not only that, but not only does Barbara Gordon think that she's a good person, but everybody else who's not Barbara Gordon, they're all That's pieces the of shit because they're not she doing what she's up. doing right now. Even when you get the Bat Family she's call, she's a born-again she social up. activist. She has to oh force it on everyone. Over the top to even the point where, you know, we're, like Bruce Wayne's got to call everybody because of all the stuff in the Joker War, we have to, like, you know, uh, tighten our belts around for the war on crime that we have all pledged our lives to. And, like, Come on, you're still a millionaire, Bruce. Like, why aren't you helping the people on the streets? What charities do Bruce is naming like four yeah, to five but they're not the right to, ones. Before she has to cut him off, which she could have some right ones, but she cuts him off after like four or five charities done. Yeah, but you're not you're doing it for these, not the right people that you need to help with. I'm talking about that I'm a part of right now. I'm That's like, the problem. She fuck. is throwing shade at Bruce Wayne because he's not giving to the right charities that she thinks he should. And then he goes, just I love to. Five minutes ago. The idea of this makes me laugh so much because she is trying to be so righteous, self-righteous that, and he presses a button done. And I just, and he has a smirk on his face. Like, yeah, I've dealt with you. And so, boom. So with that, even before that, you end up, you're going to get the Bard stuff, right? So you have, you have Barbara and Bard. They're talking now. Remember Jason Bard, where it's it's a while ago, but they're going with the idea that Batgirl ended up hurting Jason Bard. Kind of true, but not. He she no. ended up hanging him off the side of the building because she was pissed off and won. At that point, Jason Bard was yelling, "Drop me! I deserve it. I deserve to die. I'm awful." Jason Todd came by and said, all right, and threw it, it and let it. And Barbara saved him. Now She had to run to the edge and grab the line before he actually went over the edge, which ended up screwing up his leg when she finally caught him. And then you pushed me off the building and fucked up my life. Yeah, it's not quite uh, okay. that. Now, with that, I could go with the idea that if at one point Barbara said to herself, listen, I know that was Jason Todd. But he has his own problems. I'm just going to I'm going to take this on. I'm going to take it on my back and I'll try to make it right. That's fine. But it's not. It ends up where no, she is so, she's so guilty about this, that this is all she can think of when talking to Bard. 
But yet she forgets this guy was a terrorist. This guy came to Gotham, didn't just go like Framed Commissioner the way Gordon. that they make it in this. If you don't know, it's like Bard came into the GCPD and started like sending emails. You hear that? I, I saw the, you know, commissioner coming out of the adult world, like, you know, some whatever. But no, he ended up framing him for murder, working with Hush against the Bat family and blowing up half of Gotham. That That's not something that is just, oh, man, I did some bad things. Even says I showed up and I was kind of against the capes and stuff like that. And I framed your dad. No, he was awful to the point where nobody should ever forgive him. But she forgives him. She goes to the Bat family. Poor Dick Grayson, who was mind wiped and controlled by the Joker during the Joker War, says, hey, Babs, I'm sorry that I ended up fighting you while I was under mind control of the Joker. (laughs) That's not enough, buddy. You're going to have to earn it back. I'm like, really? Like he was mind controlled. Why are you doing that? What? He's reaching out to you, and you're just pretty much slapping him away saying, you're a piece of shit. And then even says, would be like – I get the idea that the only thing that Cecil Castellucci – somebody said about B and the deal, but still thinks that Barbara and Dick Grayson are a thing and have to get that out of the way so Bard and her – no, no, you don't need to do that. They're brother and sister always, and you know, lovers sometimes, yeah. Eric, but they are. <laughs> no, I'm saying in the, they're made. a bat family, and they end up where everything gets torn Step down. Brother. They get torn down with the whole deal where she is just making everybody awful to try to make Batgirl look better. But you don't need to do that. Well, that's the that. thing is on top of everything else, because we have to have this new self-righteous barber for this whole thing, we then, you know, go at one point, go and introduce Ryan Wilder, a character who's going to be the next Batwoman in the Batwoman TV show, a character created for that show to replace, you know, uh, what I can't think of her the name, who was uh, Ruby Rose, Ruby Rose. For, as a character of, you know, Kate Kane. So she's leaving the show. We have this new character, Ryan Wilder, is going to take over as Batwoman in the show. So in this issue of Batgirl 50, we debut the character of Ryan Wilder, just a streetwise kid. But the idea is – It just makes it collectible now. That's yeah, why exactly. they did it. That's the only and reason. the idea that you know Barbara knows this girl because she used to hang out when she was younger, when Barbara was a librarian. She, like, no, it's the that, coding that, 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 class that we had way exactly, back. I'm yeah. saying when she was a librarian yeah. as well. But like that, that in comic book time, that might have been like five months yeah, ago yeah. When, she, like, when she was younger. Yeah. Now she's living on the streets and she's trying to say – Heads up, the GCPD is going hard on vagrancy because of the protests. I'd hate to see you in jail. And the idea that Ryan then says, maybe if Congresswoman Alejo spent less time promoting her dog parks and more time on housing for the homeless, but she doesn't. And the whole thing is... We had, we were introduced to Alejo. The reason that Barbara wanted to work for her, that she was a woman of the people, you know, she was actually against the police department, which pissed off the police where they didn't want to freaking, you know, represent Jim Gordon her. Was like, you know, standing, and when he found out that Barbara was working for this woman that was like protesting or like, it was you know, one of the things that started us. the, you know, things going back and forth the whole with them. Thing. Yeah. But now we can't have that because it's not part of the narrative that Cecil Castellucci wants to tell us. So now Alejo, she's a piece of shit that's all for the cops, going to cop fundraisers and not doing enough for the people out of nowhere. And it's also characters like Jason Bard and Barbara Gordon who said they're not going to work for her anymore for the ethical uh, uh, reasoning that she had with the freaking Dasha, freaking living gold's energy. So, But now we need to push Bard and Barbara back into the role of working for Alejo, but also making Alejo a piece of shit in a different way than they left originally. So they originally. can convince her to be what she was originally. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and with that, you end up where they're trying to throw shade back at Barbara. They're, they're there. Oh, man, we're doing this. And the police are having a fundraiser. What? Do they need more tanks? 
No, you still need to raise money, but still they, Oh, what are you saying? Barbara, your dad is a guest speaker. What? What? Since when? Why? Since when? He has. He was run out of the goddamn GCPD he, for being a freaking infected I monster. Mean, is, is he there for them to point and laugh at? Because, and, and so. <laughs> is he a morality tale? No, Don't be like that guy. No explanation. No explanation at all. And now you're just. Using, like you said with Alejo, you are changing things just to fit your force narrative here. Bullshit. Barbara does go and apologize to Bard. We already had them working together against the Oracle robot. You know, that great story. And really, oh, Cecil Castellucci got Oracle robot. We gave her a little benefit of the doubt, thinking that wasn't really her story, that she came on, you're the villain. Okay. Then we got Unearth. You know, the maker, and that's not even her thing, and it was terrible at the no. beginning. And, and Living Gold, Dasha Berlova Dasha. with Russian scientist homeless people that never was explained, and KG Beast and Batwoman. And even then, you know, now you even get the new Batwoman. Like, really, you're going to throw that in so that somebody buys your issue? Is that because you knew it sucked? But you end it's up. It's such a weird idea to end this first part of the story, though. Like, not even end it, but we have a lot of things that we have to resolve here where I'm Barbara Gordon. I might have feelings for Jason Bard that I want to take to the next level, but I can't do this by keep lying to him about this whole Batgirl situation. And then for some reason just becomes Batgirl, goes to his window, says she's sorry about hurting his leg, and then goes out, and then Barbara Gordon comes in for the dinner they're supposed to have and never talks about the identity problem. Like, I, I don't understand. And I really, really wish that, like, you know, it seemed like she's very focused on the idea of, like, you know, lying to Bart about this, but I really wish this would be the time for her to, like, you know, with her dad being out of the GCPD, who, know long, who knows how long that'll last, like, the commissioner thing, but – Tell Jim Gordon that you're back, girl. Who gives a shit about Bard? Yeah, really. And she's like, I, I, I want to tell him. But even with all this deal, uh, just to show you the kind of care and things like this, that it's nonsense. You end up where Barbara and Bard, they're getting sexy together, right? They're getting close. This is, it's, it's been letting or leading to this. It's been letting to this, Eric. And at the point, the, Bat signal watch goes off. Barbara sees it and like, oh, my God, I have to get that. Bart's like, no, no, no. It can't be important this late. And she goes, no, no, I have to go. I have to. It's a work thing. And he goes, what work thing? They work at the same place. (laughs) How do you – this could be like me and you sitting – and your lie is to say you're going off – when we work at the same place, that is nonsense. She doesn't even remember. the same job. She doesn't even – but they do. They work hand in – she doesn't even remember. She does some other stupid phone call bullshit. She doesn't remember that they even work together. What what is going on with that guy that she's pulling out of that car? She's like, I have to do things different. It's not all about just villains fighting. And, you know, like, I don't know what happened to this guy, but shit really went wrong. Shit went wrong. And then you just end. And and it wouldn't be the worst thing, though, to get Barbara Gordon out of this whole thing. Because like we talk about the idea, you and I were introduced to Barbara Gordon as Batgirl from the Batman 66 TV show. We loved the character, thought she was great. But by the time I started reading comics, she was already Oracle and the whole thing. So I'm telling you, the first freaking cut, like, you know, Batman thing I ever read was the killing joke where she was paralyzed. So like going forward, my entire life of reading comics for the most part was her as Oracle. And I'm like, this is her role, putting her back. Like I thought initially that her becoming back as Batgirl, I'm like, 
okay, that's kind of cool. But once I actually got to see it and realized, like, this is one of the biggest follies in my mind on the New 52, you keep her as Oracle because this is not working and it hasn't With been that, working. With that, it might be because you end up having Barbara like, hey, I got to do other things. I got to do things that aren't necessarily, you know, stopping villains, pulling some guy out of a rack. This one guy looks like he's a homeless guy. He's wandering. He's going to kill himself. And hey, I'm going to help this old lady. These are things like this is the good version of – you know, punching a baby and kicking a dog. We get it. You know, even stopping a Everything? possible harassment deal going. And uh, well, I'm saying you, you don't. The bad. You don't need me, but I'm saying the these are baby. all. Yeah. <laughs> so you have this deal, and even at, out of nowhere, you know what? Sometime my old implant there is going to go bad. And I'm, I'm, oh, really? You, you don't have a replacement or that? But you, this seems to be pointing towards that. Alejo's like, I have to go. I have to play the game the way it's set up. Barbara, no, no, we got to take it to the street. Somebody throws a rock through their window. And she's like, yep, that's all it took. Let's go. Let's march. But, but I'm of the people. Not enough. Let's get into the streets and mix yeah, it up. Yeah, let's go. Let's hell hold signs. And they, they go but off. But what about the policeman fundraiser? Fuck them. Fuck them. Gordon comes out and he's like, oh, you just happen to be going by my apartment as I go. I got to get to the fundraiser. No, you don't, Dad. Look, people are taking it to the streets. All right. Wow, you can teach a dinosaur new tricks. Yeah, all right. And then she's up on a, uh, you know, a ledge there. And how dare her have a batarang there? Who's paying for that? Jerk. <laughs> Who's paying for that? Uh, but yeah, she ends up having a backup, which I like the idea of this backup. But it doesn't do it. what it's supposed to do. Can you imagine just thinking about Barbara Gordon Backrow with the, the schedule that she keeps where she's constantly going from Gotham to the Hall of Justice in Washington, D.C., that cycle that she has to do IT problems for the Justice well, League? This is not the thing I like. What I, what I like about this is the idea that she's like, I don't even have my own rogues gallery. I'm like, you're right. You don't you need one. Not here, though. I like, too, where you get that little spoiler earlier. I, I still it. punch villains, and it's Virus. Virus doesn't know what the hell's going on with this. Got the Ebola, got the, you know, the Trojans. I don't know, just nonsense. And then you have a third backup game night where Cecil Cachalucci wants to get down I stopped reading at this point because this book D&D. is so bad. I'm telling you, the way that we portray, the way that we portray Batgirl in the first story is, is an atrocity. The way that we portray the rest of the Just League in the second story it's not as yeah. bad, but They're it's, assholes, still, it's but still again, bad. There's still everybody except this last story. Everybody around Barbara has to be an asshole to elevate her. I hate that. This is one of the things that a couple years ago even I said to you, why does everybody want to say they're better by just being not as bad as the other person instead of just being good? And that's what this was this whole time. The last bit of this I deal, got to this last bit and I read freaking I, – I read Cassie freaking uh, Kane's eloquent dialogue and I'm like – Fuck it, I'm done. I don't need to read this bullshit. She doesn't know anything about the characters, and whenever she tries to touch them, she ruins them. So why even bother? That's not how Cass is just going on and on and on. And again, wouldn't it have been a neat little thing where for some reason – it doesn't make sense, but in the game world, I don't world, like the straightforward geez, you know, hack and slash. I prefer subtle. How do you, orphan? Shut up. You do, <laughs> does ya? I use my broadsword to hack the monster rolls 15. All right. Cecil Castle, she's like, what them kids like nowadays? They like the D&D still. All right, we'll Can, throw I, that I in there. imagine, though, freaking Huntress, Black Canary, Barbara Gordon, I'm like, everybody just playing D&D in the clock tower. You I'm didn't like, read it, so listen to me. It's true, just, I did Just get this. Barbara, Is Stephanie Brown there too? 
Yeah, Barbara. Okay. Barbara invites him over. You know, because they they're gonna have fun, right? You're gonna have a, a game night, fun. No, no, no. This is a learning lesson for them. But Barbara's still a jerk. It's a learning lesson so that they can look at the other things that other like and and be a different thing. So get this then. Spoiler starts a singing. She likes to sing in there just like the Black Canary now because they're doing different things. And then they're able to fight better because they're more open and they magic missile. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and everybody, it's just nonsense. It's nonsense. Why? N- why no, would somebody allow Cecil Castellucci to touch these characters well, that's and just the fucking problem piss is, all over? You end up having, you know, all the new 52 Batgirl. Then we have the Rebirth Batgirl. And, yeah, it had ups and downs. There, there were, look, there, in my mind, there were two iterations because you had the new 52 Batgirl, Gail Simone running, and then you had Burnside Batgirl and then Rebirth I'm just Rebirth saying, Batgirl. we had all of this going on. We've had nine years of Batgirl yes. in this iteration deal, in this continuity. It just was a shame that one of, if not the worst writers of Batgirl ended this. She just happened to be writing it when it went down. So you're actually giving the person who pretty much crashed and burned it to the ground the final issue because this book has sucked since she got on it. And now you're awarding her Look, with an oversight. Is, she can't even write a real Batgirl here because she doesn't know. I didn't mind on this book. The entire rebirth era from 2016 to this is Marguerite Scott. Yeah, or Marguerite Scott. That's right. Marguerite Savage is the, uh, the draw, the uh, artist on this. Yeah. Marguerite they, Scott was she good. She draw. But yeah, Margaret Scott was trying and she even if you had paid attention or watched her Twitter and things like that, she pretty much just spelled out that she got it yanked from her and was told to do nonsense. There was a lot of editorial stuff going on. Even the idea by somebody else that she was on the book for DC told her. Yeah. Yeah. And she was even, you know, at that point, she ended up having to end Ben Percy's nonsense story with that. She ended up having to do Nightwing work in this and all that. And it was nonsense and still did a good job. But Cecil Castellucci unearth, you know, living metal. These things didn't even make sense issue to issue. And now she ends up ending this with a, Oh, look at me. I'm going to show that everybody that I have, you know, the social deal going in this. This has nothing to do with any sort of groups that me, we're not down with that. We like good issues where characters are, you know, the characters not just this think nonsense. about that though the ideal whenever we have somebody who finishes a run like you know we're just done it's, it's a series finale what a lot of people do which it becomes cliche where you have a victory lap to show the the readers Scott Liddell tried why to do it. they yeah it's it the end it of didn't his work run. out but yeah it. to show the show the readers why they love the character that they keep buying the book of even though it's canceled stuff like that it's over now but it's a victory lap. I'm going to show you why you love the character. Cecil Castle, when she comes in, the ball's on her. I'm like, I'm going to show you why this character's a piece of shit and why the book's ending. And and I just want to, you oh know, my. pretty pretty much end, end this with the idea that if you've listened to our podcast for a while, uh, a lot of times, usually me, you, you usually don't, you know, spell it out, but I know you're the same. We, we don't really love politics full out, you no. know, forced, but – I didn't say that here. You know why? Because this is surface level nonsense. I I don't even look at this as politics. I look at this as grandstanding soapbox nonsense that doesn't fit the character. So I'm not even anything because it's out of nowhere in your face, completely changing the character and making her look awful for all the stuff that everybody else is out there doing. When the thing is, I'm reading a superhero comic. 
I kind of want to read a superhero comic. Yeah, I'm looking, uh, and and you you look at the cover. You got Jim Gordon. You got Oracle Robot. You got the the terrible the trio. You got the Nightwings and the Batman's and that. That's more of a victory lap than anything in this. Plus, it's still saying it's collateral damage. I think it's collateral damage. The run itself is damaging, and you end up just burning it down. And and again, if, so disappointing. If all of this was not We're on the back girls what, comic, what's weird about it is like we end up finding out Steve Orlando said that a lot of the people, the editorials, got their hand. And this doesn't seem like that. This seems like you know, hey, can I just do what I want yeah whatever and as a 50th anniversary final issue to a it's almost just criminal you know to do this to the character and the fans that love the character hoping well i'll get it and if you're going to do three stories please get back some of the good writers get gail simone to write one of these stories get some people who have been on background don't use cecil castellucci has pretty much burned it to the ground screw that It, it just is nonsense she doesn't have the chops to end up taking it from the concept she has in her head to the page because i hope that this isn't what she wanted to do because she just makes batgirl and barbara gordon awful but it's your book of the week right eric i gave it a three out of ten what would you give it 1.5 out of 10 oh my god that's the the worst you've given in a long time holy moly the biggest problem is is that i was so worn out and irritated by this that when i don't even want to read the last story to be like i hate not being prepared for the podcast where i want to make sure that i know everything i need to do Do i know it kills you to say that you didn't read that and at the end i'm like i i just had to give up because i'm like this killed me just hearing the freaking character portrayed like this. And then jumped out of Cassie at the end, just talking all eloquent. I'm like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. With that, uh, I'll go with a similar vein. I ended up, this was one of my, somebody shooting over there. I, yeah, I think shit's blowing yeah, up. Really, I don't know what's going I, on. It scared I, the hell out of me. Batgirl's in town. I, I ended up where this is a book I review. I end up reviewing it, boom, boom, and it took me till today, Eric, and we're recording this on Friday. It took me till Friday to review it because I couldn't get through it. And then I reviewed it because I figured I have to read it for the podcast. So let's get this reviewed. It took, and then I I read it again and it took me so long. It was like slow. The first story by itself feels like an oversized issue. Oh my God. And, and you're reading that. And then they're like, well, if you add, Six more pages, we can charge, you know, another because it's a five ninety nine. You know, we can add even another dollar. All right, I can throw some shit together with Vi Ross and D and D. No, it's just bad. And you said just as the last deal, you said that um you had seen some people on Facebook or whatever some, and Twitter, yeah, Batgirl fans just saying this is awful. Like people who <laughs> dedicated themselves to Batgirl, who essentially if every time you see them, like whatever their accounts might be. All they're doing is cheerleading Batgirl, and they read this final issue, and they all just got together to say, yeah, this kind of sucked. Yeah, yeah. It, you never see that shit. And, you know, no, you don't. They'd uh, be like Hawkworld coming out and saying a Hawkman issue sucked. Oh, my, Eric, but they like that. I'm not going to throw shade like it you. Never I mean, really, yeah. Uh, I have another one that I won't mention, but we'll talk about it when we're done. But we're going to go off now to our book of the week. All right, Eric, and what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Batman 3, Joker's number 3, and Batman Beyond number 48. That's crazy. Batman Beyond 
coming up. It's all about blank, right? Is it's that all about what you? Dan Jurgens' yeah. villain character, blank, that we I, we believe died at the end of the Superman Revenge Squad arc when he was on Action Comics in this issue. But on top of that, we have Booster Gold doing some time travel shenanigans, which you've already heard from Batman Beyond, Mark. But yeah, it's so weird for me that's like the Batman Beyond series, which has been very mediocre in my mind, even with Dan Jurgens on the books, like you know. Now that it's coming to an end, it's like, all right, I'm using all my characters. I'm going to tell a crazy story, and That's it's the cool, best thing we've though, had. Right? Who writes that there? Dan Jurgens. Oh, no, my. It's Dan Jurgens. It's not. Oh, I just wanted to play that there. But, yeah, I have not read that book. I don't know of its existence. That's the Joker Returns arc. I don't. Is that what it was? Yeah. That's a while back. But here, we don't have a lot of books this week. DC and their infinite wisdom have decided to front load this shit or back load it, I guess, at the end of October and then start November with hardly any books. books. Five books. So with five books, two of these will be on the Patreon spotlight, which doesn't leave a ton left for the regular podcast. So that means (laughs) Friday off, baby. That's right. That's all I care about. Oh, my goodness gracious. Here's what will be coming out. I'll add some other things that I'll be reviewing possibly, but probably won't be on the podcast. But just so people, just so people, you know, really, yeah, just so that people who want to go out and go to the comic book store or whatever will know that they're coming out. Batman number one hundred and two. Grappling with the Ghost Maker. Uh, grappling with the Ghost Maker. What was your favorite cover of the week, Eric? I have well, no idea. I don't even know if I looked at a cover this week. <laughs> the best is a lot of other podcasts have like action scene best cover. I'm like, if if we tried to do that, that that's too much. I'm just that's gonna say Batman right? Three Jokers. All right, that was awesome, right? Did you uh, happen to read this week's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Last Ronin number one? I think no. you would enjoy it. First off, 71 variant covers, Eric. Why? 71. Oh. Eric, really, the question is why not? Uh, but Batman 102, we have Deceased Dead Planet number five, that continuing on. Just have a lot of zombies attacking there. Superman. They're not zombies. John Jim. Kent, Superman. They're, they're zombies. They're corrupted, anti-life-affected people. When the thing is eating my brains, Eric, I don't your care brains. if it's anti-life or if it's anti-Eric Shea. I'm getting the fuck out of there is what I'm it's doing. It's all anti-Eric Shea. Yeah. Hellblazer Rise and Fall number two. I did talk about this myself on the podcast. We'll see if I end up doing that again, but yeah, we'll see. That's a non-Eric Black Label. Eric's kryptonite is Black Label, no, no, by the no. way. Three Jokers Unless is Black it's label. Three Jokers. Unless also, it's Jeff Johns, Jason Farbach, and Brad Anderson. Rorschach as well. Eric, it's true. You love that. And Strange book. Adventures. Are we, well, we, we already ditched that one. It's true. Are, are we going to be it, talking Rorschach number two? Do no, you I'll think we not. will be? All right. Justice League number 56, The Mine Hunter Knows All. There it is, Eric. It's death metal, doom metal, all of that stuff all rolled up into one. The Continuing hunter. on the story where it did look like our heroes in a crazy thing happening in anything death metal. They look like they're fucked, Eric, and it looks like they're not going to get out of it. That's never happened in any story like night. that. We're going to see, aren't we? I don't know how you made the Omega Knight for real, but Seriously. still with it there, maybe they'll give it a cold. Eric, we'll give it a cold. You end up also going on here. I have to go down the line here because the there's not many. Joke One, like that. Really? You would give me the cold shoulder just from a joke. Yes. I thought that we were tighter than that, Eric. Really? I was going to tell you, I, I don't blame, uh, you know, 
throughout this whole podcast, I never did once say anything about jokes and medicine, right? I never brought no. that up. I think that it's more of my happiness to talk to you. Eric, that ends up making me giddy like a schoolgirl. And I end up making jokes in nervousness. And that's all it is. I need to be medicated, Eric. We have Sweet Tooth, the return number one. This is nothing that Eric will ever, ever read. I have read some Sweet Tooth, Eric, as in the first issue. I liked it. It was really good. Is it Maybe about that I killer sh- clown with a flaming skull from Twisted Metal? No, no. It, it's the boy. I actually, I think I made the joke because I did do it on a Back Issues podcast on the Patreon. Uh, no, it's a boy with antlers and he's kind of a- I, I've seen what it is. He's kind of a deer really kid that's oh, yeah, a post-apocalyptic okay. deal. I like it. I really did like it. Well, his daddy in the first issue, spoiler alert from years ago, his daddy died, Eric. He got the consumption. He got the disease and ended up dying, leaving, uh, you know, the kid on his own. And now he's got to fend from it. I, all this would be way back, though. I don't know what's going on with him. Whenever in I think now. of Sweet Tooth, there's nothing that DC puts out in my mind. It's always like an image title. Does anybody say they have a salty tooth? Because that's what I have. I don't like sweets. I like the salties. I, I like the, you know, that sort of deal. That, that, you know, you know, Eric, I, I like the meat. This is what I'm saying. But if you want to read that sweet tooth, I'm going to check it out and see what it's like. And if it's something that I can comprehend, I will That's be talking no. about it. That's a hard way. <laughs> That's basically an Evite maybe, right? You end up, uh, the last book, Young Justice, number 20, the thrilling conclusion. I only say that because it says that on the cover. It wants you to say it. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's the a conclusion. conclusion. Yeah, and are you excited? You think we're going to get a lot of answers there? No, I, I'm excited well, because Aaron. the book's going to end and I can have Brian Michael Band- 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 I almost said Bandus. Freaking Bendis stop ruining these characters every fucking month. Do you think he goes around and says, hey, honey, I want to be known as Brian Michael Badass. You ever think he said that to his wife? Okay. So? It'd be pretty cool, right? No. When, when, he, when he heard himself and he had that eye patch like Nakano. Listen, honey, you call me Brian Michael Badass from now on. She's like, I'm not playing your games. Shut up and make dinner. Here is the solicit, though, Eric. For the first time in months, the entire Young Justice team comes together to face a threat bigger than anything they've faced before. Editorial. Actually, the axe. Uh, just as the team has come to grips with their fractured legacy, someone from Young Justice Past has come back to murder them. Guest starring the Wonder <laughs> Twins, Dial H for Hero, and Naomi, plus some other Wonder Comics surprises. Too hot to mention here. Are there any Wonder Comics surprises that you would ever think are too hot to mention there? Actually, uh, doing something it's- in continuity? Uh, Holy crap, Aaron. Where is my I, hot The thing take? is, the final issue in this whole like, solicit, like, somebody from Young Justice Past is going to come to take them, like, see, you're going to bring a character from the old Young Justice in and ruin it right off the bat for the final issue? That's so well. Toxic fandom. You're toxic fandom, Eric. That's what that no, is. I'm a Don't miss this leader. final issue from Eisner Award nominated co-writers of Naomi. That's the best you got. They probably want When's a hard Naomi season two coming out. It's sometime. That's what you know. That's the thing that uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Where I think actually people do want. Nothing else of this nonsense, though. But yeah, uh, from the past, like the past, the the whole thing has has been two days in his mind. I mean, what's the past? Yesterday afternoon? 
I might hit that, but I'm not. Uh, oh. But that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening to us. I just imagine that character from the original Young Justice like series back in like 99. The Empress is going to come out of nowhere. Like, you forgot about me. Now die. That'd be funny. I think it's like that like bad guy. It's the bad guy from Naomi. It's got to be. And, and it's the past of only Naomi. Nobody <laughs> else. But it's going to set up season two of Naomi. There, I made the call. I don't know. Oh, no. Uh, Dark Lord Opal. Yeah, really. Nobody. Well, it, the funny thing would be is that it's actually Amethyst since her own book has been delayed for like 10 months. They, they still haven't finished that, by the way. We're still waiting for the final Look, I issue. I finished a while ago. I know you did. I did as well. I lasted one more issue than you. That book stinks. And then when they ended up, who I love Amy Reader, but they ended up asking her on Twitter, hey, Amy Reader, why this such a delay for this final issue? She says, I want to make it killer. I said, no, no, you already killed it for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you did, lady. Oh, oh, oh. She did the the Moon Girl and the Devil Dinosaurs, Eric. I, I really like where people probably yeah, like really is, that, make, really like that, that, that makes nobody, sense. Nobody it. Yeah, no, they didn't. Just like your excuses, nobody's buying them, Eric. What do we say at the end of this podcast? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh. said has actually come true you ruined everything but now your run is done hopefully they fix the shit and give us a book that's fun <laughs>